Do 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 do. No 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 not talk show. Record it live. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown podcast number eighty three. With your hosts Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? What the hell is finally up? We are talking about the end episode. 617, the two and a half hour lost finale, the big final conclusion uh, to the epic story that, uh, that is lost. Uh, following up from our initial reaction podcast that's, that was recorded right after the finale. And uh, so now we get to t- go into the nitty gritty of the episode and um, go scene by scene and discuss everything and have a a rapturous, a rapturous uh, podcast here. <laughs> did, are you? Did you say what are you calling the podcast? Rapturous. Yes, rapturous. That's what I said. Okay. Okay. Regardless wow. of what you heard. Okay. <laughs> I was just making sure. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, that that initial reaction is is cool to have because. Uh, Literally seconds after I turned finished the episode, I was on the phone there, uh, and uh, so it really preserves what I was thinking after watching the episode. And and for you, it was a little bit of a delay, but not not much. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so it's cool to have that. You know, we don't have that on a lot of episodes, and I think since then, you know, uh, I've calmed down about the episode a bit and can really get more specific about you know whatever whatever problems I have with it or, or things I like. And I think, I think the time has sort of let it settle in and, you know, I can sort of live with it now. I, I was, uh, I was a bit taken aback by certain things initially. And so, so I think, uh, I think now I sort of understand why and, um, you know, I can, I can handle this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I too, you know, have some time to think about it and and ponder ponder what the episode uh, had the offer had to offer, and uh, you know, watched it again. And I actually watched uh, what they died for again too, and then and then watched the finale. And uh, you know, there's some there's some stuff there that that doesn't really pay off, and, and are things that don't really make any sense con- concerning where the story goes. But um, but overall, yeah, I'm I'm happy with the finale. You know, I think. The main idea seems to be, um, you know, and I think I said this on the initial reaction is, you know, there's the question of why these people and the question of, you know, of the island and why the island and what, you know, the sort of question about character and the question about mystery. And I think, you know, the show at the end of the day is saying, uh, you know, if you're asking about the mysteries, you're asking the wrong question. And I think, I think to a degree that's a little unfair, but I think, you know, the show gets to be about what it wants to be about. Um, and uh, and so I think in that way, you know, I, I think in that way it works. I mean, I think it's fine to say, well, this is the story, and the story is about these characters. And, uh, you know, as, I guess we can talk about, you know, the sort of, you know, uh, interpretation of the finale. You know, my interpretation is that... Um, but basically, the losties, these particular group of people who were who were at the church at the end, um, not all of the losties, but just that particular group, uh, were, were very connected, and that was important. And and it seemed to be that they, you know, they had these adventures on the island, um, 
that that Jacob was responsible for since he brought them there, uh, but that the main idea, or I should say the important point, is um, is that their connection was so strong that they um, that it allowed them to create this meeting place in the afterlife for them to all move on together. And really, the show is, I think, sort of saying, uh, you know, giving giving a sort of new answer to the afterlife. Uh, you know, is saying, well, you don't just move on by yourself. You, you know, you need to connect with the people that are important to you to move on. And so I think it works in that sense. You know, it's, it's not just resting on previous sort of uh, well-known uh, uh, faith or, or religious connotations or, or other stories. It's kind of giving a new idea to to the afterlife and, uh, and, 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 and how that relates to characters. Yeah. So in that respect, I think it's interesting. You know, um, I, I think, you know, there's, there's still a lot of questions about the island and, you know, I, I, I still can't really answer or, or make the distinction between these people being important, I'm sorry, these people being connected because they're just intrinsically connected or they're connected because of their time on the island. You know, I don't, I don't know if Jacob brought them because they're connected or they're connected <laughs> because Jacob brought them. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff I think the finale doesn't answer. True. You know, um, and I think it's, again, strange that, you know, an idea people had in season one or even, you know, the first after the pilot, you know, this idea of purgatory or that they're all dead uh, seemed to be close to the truth. And, you know, I think it was sort of foreshadowed uh, – uh, in hindsight, you know, it looks like it was foreshadowed when, when uh, in Abiturno, when Richard thought they were all dead and in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, like that idea coming back. It's like, what? People thought this in season one. How can this be even remotely close to the truth? And it was sort of remotely close to the truth. Uh, at least not, you know, not obviously the truth in, in that world, but the truth in sort of a general sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Is that pretty much your take on on the finale? Did you have what's your what's your interpretation of uh, of how we're supposed to view the end? More or less, I, I think uh, I think that I think that basically they the, you know people when people had the purgatory theory, I think that they they were picking up on stuff that the show was doing thematically um, in terms of the island being a place where sort of their you know their their past wouldn't uh wouldn't immediately impinge upon their ability to deal with their past i guess and so they they were able to work through their problems in this sort of uh blank slate kind of setting and the season 1 very much has that vibe of people dealing with their past and trying to overcome their problems and so i think the way mm-hmm. the island was in season 1 is sort of similar to the way the flash sideways is and i think people just kind of picked up on that um, and uh, and they were on the right track, and I think you know to whatever extent they have this plan from the beginning, I think you know maybe we can say that they were sort of hinting at where the show was going uh, back in season one by uh, you know by uh, having 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 what they experienced on the island sort of parallel the end of the show. Yeah. So quickly, I, I want to talk about what. Um uh what they knew at the beginning of the show i've heard a lot of uh different things so so have I. so in so what have you heard and what what sort of what sort of the, the the sort of general truth about 
you know, so one of the things I heard is, you know, after writing the pilot, JJ knew what the final that the final scene was going to be Jack closing his eyes, dying. Yes. Uh, I've heard that. I've heard that they knew the final scene was going to be Jack and Christian, yeah. you know, and Jack realizing he was dead. Yeah. You know, none of this stuff I heard about before the finale. You know, I feel like before the finale, all I ever heard was they didn't know where it was going in season one, especially didn't know where it was going after the pilot. Yeah. So what did, what what did, do you have any other info about that stuff? Did you hear any? No, news? no, no. I mean, I've heard a lot of conflicting reports about what was planned when and why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to me that uh, it seems to me that they you know they had some kind of plan, some kind of very vague plan, and I think it's possible that it included. The thing is, like, probably one of the things that is a little dissatisfying to me about this finale is that. It's it's the kind of ending that you could kind of tack on to any show mm-hmm. where you have a group of strangers who are trapped together and who go through a lot of hardships and form connections and you know basically just you know have a have an intense uh experience together you know I feel like you, you could throw this on the end of any show that has that basic setup, and it didn't matter that it was the the island. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree. Been. That's a big that's a big uh, sticking point for me too. Is that it, it almost you you can't tell if the island mattered or not, and it almost seems like it didn't matter at all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, the ending. I think the ending tells us the ending tells us that the island. The island didn't matter to the people, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just about their shared experiences, mm-hmm. you know. And um, for some of them, I sort of believe that. It's just, I, you know, I can almost buy into it that that's sort of what these characters care about more. But it's just kind of, it's just kind of weird to watch a whole show about the island and at the end they say, "Oh, the island, that was just the island was just a, uh, you know, a, a contrivance to get these characters together." Yeah, and if they left us with an idea that, you know, Jacob said in what they died for that the island needed them as much as they needed the island. Now, if I, I want to believe him, <laughs> and I want to say, okay, well, what this means is that what the island gave these people, uh, gave the Losties, was a place where they could have these uh, crazy adventures and conflicts and, and be strengthened, their bond to be strengthened by that, which in turn allows them to find each other in the afterlife and move on, which is a fortunate situation that most people don't have in the afterlife or something, in this other place. Yes. And, and, and in turn, what they gave the island was, you know, protection ultimately. You know, they ultimately defeated the bad guy who right. wanted to destroy it. So, like, if, if that's the idea, I think it works, but I feel like you can't really say 100% that's what the show leaves you with at the very end. You know, I feel like it's because because I think Jacob seems disconnected from uh, from the Flash Sideways stuff, from the from the meeting place stuff. Totally. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's like on one hand they give you uh, some information to say yes, the island does matter, but at the end of the day, I don't think you get enough of a you, you know. It's almost like well, the island might matter, which yeah. you know, like you said, I don't think that's satisfying when a whole show is about the. <laughs> The characters on the island, right? I, yeah, like I want to say, just for myself, my own sanity, I want to say, the island matters. 
and I'm sticking to that. Um, and I even think, like you said, there's stuff in the show that tells you that. But at the same time, you can't ignore dramatic weight. And, and really, you know, at the end, I feel like you can really feel it in the finale. You can feel the dramatic weight going over to the flash sideways and the final meeting of the characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sort of Jack's, Jack's final island I I, I kind of like it in a way, but Jack's final island mission is just this very simple task. He has to put this cork back in the hole and mm-hmm. then just kind of go die. You know, and it's and it's, yeah. I, I sort of like I like the simplicity of it. But at the same time, it's like you can't really care about it. It's not like when you know when Ben turned the donkey wheel and the island moved or or whatever at the end of other finales where it's like, oh man, where's that going? Like it's a very simple final task for him to perform, and the emotion is really mostly. I mean, it's there is emotion in Jack's ending. But you you really feel the weight shift over, and it's about the afterlife. Yeah, and I think in terms of Jack's final mission, I want to say it was more than just what he had to do. It was more specifically he had him letting go. Like, you know, he had to actually let go of his life there, which I, which is why I think he chose to do the suicide mission and not Desmond. Mm-hmm. You know, He's realizing, okay, I wasn't here just to take over Jacob's position. I was here to do this final thing and 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 to be done with it. Yeah, you know, to be sort of done with life. And I think, you know, that's obviously mirrored in the, the Flash sideways when he, you know, sort of has to realize he's dead there. Right. Right. Um, right. And I want to go back. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna. Well, I want to go back to something else we were talking about. So what did I you was have gonna to sort of change the subject too. So okay, I just want to go back to what they knew when. And did we get any clarification? You just said you heard conflicting reports. Yeah. In terms of what they knew when. Yeah, I have. I have heard. I have heard that they that they knew Jack's eye closing. I can totally buy that. That's of course. The kind of, that's the kind of thing you can come up with on day one, no problem. Well, when you write the pilot and, you know, the first shot is his eye opening, yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, that sounds totally plausible to me. I'm prepared to believe that. Okay. The other thing I've heard is that they also had the scene of Jack showing up at the church with Christian and and basically everything after that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that can't quite be right, but um, – uh, because because I mean I know they I know they said um, I heard I read someone there there's some there's some sort of vaguely official interpretation floating out there it's on the mm-hmm. forum um, that supposedly bad robot yeah supposedly came from some insider at Bad Robot about sort of what the real way we're supposed to take the story is and they claimed in there that the reason you know the sort of behind the scenes reason that Ben is not in the church is that he wasn't he wasn't a character in season one, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so they kept the, the original scene they wrote. I mean, I, to me, I, I, I think that's a crap reason to do it, but yeah, I don't, I, you know, I read that explanation. I, I, I made sure to read it after I watched the finale a second time. So it didn't influence my, my opinion of it. And it was pretty much what I, what my opinion, my independent opinion of the finale was, uh, therefore it's correct. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but I will say that, yeah, the, the, the reason, you know, that Ben wasn't there because he wasn't the original, uh, you know, he wasn't originally in the, in the pilot or whatever, original character, that, that, that's a pretty weak reason not to give him whatever conclusion they, they would rather him have. Uh, I, I would much prefer to think, 
you know, I, I, I put Ben I – think, I think it makes sense that Ben and Ana Lucia and some of the other Losties don't cross over with this group, uh, you know, the explanation being – uh, that you know he's got to he's got to find they've got to find their own people that are important to them yeah in order to cross over and that yes they are connected to the losties but they aren't as connected as that group that moved on uh, with each other totally totally and also I think even though I think they gave us a lot of Ben Redemption stuff this season I guess to me the stuff they've had him do in the past is just a bit much to buy him going into the like I, it would make me a little weirded out if they actually had him go in the church and sort of move on with everybody else like that would that would feel a little wrong to me i feel like it's right to have him outside but the the main reason why i say it's bullshit is because they have characters like libby and penny and desmond mm-hmm. those characters didn't exist in season one yeah so, that's exactly why i think it's more about it's more about who who they're connected to you know penny's not connected anymore more than desmond you know, and I would say the thing about Libby and Hurley. Uh, so, so yeah, I think it's more about who they're connected to, and uh, and I, and I like that idea that uh, that you have to find the right people to to make this all work. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think also the Flash Sideways is supposed to be a place for them to work out their problems, and so I, like I, I'll buy that Ben has you know wants to spend more time doing that. Yeah, and he, you know, I think he wants to spend more time with Alex, and yeah. you know, he's got a chance. You know, Rousseau was giving him the signals. He's got a chance to be a, a real father to Alex. Yes, I think that's you know. what, that's what they're telling us with that little bit from the last. Yeah, because that line she says, you know, when when she tells Ben, you know, you're the closest thing Alex has ever had to a father, and he starts to tear up, and and he says it's the onions, and she says, you know, I'll use less next time. You know, when I watch that again, I'm thinking, oh, she literally means next time. Yeah. You know, she's going to have him over for dinner again. And yeah, so yeah. That's sort of the beginnings of their relationship. And it's so weird, because as soon as you see, I don't know, as soon as you see Rousseau and Ben, it's like, there's a couple. Yeah. You know, I never would have pictured them as a couple, but for some reason it's like, yeah, somehow that makes sense. Somehow I feel like, you know, Ben would be intrigued by Rousseau. You know, he would be interested in her. She's, you know... She's a scientist, and she's mm-hmm. you know she's got these qualities I think he would like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's weird, because I remember when there were theories that Ben really was Alex's father, and mm-hmm. somehow, like, it's it's a weird, like, twisted version of that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it seems appropriate. And also, you know, Rousseau, I feel like, you know, to whatever extent she's sort of there in the world, like, she needs to spend time with her daughter as well, because she never really mm-hmm. got to you know, in, in her real life. So I feel like she's there for a similar reason to Ben. Um, yeah, it's weird. You know, I want to believe that, yeah, that the the, the, the meeting place, the flash sideways, the alternative timeline, whatever it is, is a place for them to work out their problems. But at the same time, it's like, how does that relate to the real world where, or the island too, where people are trying to work out their problems, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, and like with Rousseau specifically, I would agree she needs to spend time with Alex, but does she know she needs to spend time with Alex? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she she, she doesn't even know she's working anything out. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what's strange, I think, is I guess until she's awakened, she's not going to even know there was anything to work out. Right. You know, until she realizes, hey, my husband stole my daughter in a past life. Right. But that's right. okay. We'll move on together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, 
that's the weird part of all this. I, I think I think the other thing for me is that um, as far as the mysteries go, you know, I I pretty I came down pretty firmly, and I'm gonna say I still believe it that I didn't need any particular mystery to be resolved for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna be satisfied with sort of whatever they gave me as long as it was good. And uh, and I learned a lot of good stuff in the finale, and uh, you know the final ending is dissatisfying in various ways. But I, you know, it, it has some it has some merit. Uh, I I appreciate it on a level. But I think I think the thing I realized, although although I say I didn't want any particular resolution, I was somewhat dissatisfied with what they told us. And I I guess the way I'll I'll reconcile that is I. I <sighs> You know, since it's the end of the show, I mean, in the past, you know, um, I never really expected any particular answer, but when one came up, it was like, ah, yes. And, you know, I could always sort of, in the back of my mind, hope for something, you know, Mm -hmm. more. And I guess I thought they would kind of give us more of that in the finale than they did. Like, Like the whole thing with Ben and Widmore and the plane wreckage. You know, mm-hmm. they could have easily not ever told us that, but they finally, after I had really given up, you know, gave us the scene where Widmore says it was him. And it just, it's not like a, it's not an incredible moment on the show. It's not what I'm going to be talking about very much uh, when I remember the show, but it is just nice to finally know what happened with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's something, I mean, those things are not really sort of the bulk. That's why I want to say like 90% or whatever. Those aren't the bulk. They are part of the 10% that sort of makes the show, you know, good to me. But still, it's, it is to me somewhat significant to just get, just get even, you know, short answers to questions like that so, so we don't have to – you know, just make all kinds of crazy suppositions to get a theory up and running. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in general, you know, I, you know, I, I'm disappointed we didn't get certain answers by the end. Um, in terms of the big sort of things they did address, you know, like the source. Um, you know, my whole thing after seeing uh, uh, Across the Sea was. I was just waiting, you know, where they introduced the light, uh, the source, and, you know, I was waiting, okay, well, what, waiting until they said the next thing about it. And, you know, so in this finale is when we sort of get a little bit more about the, the light source. And even though they didn't get specific with the answers, I think overall um, it gave me enough to, to, to solidify an interpretation of what's going on, which I think satisfies me. Um, and, you know, a large part of the show, I think, that they, that they end up telling us by the end is that so much of it comes down to people's interpretation of what's going on and that, you know, uh, in my opinion, in fact, very little people had it right, you know. Um, and, I, you know, my, 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 my theory here is that basically, you know, the, the light source predates Jacob. It predates the mother. Uh, it has Egyptian writing on it. You know, the Egyptians were, you know, I looked up online. They had, you know, they had boat technology in like 3000 BC, which predates Jacob by a lot, you know. Um, so I feel like some Egyptian culture built this stuff. They they had some ideas of what was going on. They built this stuff. And, um, and then mother comes in and she just tries to interpret what it is. She has no sort of objective authority about her opinion. It's just her, her opinion 
Same with Jacob and the Man in Black. They formulate opinions about the island and what they should do or shouldn't do. Same with the Losties, same with Dharma, same with everyone else who came to the island trying to figure out what it was. Same with, you know, really the viewers. You know, and I think maybe that's the, the sort of idea of the show is, you know, this idea of interpretation and perspective and how none of these people really had a great sense of what was going on uh, as, as as a whole, you know. Um, you know, I feel like Jacob never went down where the, the light source was, so <laughs> I don't know why he knew what was going to happen down there. I think he just had an interpretation about what would happen down there, you know, um, you know, the same with Man in Black and stuff like that. It's like he, I don't think he knew what, what happened when Desmond went down there, but he, he thought he did, and he, you know, he planned accordingly. So to me, since, it, since, it come, since, since no one really has the right answer, since Mother doesn't have the right answer, I'm satisfied with that. If the right answer was the light is, is uh, you know, this life source that's in everybody and every man has a piece of it and all that stuff. If that was a definitive answer, I wouldn't like that that much. But since that's just her explanation, I can deal with that, you know, because that's just a character thing. Okay. That's kind of how, that's kind of how I sum it all up. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to accept that. It's, that's not a big issue for me, actually. Um, the, the big thing they told us in this episode was, uh, uh, we basically went down into the cave, you know, we saw what was in there. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's, that's sort of the biggest reveal. Like what happens when you actually go into the cave? What's, you know, go over the waterfall, like what's down there, you know? And so we yeah. sort of see that and it's kind of literally something like the cork, uh, that Jacob described. I think for me, in terms of like what it is and what people said it was, and I, I don't know. That's that's not. I'm not actually. I, I, that's not a big answer for me or something I need to know. I, what I'm more. What I would like to understand a little better is what happened with Man in Black when he went down there, and versus, you know, versus what what happened when they pulled the thing, and. And what happened when Jack went down there? Like I just, all that stuff is kind of muddled to me. I don't really understand. I mean, you can you can make up a story about it, but it just, I, I think they didn't really give us. I don't think they gave us enough details to really definitively say what you know what, yeah. what the answers to those questions are. That's a little frustrating to me, I guess. Um, well, and I think what the light is ties into that, you know. And I think that's why that's a big reason why I'm curious about sort of trying to put a label on what the light is, although I'm fine with it just being interpretational because no one, no one got a good explanation. But, I mean, trying to figure out what happens down there I think is tied to, to what it is, you know. And, and I have some sort of theories about, you know, specifically what they were doing and what that might have done to the light and how that, how that uh, correlates to or corresponds to uh, some of the actual plot events. But... Um, but yeah, right. it just really it really just comes down to sort of guesses and and uh and sort of again interpretations of yeah. well, if they move this, maybe that, maybe it's doing this thing and sort of, you know. Yeah. That exactly. kind of explanation. And that's okay. I it's just like, you know, Jack goes down there and puts the thing back in and then he comes out of there just like Man in Black did, except mm-hmm. he's alive and there's no new smoke monster. Mm-hmm. So you know, so what's different there? It's sort of like, it's sort of like for me, 
you just can't count on rules on this show. You know, they tell you there's a rule, and then they just flaunt it, flaunt that they're breaking it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so like I feel that's that's my dissatisfaction with the Ash stuff. It's like, okay, we know how the Ash works. We've established it multiple times, and it doesn't work that way. So it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You know. I can. I can then try to come up with some explanation why. Yeah. I think, like I said before, I think. I think if you go back to the interpretation as as uh, uh, the looking glass for answers, I think it might it might make more sense in that. And not that it'll give you the answer, but it'll make more sense. So, so for instance, you, you know, you're talking about the ash and how it works. And I think for most of the time, it worked consistently until Dogen said. Until uh, Lennon said. Dogen was the only thing keeping the monster yes. out. Yes. So, you know, I would say, well, since that's the outlier scenario, he just had the wrong interpretation. I guess, you know? but what he said seemed to be correct. I mean, he entered the temple. We never saw the ash being broken. I, mm-hmm. You know, so it looks like he was right to me. So, Because well, we he, saw proof of what he said. Soon we as did Dogen see died. proof of what he said, true. Um, but, I mean, we also saw... Smokey not being able to cross the ash. Yes, but that was before Dogen was dead. That was before. Yeah, that was before Dogen was dead. So, but I mean, we've seen we've seen him not cross the ash before. So right. unless Dogen is powering all the ash everywhere, then then I don't think it makes much sense. I agree. I agree. It's okay. Like. Okay, that's his interpretation. There's something right about what he's saying, I think. <laughs> like, it really looks to me like, you know, maybe he's a little wrong. It's the only thing keeping him out or whatever. It's not about Dogen. It has to be someone charged with sort of making the ash work. Or, you know, some, some theory like that is probably what's going on. It's just, <laughs> you know, having a character phrase, you know, say that, I feel like that's them. That's them, the writers, telling us what's going on in the plot, and I, that's my most. That's the reason why I created New Year's Justin. Like it's really frustrating to me to have to say at every turn, you know, when they give us information, is this character just wrong or lying or you know making stuff up or whatever? Yeah, that's why I think it's it's really dubious to to when it seems like they're giving us answers, because I, I will agree, a lot of those things just seems like, okay, well, this is the writers telling us what's going on, but I feel like when it doesn't make sense or when it contradicts stuff they previously stated as facts, you know, then it has to be, well, what is this character's interpretation? You know, and I think, I, I you know, the, the big thing about interpretation to me is John Locke. You know, at the end of the show, I think it was pretty much stated that he was just sort of wrong about the island. He misinterpreted uh, uh, what was going on with the island, the healing properties of the island, other connections and other inexplicable things, and he interpreted that as his sense of purpose, his sense of faith, and then Man in Black exploited that. Um, you know, other characters didn't didn't have that interpretation. Uh, and, and I think it's pretty clear that, he, you know, he didn't have the right, inter- you know, sort of objectively the right interpretation at all. So... I think that's a clear example of how powerful interpretation is on the show and how they're they're sort of illustrating, you know, just because characters think a certain thing doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. And there and there probably will be, you know, a list of uh a list of things that, you know, just won't make any sense. You know, Dogan the, the Ash thing might just be on that list of, 
yeah, you can say Lennon had a, a weird interpretation or he exaggerated or he was wrong, but I, I do think there are there will be some things that you won't even just be able to explain by, you know, sufficiently by saying, you know, by using interpretation. Uh, so, that you know, right. that's just the nature of a, of a big show, I think, of a big story. Yes. And, and basically the other thing is, like, when I ask the question, you know, what is this, what's going on with this particular thing in the show, mm-hmm. I'm really asking what are the writers intend, mm-hmm. okay? Because, you know, in some cases that might not make sense or be illogical or not fit in with earlier stuff in the story. In some cases I think that's true. And because, you know, they're not perfect writers. They, they make, you know, they have plot holes. They have things that are inconsistent. And so personally what I'm interested in is what they're trying to tell us. I'm okay if it's inconsistent, I just like to know what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why the ashing is so troubling to me because it just, it strikes me as the writers telling us, telling us that to a certain extent, Dogen was the thing keeping him out. But, but here's my, here's my, here's my thing about that. What if the explanation is they're telling us Dogen is just wrong? How would you know the difference? Dogen is wrong? You mean Lennon? I, I keep saying Dogen. Lennon, yeah. The thing is, uh, the reason I can't buy that fully is because we saw him be right. I mean, we saw exactly what he said happen. Mm-hmm. And? So he was proven right. I mean, it's there, it's not really up in the air to me. Well, just because Smokey came in after Dogen was dead doesn't mean, you know, I mean, correlation is not causation. I guess, but it's just, I mean... It just seems like really bad writing if they're going to tell us an answer that's wrong and not show us the real thing that left him in. Like, is that is that really what happened? Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm really skeptical about that. I feel like the writers are telling us an answer about the ash bear, and I just don't know what it is. Maybe it really that's my, is. That's my point. That's my point is you're looking Why for an answer show the, the real writer. Answer? That's the question I can't answer. There's, you know, I don't, I don't know why they chose to illustrate those events the way they did, but, but to say the writers are trying to tell us something and at best it's contradictory, I think, I think that's problematic. And so I feel like it's a lot easier to say, you know, I, I just think it's, you know, it's the writers can tell us stuff or the can tell us stuff sort of this is the information we need to know, or I think they can be sort of saying this character is wrong about what they're saying at this exact moment. And I guess my point is, how do you know the difference? <laughs> when can we be able to tell, okay, this is the writer telling us something, and this is the character being wrong about the sort of objective truth here, you know? And I, and I agree with you, this whole Dogen Ash thing is, is problematic. It does, it does seem like, you know, Lennon says, you know, Lennon tells Saeed, hey, you just killed Dogen. You just, you know, he's the only thing protect, keeping the monster out. And right. Saeed goes, yes, I know. I just let him in. Right. Um, and he comes we in. Don't, Of course, of course. Right. Natural storytelling would tell Not you. Exactly. It will tell you, hey, look, they just illustrated their example. Yeah. But but given the, given the fact that we know that we've seen the ash keep him out before, you know, maybe somebody broke the ash line. You know, maybe maybe he had Saeed do it on his way in. You know, maybe Saeed just says that in that in that case, but Saeed knows, okay, well, I broke the ash line. You know, I feel like there's other things that can be going on outside of just that scene of them sort of seemingly illustrating this thing. And 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 I would I would buy the the you know what they told us in that scene. You know, if it didn't contradict everything else we know about the ash. 
and how it works. And that was the only time they've ever said that any, you know, that Dogen powers the ash. You know, it could be it could be the truth that, you know, the ash had no effect because Jacob was dead and the man in black didn't didn't know that. Or he thought Dogen was you know, that's the thing. Man in black can be wrong. That's that's the thing about interpretation here is man in black didn't have all the answers either. You know, he, he was just a man trying to do the things he wanted to do and he didn't sort of have any omniscient knowledge about things. So he could have been wrong but he could have told Saeed to kill Dogen because he's keeping me out of the temple. That doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, I, I understand that. It's just that, you know, again, like I said, I mean, all those things are true. And we have many examples on the show of what you're saying, of characters just being wrong about stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, that's firmly established as part of the show, you know, and that's, that's just – and people lie also a lot, you know. I'm sorry, people so what? People lie. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they're, they know the answer, but they're being deliberately – they're deliberately saying what's not true. You know, there's mm-hmm. examples like that. Of course, Ben famously, um, but other characters as well. Um, but, yeah, basically for me, I can't I, – I don't like to descend into the abyss of we can't trust anything they tell us. To me, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. I'm saying when something comes and it's problematic or it's a contradiction, uh, you know, I think that's when we have to to look at it like this. Not any time. You know, if somebody tells us something, the right, you know, something that seems like the writer is telling us something that's true and it doesn't have any obvious conflicts, then I think that's true. I think it's fine to think that that's what they want us to believe. You know, but if but if it's causing problems, then I think you have to reevaluate it. You can't just say, "Well, the writers are trying to tell us something. I don't know what it is," because well, that that doesn't get you anywhere. Right. Right. Especially when it's contradictory. Right. But yeah, I guess, like I said, I you know when uh, there's many times when a character steps up and says something, and I really think. You know, the, it's the writer's job, in addition to, like, making the characters work and all that, it's the writer's job to convey to the audience what, you know, what the story is. Mm-hmm. And so in certain cases, they're going to have to tell us information that's true, uh, yeah. you know. And so, you know, we just have to figure out what that is. It's, you know, okay, I mean, I can, I can sort of accept that Lennon is just wrong when he says that, you know, but it, it's... Mm-hmm. It just then I then I just say I don't like the writing in that scene because yeah. everything in that scene tells me he's right, <laughs> but mm-hmm. he's wrong, <laughs> and so it's like you have to just sort of contradict the way stories are normally told to say well, well he's just wrong, and all the impact of that scene is sort of gone because it's well, like well not no really, it had but... nothing to do with Dogen Dogen dying was totally incidental. And there's a stuff you didn't see that really let him in, and we never, we're never going to show you that. Like, what? well, Dogen was going to die anyway. No way, Man in Black wasn't going to let him not die. Um, but, but I think, I, I think there is something to be said about about writing character, writing characters being wrong, because that's what Lost does a lot. And I think it's it's weird when that happens because you sort of assume they're right. You know, uh, when they're seeming to be proven right by the circumstances. But I think they're, they're, you know, I wouldn't call it bad writing just because characters are wrong in a scene. Um, I would say it's bad writing that it's confusing by the end of it that we don't know which, which it is. I would say that's sort of bad. But, but the idea that characters can, can say something and it actually not be the case, I think, I think it's part of what Lost is. 
is that it's these people who are trying, who are interpreting these things and are sort of trying to sort of do the best they can or whatever the, you know, situation is, but it doesn't mean that they're right. You know, they're sort of almost, you know, the big things are, you know, they just can't necessarily have the answers. You know, Dogen told Saeed, you know, how to go kill Man in Black. That didn't pan out. You know what I mean? And we never, we never saw that work. And I feel like that whole thing about killing them before they speak probably would have never worked. You know, they, they probably have, you know, you know, may, you know, Jacob and the Man in Black may not have ever been mortal until, you know, the end of this whole thing, you know. Uh, and that's the thing. When Jacob, you know, let Ben kill him, is, did he only get to kill him because he let him? No, or was Jacob vulnerable killed anyway? So, I don't know. It, there, you know, there's a lot going on, but um, right. But I think there's something to be said. To I, I think it, you know, I've never been more aware of the fact that characters can just be wrong than you know by the end of the show realizing all the characters who are just sort of wrong about things. You know, the reason they had to come back to the island, like I think they were wrong about that. They need, to, I think they need to come back to the island so they could finish having their adventures together and continue strengthening their bond for the afterlife, you know, if there's any reason for them to come back to the island, you know. Right. But th- but they're not going to know that. You know, that's not that's not a conceit that they can come up with if, given the given context that they're in. Right. Okay. I Yeah, I fully acknowledge the characters are wrong a lot, and and that's okay with me. I can live with it. Um, I So I'm not denying that at all. All, all I'm saying... I don't think it's automatically bad writing to have characters be wrong. I'm saying that in that one scene, I really mm-hmm. don't like what they did. Yeah. I'm really unsatisfied with that as a, as a final word on the ash, which is what it was. Never mention it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's, totally, that's totally bad to me. I feel like there's other stuff they could have done there if they wanted to convey the idea that Lennon was wrong. I think having Lennon be wrong is bad, basically. But, but if they have to have him wrong, there's stuff they could have done to make it good to me. But, I, yeah, I, that case. I, I agree, yeah. I agree there's, there's other ways they could have handled it, and I don't know why they handled it the way they did. Um, here's a question, though. If, if that scene wasn't there, like, for, for instance, if Lennon – if, if if Lennon wasn't there, he got killed outside or something. Saeed didn't kill him. He never said that line. You know, so, so the same thing happens, but, you know, Saeed kills Dogen, you know, but Lennon never says that line. What would you, what would be your interpretation of how Smokey got in? It would be somebody broke the ash, or maybe it would even be, you know, it would, it would you could have a crackpot theory, Dogen, you know, Dogen was dead, now he can come in. Yeah, but 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 that wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily seem true because you wouldn't have anyone to sort of say that. True. You know, so we would be left with the the probability would be most high that would be highest if that um that somebody broke the ash, right? True. So yeah, because we hadn't had any anything telling us otherwise up to that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know what my point is, but I think that makes a point. <laughs> no, I mean I feel like your point is. Take out that line and everything's fine. Everything's consistent. It's yeah. not. It's. I agree. It's not a problem anymore. But they put that line in there, and it's at a pivotal, mm-hmm. dramatic moment. And to me, you know, that's the time when. <laughs> that's the time when it's time not to just not to just you know confuse the issue. You know, mm-hmm. like you want the drama to be good, not like what. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. To me, that's just bad. But uh, you're right. As far as like stuff, the inconsistent stuff on the show, it's not even that bad. They they basically have one line of dialogue that's a problem. Yeah. 
And that's that's not that's not that bad. It's still still though, somehow I thought by the end of this show they would tell us what why they put that line in there. They, mm-hmm. And that's really what I'm asking. Like, is it just that Lennon is wrong? Like, I'm just not 100 percent. I feel like there's some truth in what he's saying. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just like to know what they had in mind with that. If it really is simple or not. I would love to know what they had in mind too. I, I I think there is some truth to it also. I mean, I think you know when Smokey first came there, or when Claire came to the temple, you know, she said, you know, Man of Black wants to talk to you. You know, he he wanted to, um, Dogan to leave the temple to go talk to him, and Dogan said, of course not. I'm not going to do that. Right. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, getting Dogen outside of the temple, you know. Um, it's just I, I'm not the kind of person who likes to have multiple answers for the same thing. So I don't want to say what was protecting the temple was the ash and Dogen. That might be true, though. Okay. <laughs> but I don't – I'd like, you know, Occam's razor. I want it to be simple. Um, and maybe I, – I feel like I feel like at the – I feel like even if even if Dogen was sort of protecting the temple, he shouldn't have been sort of powering the ash. I feel like those two things shouldn't be connected. You know, maybe it's like a vampire thing where they someone has to be, you know, the vampire has to be asked into the, to the person's house before they can come in. You know what I mean? So it was like even even though Smokey can't cross the ash, that's one barrier, and it's like someone can can wipe aside the ash and he can go through, but he can't sort of get into the temple because he doesn't have the permission of, of the, the temple's guardian or something, you know, and, who's Dogen. And then, of course, once Dogen is killed, then that, that barrier is no longer there. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something like that, but I just I just don't like having having Dogen powering the ash. Okay. You know, to me that, that doesn't really make any sense. Maybe there's two different barriers here going on, and that and maybe and so maybe what they're telling us is uh, something we didn't know, that, that Dogen protects the temple, as, as part of his power or something, uh, and that was just the first and last time we ever heard that. And it wasn't it wasn't about the ash. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, I mean, all those work. I I don't know. To me, I, it wouldn't bother me if they want to say, you know, you have to have some designated person to make the ash not inert. Uh, I I don't seem so bad to me, but um, the, your other answers are also fine. Even if it's just the ash and Lennon's wrong. I just wonder what the writers are thinking when they did that. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what did they have in mind? I know it wasn't a Damon and Carlton episode. I mean, they did at least approve the story. And the thing is, on a story level, it's fine. But you know, when it came time to write that line, I don't know. They must have seen it. And I just if you sat them down and said, what does this line mean? Uh, I just want to know what they would say. That's what I'm really curious yeah. about. And maybe, I don't maybe, know. Maybe Lennon meant Dogen was the last thing keeping him out. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. change only to last, then you get right. a different connotation. Right. So it's just like, you know, when Mother said to Jacob, now you and I are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take that. I mean, if you take that literally, it's a crazy statement. You yeah. Know? But I took it as... Now you're like me, and they clarified that that is what they meant by having yeah. Jacob say that, you know. So, yeah. so it's you know they took away the ambiguity or you know the weirdness of what she was saying by saying more you know in probably clearer way what what they meant, mm-hmm. you know. And so that that's basically um, that's the kind of thing I wanted. Yeah. You know, just just some little thing about oh the ash doesn't work if blah 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 or. 
you know, yeah, or it was the last thing keeping him out, and he said only, I don't know, and that was just a bad word choice, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Or, the, I, you know, deleted scene of someone moving the ash. Sure, deleted scene you of know. someone moving the ash. And so that's why he says only, because the, totally. the, the other barrier's gone now. Because it's like, I would say, I can't believe they deleted that scene, but, you know, they managed to not show that Kate's name was on the wall crossed out, and that became a yeah. plot point later, so... It's. I mean, they can leave major stuff out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if the, there could be a deleted scene there, too. And all that would be fine with me. And it's not even that big of an issue to me. It's just It's just funny, like, to have have it, everything's going good, and Lennon just runs out there and blows mm-hmm. a hole in what I thought was true. Yeah. And, and, and then dies quickly, never to be heard from again. It's just, it makes me hate Lennon even more. Yeah. Like, damn you, everything was fine until you came right again. Yeah, why couldn't he just die and not say anything? I know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, really, like you said, if they hadn't given him that line and then they showed Smokey coming in, I would have assumed someone moved the fucking ash. Mm-hmm. You know? But it, the fact that they had him say that makes me think, no, doesn't look like it. Looks like it was just Dogen. So, and I just I hate I hate being on that on that fence, you know. Whatever. I mean, as far as that answer question goes, that's not a big one to me. It's just it's just glaring. Yeah. You know. And uh, I guess yeah, I just wish that that's the kind of thing that I like the writers to clear up. They don't need to answer. They don't need to answer giant things, but little details like that. I feel like it can't hurt to just throw out what they were thinking. Yeah, stuff like that. Well, I like to say it can't hurt to throw out the big answers either. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I, I guess for me, like with the big answers, um, leaving them open to interpretation is is cooler with me than with little mm-hmm. stuff like this. Yeah, and and like I said, and I'll keep saying, so forgive me, uh, but you know, interpretation I think is important, and I think that's that's really the reason why. I can deal with the finale, deal with the show, is is that, like I said before, no one really had any finite answers. Even if they went back to the Egyptians, they mm-hmm. wouldn't have any finite well, answers they either. Know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that we are searching for answers, and we just don't have the ability to, to, to really get the answers. All we can do is sort of interpret, you know, the sort of the results of, of what's going on. right. Yeah, uh, and and that's why that's why it's fine to me to not have any concrete you know explanations, um, you know more than electromagnetism or more than uh, you know a light source or uh, things like that, you know, and, and yeah. because at the end of the day, so much of what was going on was just people trying to cope with their situation. Right. You know? uh, right. You know, Dharma wasn't trying to do anything other than what it was trying to do. Right. You know, it's experiments or figuring out what the island was or stuff like that, you know, sort of these very basic things. But it wasn't this sort of larger idea at work, you know, we're going to, you know, create an alternate universe or something or we're yeah. going to, you know, do something, do something insane. It was like, well, they're just trying to figure out the island, the island and its properties like every single other person who came there and lived long enough to do that. Right. So, right. yeah, so in that respect, that's, you know, I think – I think that sort of saved the finale for me. It's just that that idea of it, you know. Uh, and I think, you know, if, if they didn't end with the flash sideways being, the, you know, the gateway to the other, to the afterlife or whatever, you know, then I think there would be more weight needing to be 
uh, more weight on the uh, on the on the on the questions and the answers, uh, the yes. big mysteries. Yes. Uh, but they they definitely remove themselves from that by saying, well, it's not even about that. It's about these people and their and their uh, cosmic journey. Right. Um, and and you right. know, in that sense, it works. You know. Yes. Yeah. It's just nobody knew that. <laughs> right. Right. We didn't really know what we were going to get until you know the bitter end. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah. I mean, to me, I don't know. We'll we'll see what other like crap they throw out there. But um, uh. Yeah, I just I would have appreciated you mean next, a little, season? <laughs> next season. I just would have appreciated a little more um on uh on certain things, but uh but as for like the sort of final what is the island question being kind of unanswered and no one really knows mm-hmm. and just kind of delving into a little bit of the history there, giving us a little hint of origins and like that's cool. I, I'm I have no problem with that really. Yeah. You know, I think the other thing I want to say, like general problems with the finale is the, one of the main things I noticed about the the people getting their memories back in the flash sideways was most of the memories they had were were the early part of the show, like seasons one through three, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, some exceptions to that, but... Um, that's where that's where sort of mo- and really also some of the some of the memories were were bad, but a lot of them were sort of just the good times, like hanging out on the beach, you know. Yeah. Just making connections, just like the original meeting of the people, you know, little moments they shared, you know, amongst themselves. Like that's that's what most of the clips were, mm-hmm. and I buy that. Um, but at the same time, the thing it sort of gets me that. That's the big. That's supposed to be the big thing that bonded them together, but so the, so that means that sort of like the whole beginning of the show, that whole like first section. I mean, what if they got an end date earlier? <laughs> like they wouldn't have as much of that downtime to get into. Like once they got the end date and they started going on season four, they didn't have a lot of stuff like that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and I guess I feel like. Since they were going to end the season on that note, I just kind of wish this season had had more of the characters bonding with each other. I really feel like it was missing that to a certain extent. It had some, but not as mm-hmm. much as the early part of the show. Yeah. You know, since they were going to end on that note, it's almost like there's this whole end section of the show that was just about getting to the point that, ah, seasons one through three were the good times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know, to me that's a weird situation to be in because it's like they've acknowledged they were stalling, during, during, especially during season three, but even during season two because they didn't know when the show would end. It's like, but some of the stalling stuff is like the stuff well, that they're... yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I agree with you. Uh, but I think you can only have so much scenes of characters bonding. You know, you need you need plot and you need mystery and you need stuff to do, like protecting slash destroying the island. So that's the stuff, yeah, that's the stuff they focused on because it was just, you know, the point of no return, Man in Black was created and, um, you know, when he took over Locke, it was like, well, they have to deal with, there's no, you know, they can't sit around and enjoy the good times when Evil Incarnate is trying to destroy the island. You know, I, so. I, I understand it, it that. I guess that. that's why I, I just, I, it makes me question sort of the whole final arc of the show, like, because it just, it didn't leave room for that. You're right, and I, I just, I wish I could have even gotten a sense. I mean, a lot of the characters 
to me, seem to not even like each other. You know, like they left the island and they kind of went their separate ways and became miserable. And they mm-hmm. were miserable going back to the island. And, like, you know, it just... It yeah, just, but I think it's, like, it's it's more... It's less about how much they like these people and more about how connected they are and how strong that connection is. You know, I mean, look at Ben and Locke. You know, they didn't really like each other. But in the afterlife, they realize, well, we have this strong connection, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I think even though season six isn't about them hanging around and, and, and having more good times, it is sort of really strengthening them uh, with, with all the stuff that's going on. You know, um, you, know, all the death, you know, all the death and stuff, I think, bonds people, too. You know, Caden, you know, Caden Hurley and Jack losing son and Jen, you know, and Sawyer losing son and Jen, you know, like that's, that's that strongly connects them too, even though it's you know them having sort of bad you know bad experiences, but it's a really strong experience you know. Right. So I think I think that's I think that may sort of explain explain it that even though their memories were sort of the good stuff, and that's really because that's just I don't know. I I think that's just an editing thing of you know these people reuniting and you want to see the happy stuff. But you know, uh, you know, Sun and Jen saw themselves die. True. You know, and uh, Juliet and Sawyer remembered that too. Uh, remember them die? You know, Juliet dying. Yeah. So, so they got the, you know, they got the bad stuff also. Um, you know, I thought you were gonna say, why don't they remember the sort of more, uh, the, you know, the bigger, you know, have flashes the sort of the bigger um, events, you know, of, uh, you know you know, uh, finding the hatch or not pushing the button or, you know, yeah. getting getting captured by the other, you know, these sort of other really big, you know, things that happen besides, yeah, we're having a good time playing golf, but, like, these other things that that uh, that bind it down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's a, that was my other observation, that, like, the memories were not Kate finding the yeah. – Kate finding the uh, costumes – that the others mm-hmm. were wearing and, you know, Saeed finding the fake hatch and, yeah. you know, confrontations with the smoke monster. Because it wasn't about that. And, it was about the, they had character <laughs> memories, you know. And, yeah, like Ben summoning the smoke monster and people turning the donkey wheel and, you know, like all that shit, you know, none of that was in there. The, yeah, like those were what the important memories are. And, like, I really like those scenes. I guess just for me to pull – to pull off an ending like that, I would have personally. I would have liked to. I would have liked to have more more scenes like that. That's just a preference. The the mm-hmm. other thing is, uh, I um, uh, I, I I did think that they kind of shortchanged the tragedy tragedy or the sad parts because the yeah. Did you cry? No. I didn't either, and I I didn't feel sad enough. <laughs> Like there was some sad stuff that happened, but they really made it in positively. I think, right? And I, I think for me it wasn't. They, I, for me it was too positive because I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of the powerful. I mean, I, they definitely need to celebrate the good stuff, uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like there wasn't any counterbalance to that, any acknowledgement that. Yeah, there were some good times, but a lot of it was miserable, and a lot of it mm-hmm. was suffering. And a lot of these characters, like Locke, got really tragic stories. Yeah. And, and it just it was like, oh, Locke's smiling and happy. I forgive you, Ben. I'm moving on. 
like that's okay. I buy it, but at the same time, to me, it's just not weighty enough to to yeah. really end the show on a note that sort of takes fully into account the drama we've seen play out over the years. Yeah, you know? I agree with you. You know, I I was trying to think. Okay, well, how would how much would I care about my past life? You know, if I realized okay, I had this past life and I died and all these things happened and I'm in this other place and I'm potentially about to go to this new place, how much would I really care about um, my, 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 my past life? You know, if I'm locked, how much would I really care about that? I didn't come up with an answer, <laughs> but I did think about it. Um, it's hard to know. I think yeah. for me, like, the fact that there is an afterlife really makes the whole thing less tragic because it's like, mm-hmm. regardless, you know, Sun and Jin died in the submarine, but they wake up in the afterlife and they're together again. Big yeah. deal, right? I mean, hey, I agree. I think I think it did make it a bit less tragic. It makes it it makes it a, a lot less weighty that, especially since there's places outside of time. So it's like, well, it kind of doesn't even matter when you die. As long yeah. as you're connected to these people, you'll be fine in the end. And and like you said before, you know, they shifted the drama from the island to the to the flash sideways towards the end there. And that was a very sort of, you know, uh maybe not a happy ending, but a hopeful ending. Yeah. You know, uh everyone was together, everyone was smiling, everyone uh yeah. seemed to be at peace. And as much as I wanted to feel sad or feel this 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 longing or or this lost feeling or something, I just couldn't get it cuz Everyone's doing okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Even on the island, it's like you know, some people got to escape. Hurley and Ben got to be in charge. Jack, Jack got to be the hero. He wasn't even upset about dying, you know. And it's just, I, I, I did not think that this would be my emotional feeling at the end of Lost. I thought it would be much more, you know, I was way more, in, you know, emotionally invested in like, you know, other other finales, you know. But, uh, you know, like Juliet, you know, like that whole thing, leaving off on that, I think, was, was sort of sadder to me than, than this ending, you know. Um, uh, or even, the, or even you know, some of the stuff the characters went through in the aftermath of that, you know, Sawyer and, and Jack and those people having to deal with the loss uh, and the incident, uh, I thought was, was way more sort of sad than, than everyone just sort of going to the afterlife and, and sort of being at peace about that. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I just it wasn't it wasn't really there. I know a lot of people were 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 tearing up and crying and stuff, and I just I didn't get that. I didn't get emotional to that level. I was just you know I was sad to see the characters go, but they were so happy about it. I couldn't be sad. <laughs> I I I I got sort of emotional at the fact that the show's over, but the actual mm-hmm. content of the episode is is. Yeah, it's just too hopeful. It's hard to be sad about it. Um, I thought Jack's death was good, but again, kind of undercut. The afterlife just kind of undercuts all tragedy, I think, and that, that's the problem yeah. I have with it. Also, t- uh, for, uh, from a standpoint of personal taste, this is exactly the kind of ending I don't like, where they give us a whole reality throughout the season, and at the end they tell us, nah, that wasn't that, you know, that was something mm-hmm. else completely than what you thought it was. Yeah. And, and it's basically this made up world and some of the characters are made up characters. And for me, that just, that just blows the whole, the whole flash. Like on the positive side, didn't see it coming. They definitely shocked me. They pulled off something similar to the flash forward reveal, 
It was like, mm-hmm. wow, shit, really? But at the same time, it for me, rewatching that stuff, I don't know what to do with watching people in the afterlife. Like, really? That's that's what it is? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wish one of us would have said, I wonder if the Flash Sideways is, is an afterlife where they're dead. Yeah. You know, I think I think that idea could have been uh, could have been crackpot theory material if we didn't think there was an actual connection to the real world and like yeah we didn't assume that Jughead and the incident had something to do with its creation and that they were going to come back to that um, yeah because yeah I don't know what to do with them being dead either seeing that stuff and and how how. How much different is that reality than the island reality, than the real world, you know, where it, the, both are places where people are trying to work out problems, you know. But it seems like the the meeting place world, they're dead from the from the other world. But, you know, I wonder if they go to the next reality, they go through the doors at the end, are they going to just be in some new place where they all got to find each other again and move on and live out that, you know... It's just is is life just a series of of realities where you just live? <laughs> is there an act, you know is there an actual endpoint you know are they are they done now, or are they going to go do something else? You know I don't think any of these people are complete people you know, um, by any stretch of the imagination. But um, I mean I don't know if the show is even trying to say that. But I mean they're complete and enough to move on. But maybe they got some more work to do on themselves, you know, who knows. Right. I think the distinction between the real world and the flash sideways is, well, at least one distinction is that uh, in the flash sideways, you can get your memories of your previous life, your actual mm-hmm. life, and just kind of walk out of it, you know, Mm-hmm. Once you're once you're ready, you don't die in that reality and then wake up in the next one. Whereas in the real world, you just simply die, live out your life in the normal way, and then you know end up in this afterlife. So that's different. Mm-hmm. You can't just kind of, you can't just kind of, oh, I remember my previous life and and walk out of it in the real world. So it's yeah, like yeah, that's the I mean, start. You know, that's the beginning, and then there's this you know idea of of this intermediate afterlife, and then there's a place you can move on to and. Yeah, they don't make it clear if that just keeps yeah, going what, on forever. What about, but... the people who, what about the people who die in the in the in the in the meeting place? You know what 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 happens to them? It's a good question. You know we don't we don't really know. And it's and I agree that that is an apt description of the distinctions between the two. But there really isn't anything to go on to say that that the that the real world is the first world. Just be you know we never saw anyone have memories of a previous life, but. You know, we didn't see anyone not have memories of the previous life. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Like, like, I think I think it's over for interpretation if they're trying to just say all of these are just a series of of, uh, of realities where you work things out. And the the place they're going to at the end might be another one of those. It might be heaven. It might be some other thing. Um, but I think. You know, I mean, look at the look at the island. I mean, you have these people who have powers, and you have people seeing dead people, and you have all these sort of, you know, sort of strange things happening, and that's supposed to be sort of reality, you know, and with all these supernatural elements. So, I, you know, I think I think it's open for interpretation what they're trying to say about about that. You know, maybe these people uh, did have previous lives together that they, you know, they didn't they didn't get to uh, remember. 
Yeah, I think they could have. I think they could have told us that if they really wanted that to be. It's it's a perfectly yeah. it's a perfectly valid interpretation. I just don't. I just don't really agree. I, I to me, uh, to me, I just want to say, you know, what we saw on the show is the real world. It's it's fantastical. There's a crazy island in it, but other than that, it's the real world with the real world rules. And the Flash Highways is different from that in significant ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's really the next thing after the real world, and that there is no previous, you know, realer than real world or something. So so yeah. so like to me, uh, I I um I think that uh, uh, what am I trying to say? I'm losing my train of thought. I think so, you yeah, you made a point. Did I? Know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Basically, basically, I, I mean, you know, your, your interpretation is very poetic. I just, for me, I, I, I just don't like the idea of an afterlife at all. And I, to me, that just, it just fucks up drama to, to put an afterlife in there. Um, yeah, and I think that's, I think I, I'm trying to make it better for myself by saying, you know, afterlife, real world, it's all, it's all your perspective. I mean, the fact that people die in the afterlife. And the fact that after these losties move on, there's still people there who were going to live, for all intents and purposes, real lives. Um, I think, I think to me, lends itself to the idea of okay, well, what is the real world then? You know, but I, uh, I just, I if, think if, it's if not. It's just, if it's just right. separated by your ability to remember your past life, then maybe that's the only distinction. But everything else seems to be, you know, you can't sort of tell the real world from the afterlife unless you go through these things and. And get awakened, right? You know? But I think I think there's other like vaguer hints that it's different. I think there's something unreal about the flash sideways, and I was picking that up mm-hmm. the whole time. But oh, yeah. I thought it was just stylized, you know. But like basically, like some of the you know the numerous coincidences of the people running it, the fact that there seems to be only one police station, only one hospital, only one school. You know, mm-hmm. like like everything is centered around these particular. Everybody lives in L.A. You know, but isn't that the same kind of connection we saw in the real world? No, no. I think the real world is much more realistic about it. The the Flash Highways was always a sort of turn it up to eleven version. Uh, of the, well, I agree. I agree. It was more concentrated. But I mean, we saw we saw these people being connected in the real world in very specific ways. You know. Uh, you know, the same way, you know, the same thing that happens in the flash sideways happens in, in the real world when, you know, Locke gets into the car accident and he winds up at Jack's hospital. You know, it, it's it's a lot of the, I mean, they're not, It's I agree, it's not as intense of, of a connection, you know, but it, it's, it's it variations on a theme, you know, which is that these people are all connected. You know, right. and I would say, I would say in the afterlife, you know, the difference obviously is the connections are intensified because they're, you know, sort of trying to find each other to move on, you know. Um, but anyway, we don't have to go around in circles on this. I'm just saying I'm opening it up a little bit to say that the real world, the afterlife, uh, if you're living in that world, you don't know it's not the real world unless you get awakened. <laughs> that's uh, true. And I guess and what I'm saying is objectively from watching the show, I think you can tell the difference between the real world and the flash sideways stuff. Yeah. So, so I think there yeah, is a can. difference and a distinction and, Oh, there's definitely differences. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they're not similar. And that's, that's my point is that I think they're similar. Yes. But yeah, yes. I think that there, there definitely are differences. 
Yeah, and so so yeah, I mean I it's <laughs> you know, my preference is to not have the afterlife in the show at all. But uh of course they already did that, I guess. You know, they already went down that road with the uh with the apparitions. Um but uh but I guess, you know, specifically an afterlife where they meet up with their one people they care about, you know, that's that's a bit much for me, I can, but but it's in the show. I can't deny that it's there. I can't pretend like that's not what's going on. So I just have to accept it. Um, and honestly, I like your interpretation better than what I see the show actually telling us. So I want to believe it, but it's, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. I think the show is it only goes so far. And I think whatever else you want to say about it, it's just you know obviously what you know you want to say about it. Um, and I think it purposefully doesn't doesn't sort of tie tie things up in a nice little bow. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It, it definitely raised a lot of questions, and I am at least moderately curious to try to review the Flash sideways and see what I can get out of them, knowing what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's at least somewhat interesting to me. It's sort of like watching, you know, well, <laughs> it's sort of like watching Fight Club or the sixth sense or, or whatever, you know, knowing what the final reveal is. Yeah. You know, cause it, it gives you a different perspective on what you're watching. And I think I definitely have that now and I've tried to sort of mentally go through it, but it, I think it'll be somewhat interesting to see at least one more time, like how it works on that level. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like it just introduces an element of, you know, it just introduces an element of unreality of the whole thing that makes stuff seem kind of arbitrary and and makes it harder. Like there's stuff like Jack's son that like I feel like I can't I can't really care about that much um, because it really is just like a construct seemingly that was for Jack to work through his problems. Mm-hmm. Sort of there's nothing really there. So that that's. That's disappointing to me. I guess, God, the Flash Eyes are so exciting to me the whole season, you know, up till the the very episode before this. Yeah. I felt this, there was this tingling, like, sensation of, of you know, some big grand event coming, some kind of apotheosis, and it was very exciting, and I love how they built it. But, God damn it, ugh. <laughs> that yeah. was not the reveal I wanted. Yeah. You know, and so it's like I love a lot of stuff about the Flash Highways, but I feel like they've just thrown shit on it. They've just tainted it. I can't, I can't recover what I originally thought about it. And I just, I don't know. I really liked the idea that there was in some alternate universe there was a different version of these characters, and they were all still connected. And maybe they even at some point realized, hey, in some other universe we all knew each other in different circumstances. You know, and and. And we made different choices here, and just that idea was cool. I, I really well. That's that. still true. That's still true. It's just that they're dead and they're trying yeah, to Yeah, but on. it's really the same person. I mean, it's not. It's not an alternate universe. It's these these characters going well, to somewhere else where they don't it's remember. A, it's another reality that that if you know if Desmond didn't wake these people up, they would have just continued to live. See, that's my whole thing. You know, I, I have a very specific view or uh, maybe specific wrong word, generalized view of reality. And so for me, it's, you know, I, it's fine for me to call this another dimension, another reality. Yes, it is sort of after these characters are dead, but it's only until they wake up that they sort of become those original people. So it's like until then, 
they are sort of this these other versions of the same people who made different choices and Jack gets with Juliet and they have a kid and I feel like, you know, if you ask them before they wake up or something, you know, to prove that they're real or to prove that David's real, like, you know, you would be convinced in that world that that's all true. Uh, and so that's why I feel like it's, you know, it, it's sort of the same thing except, of course, once they get awakened, they sort of have the memories of the original people and then it sort of all crumbles yeah. in that respect. Uh, but until they get awakened, it is it is sort of the same thing. Uh, and I think for me the difference is, or the, the, the missing factor is um, – that the Lossies didn't have any specific, uh, there wasn't any specific causation on their part for this, for this, this, this meeting place, this afterlife, this other reality, this other dimension, whatever you want to call it. Because uh, I feel like that, you know, it, it takes place somewhere. You know, I hope there's physics involved and molecules and, and forces and, you know, like, so I feel like there is some sort of place where this stuff is happening. Uh, that if you had the right knowledge and, and technology, you could sort of say where it is or something. Uh, so that's why I don't, I don't mind still calling it another dimension, but it's just sort of a dimension predicated on these, these dead people, you know. Yeah, I, and, I, I, I would be more open to that if, if they could never wake up. If they couldn't just walk out, you know, Jackson just sort of disappears from the story altogether. And yeah, see, I don't know what happens. I don't. I, that's you know, that's something we can talk about. Is yeah, what happens when these people leave? Is is David gone, or does he just think his parents have been abducted? You know, right. is, he, is, yeah. he left, is he left to just wonder what happened to his parents, or or is he just gone? And I feel like that world would make a lot less sense if David is just gone. You know, because, like, if these people just disappear and no one ever remembers remembers them, you know, Anna Lucia is going to want to know, where did I get this money from then? You know, does the money she got from Desmond still exist? Or since he's gone, it's gone, and she doesn't even remember meeting him. Like, I feel like, you know, I wouldn't, you know, obviously it's anyone's guess, but I feel like I don't want that to be true. I'd rather be, these people are just sort of gone, and no one sort of knows why. Like, they might say, well... We last saw them at this church, and that's it. You know, we don't know what happened to them, you know, and it's just, in that world, it's just an unexplained mystery. People just keep mysteriously disappearing, yeah, so that's not Well, people the just kind of... disappear in real life all the time. Yeah, you know? so, so I feel like it's kind of not, like that. Not on mass, but that, that's not the kind of, uh, you know, a big group of people doesn't walk into a church and just suddenly disappear. I mean, well, that, that, that's, of course, that's not I mean, normal. But I mean, how many how many people are going to know that that all those people are connected? Not that many people could piece that together. So it would seem like, you know, individual people have just gone missing. Yeah, and obviously, you know what I mean. Like, you know. Yeah, I think there's there's a real air of unreality about it, and I think those circumstances were set up there. Like to me, questions like who is David's mother become totally point. Like I don't even believe personally that that stuff really happened. I mean, I feel like that was part of this world that that was created for them to work out. But the I mean, problem. did that world not start somewhere? Well, it's supposed like, to be outside of time. You know, they're sort of all there simultaneously, even though they died at different times. Yeah, but that doesn't mean so, that world doesn't have a starting point. I that, think, like, I think you, well, that, when is it then? I mean, I don't think you can say when the starting point is if they're sort of all there. Well, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying you can say it in relation to the main timeline, but what, I guess what I'm saying is 
And maybe the answer is no, but if you ask Jack, does he remember being a kid, does he have memories of growing up that are actually sort of real in his respects, then I think then that story, then that world has a, a you know, that, that, that's a timeline there. You know, if he remembers giving, you know, Juliet giving birth to David, you know, be, because it happened, not just because he has the memories, but because it actually happened and he, and he lived through that, then I feel like, okay, then this, this world sort of operates the same way as our world does. You know, but, but you're saying that you just think this world just sort of is and these people are sort of just there and, and there's sort of no real concept of, of their history in that world. Yeah, I mean, they have, like, these sort of fake memories that make it make sense to them. Yeah. But but I don't think, I mean, I feel like even having Jack call up about his little scar and and asking, you know, his mom's like, oh, you had your appendix out. I'm like, yeah, I guess I remember that. Like, I, I feel like that's at least kind of a hint that that stuff didn't really happen. It's just something that's in Jack's memory. And, like, his mm-hmm. his island memories are sort of bleeding through, and, and even physically, you know, and in a very vague way initially, and then, you know, finally they come flooding in eventually. But I, yeah. I, to me, yeah, that's what it is, you know. They, they, this It's almost like a holodeck or something where they have, you know, these experiences, and, and also they have, like, memory implants but it it isn't quite enough i mean they still can be woken up you know mm-hmm. and so so uh, you know by by the right connections and stuff so yeah to me that's what it is and it's fundamentally different from the universe we live in well i'm on the other side of that coin i i i'm sort of on the page of of thinking that you know for all intents and purposes they they sort of did live in this world um for the for the amount of time that you know is appropriate for their for everyone's age, you know, um, and that, you know, because I feel like it's 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 my my brain can handle that this world is outside of time, but it can't handle that this world has no starting point, <laughs> that it's just sort of amorphously existing, and that I can't I can't you know there's no entry point for when Jack is there or when any of those people are there. You know, they're just sort of adults there, just yeah, I, I instantaneously or something like. I'll, I'll, I can, I can handle it's outside of time and doesn't relate to the real world. But I, I choose to believe that that they did spend this, you know, those, you know, years in that world, uh, growing and living and making choices and stuff. You know, the same way, the same way, like Claire and Kate, you know, gave birth to Aaron. I feel like Juliet gave birth to David. You know, we just didn't, we just didn't, you know, it wasn't important for us to zoom into that world at that point in the story. Yeah, right. So then, okay, so that that's Aaron being born in the Flash Sideways, and so he's going to live out a whole life there? I don't, like, as I said, I don't know what's going to happen when these people leave. Um, I, I, I'd like to believe that, um, you know, the most sensible thing, which is it keeps going on, uh you know, because I think I think another I think okay, there's two ways to view the, the the alternate world. I think you can say it's this place the Losties created specifically for themselves to find each other and move on, or it's this sort of larger world that they are a part of and that that they did you know that that serves as a function for them to find each other, and move on. But but they're not the only ones who matter. There's billions of other people in the world who have to deal with their own issues and find their own special people. And I feel like this afterlife place is for everybody. It's not 
specifically just for the losties, and I guess that's two different ways of looking at it. I, I want to I want to look at it as it's it's more inclusive than than just being for the losties. I, I'm Since not saying that. Left behind. I'm not saying that. Okay. Well, I, I feel like I feel like if you believe that other people in this world have to continue on, then their memories alter. That's what I would say. You know, their memories okay. don't don't account for that character anymore. And so characters who are only relevant. People? What? So Ben is going to forget all those people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when he when he goes back to deal with his problems, yeah, he won't remember until he's ready to leave again. But isn't that isn't that important? Oh. But why wouldn't he remember the people he saw on the flash sideways though? I can understand him. So you're saying he's forgetting his past life? Yeah. Two? Yeah. That's what they all were. That's the way they all were. But, I mean, he already woke up, so you're saying when they leave, he's going to forget waking up, and he's just going to go back to Dr. Linus? That's what I would guess, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. He could just stay woken up and be like Miss Hawking apparently was. Yeah. That's what I would want to believe. Um, It doesn't really matter to me, but, yeah, that, that seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. I, so I don't think the Losties. I agree. There's there's clear signs that the other characters are there as well, for for their own purposes. Yeah. You know, and so I think, I mean, some characters like Jack's son seem to me to be fabrications, but uh, like Miss Hawking, like I said, Widmore, uh, Dan, you know, those characters I feel like are really there in some sense. They're spiritually there, whatever it means, and. Uh, uh, and so I feel like the place they created so they could find each other is really the church and sort of the entrance to the next uh, place they're going to, you know. Like, I, to me, that's that's the place they made for each other, not mm-hmm. the Flash Sideways universe uh, it, as a whole. I feel like the Flash Sideways universe, like you said, I mean, they, they had to do it. They had to film it somewhere. It's a particular repository for everyone who dies to – sort of work out their problems until they're ready to wake up and move on. So I think, you know, that's that's basically what it is. It, it is a general place, but the Lassies specifically organized this church thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And I uh, – so I think we're sort of in agreement in, in, in on most things. Um, I just I just would rather this world – my view of this world is just that, you know, when these people leave, they're just going to have some explaining to do, you know. Um I think it's weird if David just vanishes. You know, it's I'm all I feel like that's what happens. Like he's with Claire at the concert and mm-hmm. you know, she excuses herself to go backstage to, to have the baby and then, you know, she's at the church later of course and, and then Jack shows up and Kate's there and no one's there. His son's not there anymore. You know, you could say, Oh, he went wherever because no one was there, but like he you know, all the people he went there with were gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was basically by himself, you know. And, and, yeah, I guess you can say he just lives a life as a sort of abandoned kid, but, like, his mom and his dad just disappeared. I don't know. To me, they're, you know. It, th- if that didn't happen all the time in reality, I would not want to believe it. But I feel like that can well, this happen isn't in reality. this world. <laughs> well, mean, it's reality for them. No, it's not. It's not because they, they can just wake up. And leave it. I but can't is, wake up and that, leave reality. But that is, but that's still a reality. You know, they're, they're different realities, but that's still a reality. 
I guess it depends on what you mean by reality. I mean something that is significantly similar to the universe we live in. Okay, I, I'm saying it's all a matter of perspective. I, I, don't so think, saying, I don't think it is. I think there's an objective way in which it's different from reality as we know it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying if you're in that world, you're not going to know that unless you get some objective proof, which is saying, you know, waking up and realizing there's two worlds, you know, you had a past life. Yeah, you won't know it, but just like the Matrix, that doesn't mean it's not fake. Yeah, but just like the Matrix, it is your reality. But it's not It's not reality. You think it's, it's not reality, reality, you're wrong. <laughs> You can, just because you reality. think something is the case doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, but what, but how is it how is it not a reality though when it's it when it's it's there from what I just said from what I just said reality is it doesn't fit that. Okay, it is not it is not. If you just want to say anything whatsoever is, can be a reality, then sure it's reality. Well, yes, what I'm saying I'm saying if you if you're in a construct like the Matrix, that is what your reality. That you're is calling the Matrix being, reality. Can I finish my sentence? Okay. I'm not saying it's the reality. I'm not saying it's the reality where the machines are that are running the matrix. But if you're in the matrix, that is a version of reality. That is a version that has rules and laws and you can experience things. And you cannot know that there is sort of an outside world. The same way as this reality is. We can't, you can't prove right now that, that there's nothing else, even though we call this reality. Okay. Well, that's sort of my point. Here, here's the thing. If you're saying the matrix is reality, then that makes my point exactly. I say it's not, and that's just the difference. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's the reality. It's the ultimate reality, but it is a form of reality. Like if, if a mental simulation counts as a reality for you, then that totally says what the difference is. Like to me, that doesn't. And yeah, yes. it, to me it comes back to interpretations by the brain. And, you know, this is only our reality because our brain is saying it is. So if something else is telling our brain something else is reality, then that will be reality for us in that, in that, in that world. Yeah, right. Right. So we'll never know that. So we'll never, we'll never know that we're living in a real world, whatever. Yeah, that that's, my, that's, that's, that's my point, is that those people in the afterlife, in the alternate world, they're not going to know that they're in an alternate world until they, for, for instance, wake up. You know? well, what we can do is compare what seems to be our reality to other choices for realities. And what's different about the matrix? Just the same kind of thing that's different about the flash sideways. You can wake up, realize you're in the matrix. You can go out of it. You can break the rules, basically. You can fly mm -hmm. around. You can do all sorts of outrageous things physically. That's, that's why it's different. And yeah, so, I'm not, of course there's differences, yeah. And so to me, the thing to call reality is the thing that resembles our universe. And so to me, that's, you know, that is the original. True, true, universe. fine. I have no problem with calling that reality. There's no argument there. You can call that reality all you want. I'm just saying something else that gives the exact same thing is a form of, is, is another reality, you know. This, like, how... Like is, maybe I'm, maybe I should choose another word, but I feel like these people in the alternate time time uh, line are, are experiencing a version of, of of reality, you know, a version of, of of the real world, you know. Right. So we're just having a semantic issue. To me, you just can't call that reality. But that's, that's can you why... call it a version of reality? No. 
No. Why can't it be a version of it? <laughs> it's, there is no version. There, there's reality, and there's and there's not. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, to me, to me, reality is an absolute concept, and I think the only way we can define it is relative to what we know. And I feel like that's a reasonable way. And when most people speak of things being real, they really are talking about things that can happen in this universe mm-hmm. that we live in and that we perceive. And so yes. I, to me, to just open up the floodgates and say anything is reality that we can imagine is just, is just not – it makes reality kind of a meaningless word. And to me, I, I want it to have some concrete meaning. And that, that's the meaning I give to it. I think that works for most of the ways people use the word. So that's, that's why I'm using the word that way. Okay, I'm just using it in a more general sense to say, you know, uh, your state of perception. And right, I and to me that's, you. yeah, that's sort of, you know, you perceive stuff when you dream, you perceive stuff when you hallucinate uh, mm-hmm. because of some drug. You perceive, and I think objectively we can say those things aren't there. They're, yeah. they're, they are just uh, stuff going on in your mind, and there's a distinction between that and seeing your chair sitting there or whatever, you know. Other people can verify that that's there. You know, mm-hmm. they can say, yes, I see the same object you see. I see it obeying the same rules you do, et cetera. Whereas with your hallucination, you know, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So that, you know, to me, that's the, that's the difference. And that, that's what distinguishes the thing from reality. But in the end, it's just, you know, it's just how you want to use the word. Yeah, no, I, I get your point. Uh, but I still think for these people, all of that is true until they wake up. You know, they're not going to know they're not in the real reality until they wake up. So it's like until that point, if they're effectively in whatever version of reality they think is is real or something, whatever, you know, whatever whatever okay. state of being they think is real is, is, is going on there. Yeah. I forgot what, major, what was the main point we're talking about. <laughs> we're basically talking about how to how to view the flash sideways, I think. Oh, okay. Just, just in terms of like, how real is it? What parts of it are real? What happens after they leave? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that Cause, was because look at the look at the real world on the island. It's like there's a lot of supernatural things that happen that wouldn't fit into avert, you know, what people would consider reality, right? Yes. So it's like, well, how do you explain that? I, I yes. I that this is a this is a fair point, and I you know maybe I don't have a leg to stand on there. Um, I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, aside from the fantasy elements of the island and stuff like that, um, uh, you know, the universe plays by the rules ours does. And so there are exceptions to that. And I guess to me, the exceptions in the flash sideways are big enough that it's not reality. Whereas for, you know, I mean, in a sense, of course, the world, the world of loss is not reality at all mm-hmm. in any way. If you want to get totally technical about it. But I think to me, the real world on Lost is close enough to our reality, with the exceptions of sort of the story elements of the show, to call that sort of the reality for Lost. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, to me, that, to me that's sensible. I agree with you. And all I'm saying is you take that idea, which I agree with you with, and you add on top of that this other world – that has all these other elements to it, and then you tell us there's a third place they're going to, and naturally I just have to say, well, what, what are they really saying about, you know, the nature of reality? Since there's, these, there's sort of all of these other places that, that, that people can be. Right. And in one of those places, 
you know, you don't even know you're not sort of in what you might call the real world until a specific thing happens, which thing could be true for what you call the real world, you know. Um, you I don't know, think there's any evidence the real world like that. Well, but what, I'm okay. saying is, what I'm saying is people died on the island and then reappeared. You know, that's, that's sort of not reality. That's not sure. what we would call the real world. Uh, you know, um, and who's sure. to say? Who's to say if you know if those people get awoken? You know, what I'm obviously adding other elements to it uh, because they left it amorphous. They left it, you know, open to interpretation. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing is interpreting sort of generally what's uh, what they're trying to what you know the room that they that they've given us to sort of discuss uh, in. Right. Um, right. Right. I'm just saying it, it's not necessary. to me. I think it's interesting to just think about the fact that the island or the real world might not have been the first the first incarnation of these people. It's definitely the beginning of the, their story, but uh but if these people are connected uh you know cosmically then then uh you know who's to say how far back that goes or how far forward that goes or you know uh it, are they just going to keep living out these things in different realities until I don't know what you know until they become perfect people and ascend to something I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. No, there's a lot of stuff left open and you know, there's nothing there's nothing in the show that really just directly contradicts what you're saying. So I I don't deny that it can be true. Uh and I, I guess for me I just don't think that's what the right I'm gonna say I don't think that's what the writers are thinking and mm-hmm. what they intended to get across. And uh, and I, I feel like if they wanted to get that idea across, they could have in a clearer way, in a way I would have liked better, and I would have definitely bought it as part of the story. You know? yeah. so, well, I'm not saying that's what they're trying to do, <laughs> uh, and I definitely agree they could have done it if they wanted to, but you can say that about anything they never did. Yes. Yes. Even I can't stuff add. they should have done. So I, just, <laughs> I take sort of a minimalist approach in general. Like I try to be New Year's Justin about it and just say, you know what? What they? What they? I don't go want to go too far beyond what they actually show us. Yeah. You know, and so so I think you're on good footing to say after the main events of Lost, they have some other life, and then after that, there's something else, and that's all true. I accept all that. Mm-hmm. It just it just sort of stops there for me. I'm not I'm not prepared to. I, it's, it's an interesting idea. I, I sort of like it. I just I feel like the show's not not convincing me that that's really what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's just an idea. It's nothing. Uh, I'm, it's not like I'm trying to prove that it's right. Um, right. But I think you know there's there's probably I don't know. You know me. I'm just trying to look back, look at it from a distance, and and sort of see what big patterns there are and. In terms of what they're, what they're, um, what, uh, what am I trying to say? What um, main ideas we can get from this, and the fact that they were on the island, living out their lives, trying to, trying to deal with their issues, then they did the same thing in the alternate world, and then they're moving on to this other place. Mm-hmm. You know, when does it stop? Right, right. You know, and that to me makes me question. Well, when did it begin? And you know, sure. Anyway, um, and for for me, I, I want to say it begun somewhere. Although it's interesting to say, like the, you know, it kind of parallels the islands. Like the island history is sort of 
we get we get a bit of it, you know, a long time ago, and then we get the present, and like certain pieces are filled in, but it kind of goes back, and we mm-hmm. don't know where it started. There's, yeah, you know, there's hints that, or you know, not more than hints. They basically tell us, you know, there's a lot of the history we didn't see. Yeah, which is that you're sort of uh, reiterating my the reasons why I think you know there could have been something before the island stuff is they are telling us, well, the history keeps going back and back and back. Right. You know, and so I'm just using that as the explanation about the, the actual characters, too, of saying, well, maybe they're just cosmically linked for all eternity and, you know, whatever. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I like that idea. I, it's it's interesting, and that's what I was trying to say. Like, I think it's, you know, it fits in to a certain extent with yeah. what they told us about the islands. Yeah, the way they presented the history of the island. So, so it's, uh, it's cool. Um, what else was going to ask you? Um, something about the show. Can you believe it? Um, you want to talk about the show? Yeah, I want to talk about Lost for a second. Does okay. anybody mind? Okay. Um, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. What, do you have any other thoughts about the finale? Um... I'm sure I do. Uh, let me think. <laughs> I hope so. I'm pretty got sure a lot of I got stuff. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I have like a list, a mental list of things to say. Let me see if I can remember some of it. Um, uh, what did I want to say? What did I want to say? Um, uh, yeah, now I'm having trouble. Uh, Questions from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I got really wrapped up in the reality discussion. Yeah, um, I know. I totally lost track. Yeah, it's 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 a, such a side issue. And now and now I'm starting. I want to ask you, like, do you think dreams are reality? No, no, I wouldn't. I I, I totally buy your your definition of reality and and the idea that it's a concrete term that is that is explicit, uh, expressly different than than just general perceptions of uh, of life or something, which would that would be dreams, and that would be. But here's my thing: if you <laughs> there's a Star Trek episode about this. If Uh-oh. you if you lived your life, if you lived your life in your dreams and you never woke up, you you sort of wouldn't know the difference. Now it doesn't mean you're right that the dream world is reality. Yeah. But it just means you wouldn't know the difference. It would so seem like reality to you. That's why I get amorphous with my definition of reality because I'm tying it to your brain's perception of events. I see. Um, but but in terms of the, the actual concrete definition, it is sort of the rules of the world as they are, and you can be proven, and yeah, and other people agree with them. Verifiable. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sort of more objective criteria. Yeah. So I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say dreams are reality. Uh, I would say, you know, I would, I would probably put it in a type of reality category, even, okay. you know, in sort of a general view. But I wouldn't say that they are a reality, no. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So from that point of view, I would just say the flash shadows is a different type of reality. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Was I? I, I don't want to. You're right. I don't want to call it reality, but I, I think it's fine to say it's a type of reality. Sure. It's a, it's a, it's a system by which people perceive things. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just felt the need to take a stand on reality. Full stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't you go changing definition of reality there, Claude. I don't. 
Aristotle would be very displeased. Yeah, now I'm curious why that was so important to me, but it, it really seemed important at the time. Well, it is important. Hopefully, I mean, it, it is a muddled question. I, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those story. things because, you know, if, um, you know, if one of us wakes up from this reality, we'll have a different <laughs> a different opinion about whether or not this is reality. So. Well, yes, certainly, certainly. Yeah, all we can do is, uh, you know, know that we exist in some sense because mm-hmm. we're thinking. Yeah, it's like, well, what if dying is 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 that version of waking up? It's like, well, you move on and you go, mm-hmm. hey, maybe that past thing wasn't even real. Yes. You know, maybe this is the real life. You could say that. You know? Yes. 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 Who knew we'd have philosophical debates talking about lost? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> it's happened before. I, you know, the show, uh, the, the show, show is so bereft of, uh, uh, I was going to say physiology, uh, philosophy. <laughs> I think, I think it, it has, it has a bit, you know, a little I mean, bit, maybe. It, it raises it raises a lot of, maybe not philosophy, but it raises a lot of big, like, life questions. Yeah. And those verge on philosophy at times. Okay. I think. Yeah. You know I'm joking, right? Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, there's characters on here, you know, Jeremy Bentham and uh, and uh, in the litany of Okay. I'm joking about philosophy. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were serious because I've always thought that that stuff was just kind of, you know, just kind of a cool reference, and they didn't really delve into philosophy all that much. So I really took you seriously because, like, I kind of think it's true. Yeah. But, but uh, at the same time, you're right. They, there are David Hume and t- tons of. Uh, tons. tons of references to philosophers and scientists and stuff like that on the show. So, uh, so they obviously, I think, want, in some sense, those big questions to be a part of the story. I mean, I, I like that they made, you know, that they that they gave the show a giant theme. Yeah, I appreciate that because I think no less would have would have done for as long as the show has gone on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I think, like I said, in the before when we started talking about all this, it's like I think it, I think it's interesting that the show decided to give uh, a new point of view on what happens when you die. <laughs> you know, like like I think that's fitting for Lost to to have something to say about the nature of life and death, and to say, well, our opinion is that you you need the people that that uh, that are important to you to move on to the next yeah. world. Yeah. That's the you know that's the kind of thing most shows don't do. They don't give you a big philosophical answer to questions like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they really put it out there. They really went for it. And you know I spent the whole time like not the whole time. God, that would be really sad if that were true. I spent a significant amount of time actually questioning things like. What are the motivation of the ghosts on the island? Mm-hmm. That was a significant question. <laughs> I guess I feel a little bit vindicated by the fact that there's an afterlife, and I feel like basically that's something I want to say. I feel like basically with Michael, they told us that you know, and they, he never shows up in the flash sideways. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like basically they told us he is, in fact, just trapped on the island. And, you know, he yeah. said he can't move on. I feel like if he could move on, it would be probably to the flash sideways first. Yeah, I agree. I think he, yeah, he did not get to move to the, when he died, he did not go to the uh, flash sideways world. He got, he was trapped on the island and, um, for whatever reason, I don't know, we can talk about it later. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think that's sort of the general idea is that some people get to move on to this place. Not everyone seemingly gets to. Right. And he said, he said it was because of what he did. Yeah. And, I, I'm just, for me, I call bullshit on the show on that. Like, that really, yeah. honestly, I find that upsetting. Like, Michael, Michael's a significant character in the story, and the idea that he's punished for who knows how long. He doesn't get to meet up in the afterlife. No, no reunion with Walt. He's just stuck there on the island whispering danger because he made, he made a, a regrettable, unfortunate decision because he wanted to save his son. While Mm -hmm. people like Saeed and Ben and even Sawyer, who committed murders for, for, you know, they thought Mm -hmm. they were justified in doing them, but, you know, I I mean... Some way less less malevolent and justified than than, than, uh, than, uh, Michael, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. And it's unfortunate what Michael did, but, like, the idea that he deserves to be punished more for that than than what Ben did is just ridiculous to me. And just such a slap in the face to that character. He, I, I feel like he, he deserved better than that, and I'm just, that, I'm really disappointed with what, I was okay with him dying on the freighter. That was a little of a letdown, but the idea that he's even in the afterlife punished for mm-hmm. for what he like enough enough it well is... i gotta say i'm glad you're upset about that yeah because <laughs> i think uh i i'm not really upset about it but i i'm i i definitely feel your anger and i i think it's very appropriate and i think it's very upsetting that they they did, did that yeah I, I i agree with that yeah, I just think Michael deserved better. You know, some of those, like, Shannon? Fuck Shannon. I, she doesn't deserve... I just... Come on. Michael was in there way more than she was. Yeah. He, he got way more well, here's the time. Thing. I'll say this. I'll say... Uh, let me let me play devil's advocate here and try to just interpret <sighs> maybe something. And I'll say that Michael's betrayal of the group might be the reason he didn't get to move on with them. I, I think that's maybe a different, you know, doesn't, I think, excuse that he, the fact that he didn't seem to get to move on at all. Right. But I'll say that maybe since he betrayed, he seemingly betrayed them, not that, you know, Ben didn't plenty of times. Right. Uh, uh, ben, yeah, Ben is like something yeah. number one on that. He, he got yeah. the better flash sideways. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, he will get to move on at some point, I feel like they're telling us. Yeah, he will. And it looks like Michael is well, screwed. Ben, it's like... ben is white, so he gets to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to play the race card, but the, after, the afterlife is racist. I don't know. <laughs> I think Rose was there. All right, but she was married to a white guy, so she, she got a free pass. That's her saving grace. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Saeed got to go because was, he was with Shannon. Okay, okay, because he was with Shannon. Oh, I just wow. couldn't say the whole show's racist now, all right? The afterlife is just racist. Yeah. Now, I did hear, I read, I don't know if this is true, that Mr. Echo was supposed mm-hmm. to be in the finale. I heard that. Supposedly he wanted 
five times what they offered him, and, and yeah. that's why he's not in it. But he just to, just to show up and smile at the end. Yeah, he five times more. I know it's ridiculous. He would have had so little to do. Yeah, and it would have been nice to close out that character in some way. But yeah, you know, so that, that I feel like that's at least evidence that they would have put Mr. Echo in there, and so that would make you know again the Flash always seem less. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For leaving him out, I mean Walt too. Like it's weird yeah. that Walt isn't there. You know, like I, I, I would say, you know, Walt doesn't. He's yeah, he's just not connected to these people like that. Yeah, I guess I guess not. I mean, he he only had season one, but Shannon. I mean, is he less connected yeah. than Shannon is? Like, you know, I think I think the explanation for Shannon really, I think, is about Saeed. And I I think you know, if we're gonna talk about Shannon, we just gotta talk about why Shannon and Saeed. Oh, I that, feel like, that pissed me I feel off like too. I feel like she's less part of the group than I feel like she's less there because of the group than because of Saeed. Right. Right. Yeah. Even I would even question Boone. If it weren't for Locke yeah. being there. Because I don't think and he Jack. had a serious connection with anyone but Locke. Well, Jack, Jack did the whole thing, the surgery thing. and Yeah. So I'd give him that. I mean, whoever, you know, if they hugged at the end, they were connected, you know. And, and I think Boone and Jack hugged. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he did spend a lot of his energy trying to save his life. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm with you on the Michael thing. I think it's, you know, I I don't know what can really be said about that other than you know some of the stuff we already said. But um, I think sideways is racist. Love that. (laughs) All right, what could you do? Listen, black people get their own afterlife. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um, Uh, I guess Sun and Jen were there too. Sun and Jen were there, and they weren't married to white people. (laughs) <laughs> they got they got lucky, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they blended in. I don't know. <laughs> now, yeah. um, I don't. Yeah, I. I yeah, I, I, it is very frustrating for Michael to have that end. And I, like I said, the best I can say is that he betrayed them, and that made him ineligible in, in, right. in to be part of that group. Yeah. But the fact that he doesn't get to move on at all, uh, you know, maybe. Yeah, if they're going to have Locke no. forgiving Ben for murdering him, mm-hmm. I I just don't see why they can't have Libby, you know, forgive Michael for murdering her. Like, you know, yeah. like I think I think she, you know, he I think Michael had a way better excuse for what he did than what Ben did to Locke. Yeah. You know, Ben's murder of Locke was not predicated on him getting his son back or anything like that. It was, and it was, you know, it wasn't an accident. Like he accident, you know, he shot Anna Lucia, but he accidentally yes. shot Libby. He really did not mean to shoot Libby. Absolutely, he was freaked out. He was trying. He shot Anna Lucia to get to get Ben out of the out of the thing. But yeah, it, Libby just surprised him. That was a total accident. Yeah, clearly. So I I, I think uh, uh, it's it's just ridiculous to to take you know this obviously malicious, and I think that's something I got out of the. Uh, out of the uh, recap, which is that Ben murdered Locke as a ploy to get power back on the island. Yeah, that's what the recap's good for. Yeah, like I didn't really realize that. And I was like, oh, that's what he was doing. Because mm-hmm. Locke's basically the leader of the others at that point. And if he yeah. goes back, he's going to be the leader of others, which he was, except it wasn't him. Yeah. You know, but that was the idea of Ben mur- and why he wanted to murder him again. You so, know? Uh, I'm sorry, did I catch you? Did you finish your point? 
I, yeah, I mean, I'm just going on at length about how upset I am about Michael. I, it, yeah, uh, I wanted to no. <laughs> I'm done. Up. I'm done. Just Sorry. go ahead. <laughs> Shut up now. Let me talk. Okay. Um, uh, so I wanted to say about Michael, you know, one of the things I thought was, you know, he says he was trapped and he couldn't move on. I thought, I thought maybe the idea was he, he did go to the after the, the meeting place. And and he couldn't just move on through the double doors at the church. Like he couldn't go to the third place. And so I was thinking maybe maybe what was happening was when when Michael was coming to visit Hurley, he was actually coming from the the the, the uh, meeting place. Okay. Uh, and he was sort of you know he woke up from the meeting place or some or you know was all, always awake. I don't know what happened, but. He was able to just transition back from the meeting place and tell Hurley this stuff, uh, but that he actually was, of course, you know, of course he's dead, but but that the apparition was sort of coming from the meeting place, the afterlife, and and by not and not, you know, he was sort of trapped in the sense he couldn't move on to the next place after the afterlife. So maybe that's some explanation. Yeah, but what about the whispers? You know, like he basically says the people whispering are, are those people. And, and the idea was that they were stuck on the island, not like somewhere else, and then they could go back to the island. I mean, how would mm-hmm. you fit the whispers in? Well, I think the whispers would be the same explanation of these people coming back from the afterlife. You know, the, the being stuck specific on the island is, is the hurdle. That's the hurdle to this theory. But okay. I, I, I think it's fine to say that they're coming from somewhere. You know, I, I, I hate to believe they're really just – invisible sitting in the jungle somewhere doing jack shit, you know, like that's yeah. just ridiculous to me that for eternity, they just have to sit there and do nothing on the Island. Me too. Um, so that's why I wanted to believe he was actually coming from the, the, the afterlife place. Okay. So they just kind of cut in and out and go whisper and then go back and then whisper. Yeah. Like they have like extra duties or something. They well, have to go do like whispering they, they time. Just, they just have the ability to come to come to, I mean, you know, Desmond had the ability too. Uh, his was less easy, obviously. Um, but you know, we, we did see examples of people going from the different places, but, um, but since they are actually dead, you know, it's like, okay, well that, that makes sense that they can, you know, that they're in the afterlife and maybe they can come to the real world. Um, but you know, the thing about being sort of, specifically stuck on the island, uh, you know, maybe they're wrong. You know, maybe that's just their interpretation or they're, they're sort of stuck on the island in some some instance but not in the larger sense or I don't know, or the opposite. Right. I just, I would have liked to have seen him in the flash sideways. Even I if, agree. Even if they didn't have him in the church with all the characters at the end, just the yeah. idea that someday he gets, you know, he gets what they get. You know, because I, I feel like he deserves it as much as a lot of them do. Yeah. You know, and more than some of them do. I just got to say, it's a horrible universe if some people never get to move on to an afterlife. It is. And it you're is. Just stuck and, in it, it and the morality just seems stage. ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, if, if if that's really what it comes down to, uh, that it's, yeah, very, 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 very disappointing to me. But you know, uh um the uh uh the, the the idea about, you know I just I don't know. 
Smokey, Smokey, I mean, Christian told Michael on the boat, you can go now. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he was saying to the afterlife, and and he's just, um, maybe he's just stuck between the island and, you know, and the afterlife, and he can't go to the to the new place. Um, and, you know, and like he's saying, he's he's trapped on the island because that's, you know, that's what's keeping him behind or something, because what he did on the island is sort of, anchoring him from moving on. Um, But, uh, you know, we we can't be expected for them to tell us, you know, when he, when he tells Hurley, I'm, I'm stuck on the Island because of what I did, you know, I don't think we could expect him to, to really give us anything that, that links, you know, anything too obvious that links to the, 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 the actual finale uh, reveal. So, yeah, that's true. No, you're right. You're right. But I guess, you know, I would have liked, I don't know, have him walking around in the background. I would like some kind of bit in the finale where they show him. Just, you know, once yeah. they've done the reveal, just to hint mm-hmm. that although he can't move on with these people because he betrayed them, he's he's got his own life that he can, you know, eventually move yeah. on. Yeah, I think he's got he's to gotta be a father to Walt, you know. In that world, in, the, in that reality, yeah. he needs to be a father father, uh, father to Walt and uh, – Totally, and deal with that kind of stuff. So it's like, I I'm hard pressed to believe he doesn't get to go to the afterlife. Uh, I think I can convince myself <laughs> that even though they didn't show it, that he is that he and Walt are in that place, and that the problem was, you know, he couldn't necessarily move on to the the real afterlife. I hate calling the meeting place the afterlife because there's something else after that. Well, yeah, there's multiple afterlife stages, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the first one, seemingly. Yeah. For the most part, unless you do some particular kind of thing that (laughs) whoever doesn't like. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I, I will say on your point that he sort of betrayed them, I did realize that, you know, if you want to get technical about it, you know, part of the reason that I see the Losties as the good guys and... Man Blacks as the bad guy is really as simple as I mean I can make I can try to go in and make moral judgments and say well this character is better than Man in Black or something, but in the end it's really just that I know them better I've spent the whole show with them they're the people who I sympathize with you know they're more like my family or something, mm-hmm. and this Man in Black character although we get to know him a little bit is just is just not on the level with them and so if it, if I have to choose I'm going to choose them yeah well. I think it's, you know, we talked a lot about Man in Black and Jacob and who's going to come down as a good guy or a bad guy. And I'll have to say, you know, since since he was called, you know, evil incarnate, he seemed a lot less evil once we knew his backstory. He seemed to just be as bad as anybody else who wants to kill people to get what they want. Um, and, yeah, basically uh, it was bad as Ben. You know? Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that he didn't have this, you know, he's not the devil. He doesn't have this extraordinary power that um, that he's intrinsically aware of and he knows how to use it and all this stuff. Like, you know, Man in Black, for the most part, was just this really smart guy, really industrious guy who was trying to get some things done, and he got fortunate that his brother turned him into a smoke monster. It made right. him easy, easy to kill people. Right. Uh, but, and, but, of course, you know, trapped him on the island. Uh Yes, yes. I mean, I, I think, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times he killed people with a specific purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. And, oh, another thing I got from the uh, 
recap was he couldn't leave the island until the candidates were all dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, I, that wasn't totally clear to me either. Um, so when you put it that way, it's like, well, <laughs> he wants to leave the island. He can either not kill the candidates or not leave the island. Yeah. You know, so I, so I feel like that's, you know, if, you just, if we just saw his story and we never met the original characters, I could see sympathizing with him to a certain extent. Oh, totally. If you follow his story from the beginning and, you know, you stay, you know, you stay with him after he's turned into Smokey. Yes. And I'm sure there's long periods of him being very pissed off and upset yes. <laughs> about his new state of existence. Yes. And stuff that's probably very sympathetic and, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think he would, you know, I agree. You, that's, you know, again, it comes down to perspective. And we know the Losties, so we like them. He's painted. He's painted as a villain from the beginning, and so that's how we see him. And he, you know, I think becomes less the villain. He's definitely the antagonist, but he's, you know, he's less the bad. He's just bad guy, evil guy. You know, again, again, in, ter- in terms of interpretation, you know, Dogen, you know, Dogen was the one who said evil incarnate or whatever, and it's like, you know, and that's what Jacob was. You know, Jacob said stuff like that too, and it's just like that just doesn't seem true, guys. <laughs> you know. I still don't know why Jacob thought his brother was evil incarnate. Do you know why he thought that? Is it just because he looked like a smoke monster? Because I don't know any other good reason. Yeah, you I know, don't either. Man, Man in Black did not kill all the humans at the camp. His mother did. Right. You know, Man in Black didn't throw anyone down the cave. Jacob did. You know, and so the only other thing Man in Black did that was bad is he killed people... Uh, people Jacob brought to the island over the centuries, and uh, and you know, and then of course you know killed some losties and some you know other stuff. But yeah. um, but it's like, well, at what point is he evil incarnate just because he's doing bad stuff? And so again, I think it's just like, you you know, at the end of the show, since you don't get an answer to that, it's just well, that's just their interpretation. You know, Dogen says that because Jacob told him that. Jacob told him that because he just thought that or he assumed that or or that's or he's you know. Um, you know, uh, being um, hyperbolic or something. Um, right. I mean, I can see, you know, uh, 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 Jacob basically tells Richard that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Richard is among the others. And so I can imagine, you know, maybe he maybe he told that to Dogen or just worked yeah, out yeah. around about that idea. You know, like telephone. I, I, I almost feel like Jacob. That's something Jacob told himself to try to try to push off some of the guilt about trapping his brother there forever. Yeah. Well, he's evil incarnate. I mean, and he was doing a lot of bad stuff. Uh, but it's. I mean, it's it's a little bit. It's a little bit like the Ben story or something where. You know, we see the fact that his mother dies and the fact that his dad, you know, treats him horrendously, you know, really pushes him into sort of betraying Dharma and becoming the person he becomes. And 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 it's not even as extreme as what happens to, to Man in Black, but, you know, you can, you know, I think they could totally tell a, you know, a story with him where 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 he was sympathetic. I just think the story they told us he he wasn't because he yeah. was, he was not the character that we sympathize with, and he wanted to kill the characters we did sympathize with. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If if it was from his perspective, and it was like all he wants to do is leave the island, and he's got this overbearing brother who's the protector of the island who won't let him leave for no good reason, 
and his brother keeps bringing these people to the island who want to stop him from leaving, uh, and the only way he can get off is to kill these people. I mean, you know, it's the same sort of setup, the same motivation, you know, that the Lossies have for trying to kill Man in Black as well. He's standing in our way, and they're standing in his way, and so each side wants to kill the other. Right. Right. But I agree. I think, I think uh, you know, maybe, you know, you're saying Jacob just sort of told himself he was evil incarnate as sort of to cope with what he did to his brother. I think that's a valid interpretation, and I think, you know, along those same lines, uh, it could be that um, he, what was I going to say? Now I lost my train of thought. Uh, Jacob tells him, oh, that that he just, you know, I think there's something to be said for Jacob and the man in black having never left, having having not left, uh, having never left the island in that in those early days. Um, they don't know sort of a lot about the world and the complexity. I think of of um, human emotion and ideas. I don't think they were exposed to a large facet of it. So I think if he, if Jacob is thinking of himself as the benevolent protector of the island, then you know, then I think he can say, okay, well, this other guy is the opposite of that. You know, so I think that that might influence his his reasoning into calling him evil incarnate too. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to stay here and protect the island. This other guy wants to not stay here and leave the island. So we're opposing forces. I'm the good guy who can't lie. Uh, you know, so what, what makes, what is this other guy then? You know, I, I think given the fact that, you know, that Jacob lived on the island for so long before he ever left, it seems like that's, that's the kind of simplistic interpretation I, I think you could expect. Yeah, sure. Sure. I think in the end, Jacob realized that he messed up, that he was at fault and, Mm -hmm. you know, basically admitted to the fact that a lot of their misery was a result of his mistake. Yeah. Um, and so I think at some point, you know, he actually, he actually accepted responsibility for what he did. Um, so I'll give him credit for that. But I, but I do think, yeah, I think for a while it was, it was like what you're saying. Well, I'm the good guy. I'm protecting the island, and, um, you know, yeah, this, this guy, is the guy who killed my mother. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I do. For me, I do want to say that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I do want to say with, with Man in Black that he killed his mother. I feel like he killed his mother more because she ruined his way of getting off the island than that, than that she killed all the people he was with. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he admitted he hated the people he was living with. He thought they were awful. Yeah. You know, and, and, and said they were just a means to an end. So I think for him, um, it was really she took away his means. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and that's why he killed her. You know, I, that, this isn't really relevant to any particular thing we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just a thought I had. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think that's the main reason why he killed her. Um, plus, he needed a reason to make Jacob mad at him. Right. <laughs> There's that too. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the main reason that she she took away his. Uh, it, it, but it's almost like, you know, I think I think it's like you know he could have dug that hole that that well again, which I guess he did at some point. Uh, so it was kind of like you know, why did you have to kill her? 
you know, because the only permanent thing she did was destroying, killing the people. Mm-hmm. You know, he can always redig that well. He's got all the time in the world. Right. But you I think know. maybe he feels like she can come in anytime she wants and just ruin what oh, yeah, I'm doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely, like, trying to make sure she, does, you know, stops messing with him for the future. You yeah, know? yeah, basically. And I, I, I feel like if he thought that killing his village would let him leave, he'd be okay with that. Yeah, I don't think if the mom had stayed out of it that, uh, you know, if he and the humans kept digging and, and saw that thing, I don't think that, uh, you know, he would let them let them leave or, you know, necessarily let them leave or come with them or. Yeah. Know, they, I agree. They were means to an end. Yeah. So I think I think he was a selfish character. He wasn't. He wasn't just. You know, he wasn't totally perfect, but, you know, no character is. I mean... Well, yeah, and I think he was raised that way. He was raised to think of the humans as less than, than what he was, which, in fact, was yes. human. You know, he didn't see them as his own people. He saw them as something else because that's how he was raised. And, you know, I think that's that has a larger connotation, I think, uh, politically and socially. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, these people are different because somebody told me so. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, so I think I think that has to, you know, if his mother had told them these humans are, you know, they're they're flawed, but they have good qualities and they should be respected, then he'd have a different different uh, view of them, I think. Although it is interesting that living among them didn't change his mind, even though he clearly thought his mom was crazy. And he continued. I feel like he genuinely believed it. He believed you know, it based on evidence. And I think Jacob ended up disagreeing with his mom, even though he never lived among yeah. people. Yeah, and I think that that was an interesting point that they made that that Jacob just believed his mother on face value, and then Man in Black didn't believe the mother on face value. He wanted to see for himself, and they both end up with the same conclusions. But I want to say that well, they end up in be, opposite conclusions. I'm sorry. They end up with opposite conclusions. Well, doesn't – well, I, I, yeah, I guess in the end – well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Jacob changes his mind. It's, I guess he, he stops believing what the mother thinks at some point. Yeah. For no apparent reason. I don't know why he – Well, exactly. That. That's sort of what I'm saying. Like, he, he – they, you know, they said, like – they had in a little dialogue that Jacob went over there to see if she was right about them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Black's like, oh, I've lived with them. They're horrible. But Jacob clearly didn't believe that in the end. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to say this about Man in Black is that I feel like that can't be, or that shouldn't have been the only thing he gleaned from the humans. You know, I just, I'm not satisfied with saying, yeah, they're greedy and corruptible, therefore they're bad. Okay, are there any good qualities you saw? You know, what? first of all, what 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 qualities would they consider good for you know Jacob and Man in Black? I you know, I don't know what they would consider good. Uh, I guess truth and honesty maybe, uh, although they didn't really have a lot of that themselves. Um, so it, it's like I you know I I just I just don't like the oversimplification of uh, uh, the gamut of human human psychological. Uh, you know, event or whatever, uh, that, you know, he saw some people who were stranded on the island be, be corruptible or be uh, bad, and therefore they're all bad, you know, but... Yeah, you know. I mean, I yeah, it's totally oversimplified. I don't think, it's hard to argue, sort of people are all... It's, to me, it comes down to more like, you know, someone has a gun to your head, are people good or bad, what do you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's sort of, that's the kind of thing I feel like they're they're answering. I mean, I think I think... It's hard to acknowledge that there aren't good things about people sometimes. 
Yeah, you know, like, it's like how much good stuff would it take to be good? You know, yeah, or, or or is it you just do one bad thing and therefore people are bad? Right. So it's it's like a scale somehow. You know, you 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 look at the merits and you look at oh the bad God. things. A scale? <laughs> is there a test for this? Is there a good scale? There just might be. Wow. And yes, we will never learn how that came to be, but yes. Exactly. So yeah, I feel like that's that's sort of a metaphor for the idea. Like on balance, people the scale tips the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like that's what Man in Black wanted to say. And I think Jacob would say the opposite. But I don't think I can't imagine either one would just flat deny there's anything good or anything bad. Yeah, and you know, it just of course a scientist wouldn't be happy with one experiment like that. Sure. Saying, well, I live with this one group, therefore all <laughs> people are bad. Sure. Sure. A scientist wouldn't, but I think people do. You know, it's, it's, you, you, you go with your experience a lot of times. Yeah. So I, so I buy that he, that he came to that conclusion, even if it's not scientific. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Well, two hours on, uh, <laughs> intro. Wow. <laughs> Anything uh I'm trying to think I'm sure there's other general stuff we could talk about. Um oh, yeah. but and we'll get to it all at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean a lot of issues will sort of come up as we discuss the scenes, stuff that sort of occurred to me, but yeah, I kinda wanted to get to stuff that I could think of as sort of not actually in the episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no real Jacob Man in Black stuff in this episode. I mean, I guess Man in Black yeah. is in the episode, but you know, it's not it's not a lot on them. So I guess you know, I feel like we got our final word on them, and and you know, before this episode. And so I just wanted to sort of step back to see what that story looks like now that we sort of know everything we're gonna know. Yeah. About it, you know, I had one point of view about it before they told us the story, and I think that it really changed my point of view about it. Yeah. Well, I I remember saying plenty of times that I thought they were going to make the man in black less the bad guy, and I think that came out to be true. Yeah. You know, um, once they told us about him, it's like, well, he's, you know, like we said, at best as bad as anybody else is bad. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the he's the villain of the story, but it's it's just like it's just like Ben was the villain for you know even Widmore was a villain for a while. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just like that. You know, people ha- take their turn as a villain, and it's almost like if he could have if he could have survived or cut a deal or or something, like we could see him in the next season, and he wouldn't be a villain anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if there was some loophole where he didn't have to kill the candidates, then yeah then he would be less the villain. Exactly. Like, yeah, once they got through his problem, you know, Ben was worried about his surgery and fertility issues, and once that shit didn't matter anymore, they can bring Ben on stage and redeem him, you know. Yeah. So they just didn't get the chance to do that with Man in Black, because he just sort of dies trying to uh, carry out his mission. But uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, he had already killed characters they cared about, so it's just a matter of revenge at a certain point. Yeah. So, so I, I think I think I, I think he was definitely the villain of the story, but you know, I, I it's it's not it's not simplistic in the way you can take a lot of say action movies where, you know, the the villain is clearly uh, 
on a on a lower moral level than the than the good guys are. Yeah. You know, it's it's not that clear cut, I would say. Uh so one of the things I gleaned I think from the finale, but I think more from I think that, that bad robot explanation of, of Lost, something that, that stuck out there to me in terms of the general show was it seemed to be just like Man in Black was trying to find a loophole to kill Jacob. It seemed like, you know, Jacob was trying to find a loophole to kill the Man in Black. Yes. Via the candidates. Yes. So I think that's a pretty big point to, to, to bring up. Yeah. It is. So it's not. It wasn't just like he's trying to find someone to protect the island. He wants someone who can kill who can kill uh, Man in Black. Right. So I think that's pretty pretty. You know, symmetry of course always works, and Lost is all about that. So yes. Uh, that that's pretty cool. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I, uh, that that's another thing about the finale that I'm a bit disappointed with. I feel like we don't really know what would have happened if Man in Black got off the island. Or, oh, everything would have ceased to be. We do know what would have happened, don't we? Everything you, everybody you ever know and in love would cease to be. What? How ambiguous is that? It's not at all. <laughs> no, uh, I agree. I, okay, good. I'm sure you're being facetious, but yeah, for a second I was worried you weren't. Uh, yeah, exactly. I I feel I feel like I, Can I, I give like, you the answer. Yeah, I like also what happens if the island gets destroyed and the light goes out and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a related issue, but they could be separate cuz now we sort of learn they are separate, you know. Yeah. I mean, the man in black is tied into the light in some way. They made that clear. So, you know, I could buy that him leaving would have some effect, but I just we'll never know. I mean, they never showed it. So, yeah, you know, I think um, I think nothing would happen if he left. Wow. I mean, I, I think the very least, like you said, he's tied to the light. There might have been something there, but besides that, I don't think anything would have happened because he never left, and no one who's ever said that had any outside knowledge of what would happen. You know, it's like you know my my crackpot theory about like. The island is from some parallel universe, and that's it's the last remnants of that. And they, you know, mm-hmm. they trapped evil incarnate into the man in black, and brought and then, you know brought him, brought that island here to to stay here and all that stuff. And that's you know, so if he gets off, it's gonna kill everything. And Jacob knows that because it happened to his world. Like that's the kind of thing you can say if that had happened. You know, you can say what will happen if he gets off because he got off before, and and something happened, but. But since, you know, Jacob, again, I think I think he was just saying what he thought would happen, and he really didn't know. Same with Widmore. I don't know why Widmore says everything would cease to be. You know, he, he's, uh, you know, he's getting that from Jacob to a certain degree, but um, other than that, it's like I think they're just wrong uh, or, you know, at least can't be objectively accurate, you know, or, or, or you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems like... They don't really know. Right. I mean, the Widmore thing uh, got really blown open. Well, first of all, we find out he got his information from Jacob, so mm-hmm. there's problem one. Uh, does Jacob even know? The second yeah. thing is uh, there was a little thing with Widmore and Man in Black where he said, I won't kill Penny if you tell me about Desmond. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and he went along with it 
which suggests that even Widmore wasn't sure if it was true or not. Yeah, and that's the thing. And Man in Black never made it seem like he knew that if he got off, everything would be destroyed. Right. You know, he was, he, he, I guess he was lying, but he was, you know, talking about taking people with him and stuff. But. Yeah, it almost comes across like they had to tell us that. Otherwise, it'd be like, well, fucking leave. Let him leave. Yeah, let him leave already. Jesus. Yeah, and, and maybe, you know, and again, maybe it is that since he's tied to the to the light, that that's, that's the sticking point. You know, he can't leave because he's tied to the light and, and, and something would happen, something drastic would happen because of that. But right. But just the idea of him leaving, I think, isn't isn't a bad thing. But then there's then there's the idea that he couldn't leave unless the candidates are all dead from the recap. Yeah. And yeah. if that's true, then, okay, I see why he didn't leave. That would have involved killing all the characters. Mm-hmm. And, that, yeah, that would be a disappointing ending for me. Yeah. I would not be happy with the man in black killing everyone and then leaving. Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty audacious in ending, but I it w- I wouldn't be happy with this. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's the saving grace for me. I don't think the show made that 100% clear, but uh, based on the recap, that's, you know, I, I, that's where I get that from. Yeah. I think, and I think Damon even says it in the recap. Well, but is it... <sighs> Well, after they chose Jack, though, is that still true? Like, so, so after after Jack becomes the leader, the protector, is he? Is it still that Man in Black has to still kill all the candidates, or can he just kill Jack and get off? Like, once they're not, because you know, Sawyer has that line, you know, we're not candidates anymore because you know someone was chosen. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if, like, I understand that conceit before someone's chosen, but after someone's chosen. I wonder if that's supposed to still be true, that everyone still has to die, or is it just the protector needs to die now? It might just be that. Yeah. Which uh, uh, which, which, in a way would probably, you know, would probably, well, I don't know how that would play out. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, he didn't get, he didn't say any more than that, so I don't know what the answers to those are. Yeah, um... What else was I going to say overall? Uh, well, yeah, I was listening to, you know, uh, uh, the What They Died For podcast that we did. I listened to some of that, some of our speculation about what was going to happen at the end. Um, you know, I have to say the episode was called What They Died For, and it's like, well, this is what they died for, but it really doesn't matter because <laughs> – they're already dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what they really died for was so that they could all be together in the afterlife. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know. I know. I I guess, you know, I have this <sighs> For me, for the show, for the show to be satisfying, I have to tell myself that the island mattered. It it hurts too much for me to say that the island had no importance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just my own personal problem, but you know, so be it. Uh, I have that problem. I just don't. I just don't want to say that the that the island was was uh, was just just some place where they could all connect and and you know meet up later in the afterlife. I mean, I 
I I want to well, believe all that mean? stuff is true, that the island needed a protector, that it's, you know, it's somehow bad if the light goes out. And, you know, I, I like that stuff, to me, that stuff has to matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just it just kills my soul to say it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, how, I guess I guess it can matter, but how much does it matter? You know, I need it to matter significantly. I need it to matter to a certain degree. I I don't have a specific dividing line, but I need it to be. I need it to be. Like, so Pretty far important. to say, if they didn't do this, they wouldn't meet up in the afterlife? Because to me, that's what I want to be able to say. That's not, that, no, I don't care about that, actually. What I want to say is that there are serious real-world consequences if the island is not protected. Okay. That's that's the issue for me. The afterlife thing, I agree, I want the afterlife thing to tie in, but fundamentally, what's important to me on the show is that is that the island matters. Yeah, but it's like for me since they since everybody dies and since they all die and stuff, it's like in the long run it, it doesn't matter about the island unless because to me the long run is their afterlife and unless the island stuff is is intricately tied to the afterlife stuff, then it's like well in the long run the island stuff won't doesn't matter like oh you know I mean if the island blows up okay so what. <laughs> Like, you know, if in the long run it's just about them getting to the afterlife. You know, push the button, don't push the button. It doesn't matter if we're all going to die and 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 we will remember this stuff, but it won't really matter. So that's why I want to say, like, if if, it, if, the, if the island stuff isn't the, the – the, sorry. The afterlife stuff isn't predicated on the island stuff, then it's like that, – that to me is the, the line of it mattering – Anything less than that is then it's just saying, well, you know, how much can it really matter if they're just going to yeah, die? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the narrative problems with having an afterlife, which I totally agree with. Um, I guess I'm setting those aside for a moment and, you know, forgetting about the fact that all things, all consequences seem sort of meaningless when you have an afterlife where everything can be better. You know, mm-hmm. unless so, that afterlife is predicated on those consequences. You know, because that that would sort of say right. That would sort of say that it doesn't matter at all anything that we saw, mm-hmm. island, non-island, backstory, all that stuff. Who cares? You heard it here, folks. Justin said it. It doesn't <laughs> matter. None of it. I mean, in a way, I think that sort of happens when you have this afterlife. Not not that it doesn't matter, because obviously it plays in. But it it really takes out uh, the significance, I think, to a certain extent, of real life. And yeah. um, so I'm trying to set that aside and just say, okay, let's pretend there's not an afterlife. Let's pretend that whole <laughs> part of the show didn't happen. Okay, well, if we're playing that game, anything's possible. I, I, just, just from that point of view, I want okay. there to be real-world consequences for the island. That, okay, that, yeah, that's if you the point want to take out the afterlife, if you want to take out the afterlife stuff, then yeah, I agree with you. I want the island stuff to matter. I want it to be, you know, if you don't push the button, the island explodes, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, but it's it's hard not to put the afterlife thing in there when that's so such a big part of what's going on. Yeah, like I I guess I want to say, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, this is this, this isn't I have personal stakes in this issue, so I'm not totally objective about it, but I, I just 
You got some money riding on this? <laughs> Luckily, no. It's it's just it's just my own satisfaction. Um, I just want to say that you know uh, that the show is about you know the show is primarily focused on the characters and how mm-hmm. their experiences together on island and off in some instances, um, you know, changed them or were significant in their lives. I think that's sort of what the show's focused on. But in terms of the subplot of the island, I want that to matter sort of independent of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know? Give like, me an example. Okay, yeah, give me an example of it, of, of what you don't want it to, to be in terms of it not mattering. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm curious what that would look like. I don't want it to be that, you know, um, that you 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 pull the you pull the cork out and the island sinks, and nothing happens. So you okay? So you want actual consequences for the world at large? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. That's all. That's what I was trying to see the distinction. That's what I was like the real world. If if the island just explodes and it's gone, like okay, I don't think that's a big deal. That's not good enough. But you're for me. saying. You're saying you want it to be the end of the world or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be that big, but I need something on that scale, yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I want to know their significant consequences. So you want to know the one thing they didn't tell us to be true? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I know they didn't tell us, but yeah. that's what I want. Uh, because for me, yeah. just just to invest in that side of the story, and as much as we've we talked about the island, it just it just kills me that... It was just it was just a MacGuffin, and it was really just about the characters getting together. I'm okay with that being like the thing they end on. I mm-hmm. just don't want to say. I just don't want to sort of push the island stuff away completely. Yeah, you yeah, know? I'm with you on that. So again, I might not be being objective about it because it actually matters to me, and and so maybe you want to rewatch the show, seasons one through five. Yes, yes. Yeah, and the and the the island stuff of six, and the island stuff of six, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to just have the flash sideways be the whole show. Yeah, no, you know, I'm with you on that. My whole thing really is that I, I and I I, w- I do I agree with you. I want it to matter, and I would like it to matter in a large sense. Um, but I do believe nobody knew what would happen. Nobody nobody knows. They just people just thought things, right. and that was the truth. <laughs> Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anybody knew. I just want it to be true. Yeah. Whether yeah. they knew or not, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was no way. I mean, Jacob didn't even know, so of course Jack didn't know. Hurley didn't. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Ben didn't know, so I, it's, you know, it's, people keep protecting this place, and it's just, it just kills me if people have protected this place for thousands of years, and there's just no need to do that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? But that's, that's kind of, I, I like that, only in the sense that, you know, back to interpretation, you know, it's just like they think they need to, do, it's like about a show about these people who come to this mysterious place, and they think they have to do all these things. They see this light they, you know, obviously, you know, Jacob and his mother and, you know, certain people are, you know, manifest these powers and they have these strange abilities. So, you know, they're, you know, they're given, um, they're, they're trying to explain these things and they think, okay, well, this light is, you know, I feel this, the connection to this light in me and therefore it's in everybody or whatever mother originally thought or why she thought that. And I, I, I definitely am with you. I want it to matter, but part of me thinks, 
part of me likes the idea of it's just a show about these people who are just trying to trying to do the best they can with what they were given, and they just really didn't know what would happen if they didn't push the button, or you know, or, or well, they knew what would happen if they didn't push the button, but they didn't know how far it would go, or if they had left the cork off, how far would that go in terms of destruction? Would only the island be destroyed? Would the whole world be destroyed? You know, I, I like the fact that nobody really knew, and that they were just coming up with their own interpretations and. And that's the best they could do. You know, it reminds me of like, you know, early man coming up with like mythology and explanations for the world. You know, uh, you know, the, just just seeing things and saying, oh, okay, well, this is how it works. You know, seeing lightning come from the sky and saying, well, maybe somebody up there threw lightning down. You know, uh, and then just sort of like refining their interpretations of that over time. Uh, and so maybe you know, maybe in 2,000 years or something or however long Hurley lives or something, you know, maybe they really find out the truth about the island. Maybe they really find out what the extent of its influence around the world is. You know, but I kind of I like that nobody knew. <laughs> Even though if you would have told me that before, I would have not liked, I would have not liked that at all. But, but now that nobody knows, I think it's something I can digest. Um, yeah, you know, I agree in a way. There is something cool about the fact that no one knew. It's, uh, you know, I, I can go both ways on it. I find it both cool and interesting and deeply disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so I agree and disagree with you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, you know, I don't know. <sighs> I I I want to be satisfied with the with the openness of how they left it, but I I'm not really. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because <laughs> I I wanted more answers than you did, and I'm sort of fine with what they gave us. Yeah, yeah, no, I I'm I'm not really, and and I just I had to do my best to come up with why. Why am I not happy to give answers when I didn't need answers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should be the one who's upset they didn't give answers. I know. I know. It's weird. It's weird. But like like I said, the best I can do is the best I can do is I wish they had given us more. God, why, I can't believe I'm saying this. I wish they had given us more answers. And I wish they had uh, <laughs> You need to go back and tell the Justin on other other podcasts we did that, all right? Because that guy contradicts you. I just I'm, I'm fine with not knowing the answer. Like I'm fine with like I was fine with. There isn't any particular thing I needed to know aside from mm-hmm. like I said the big general things like the island does something. I would like to know that, sure. But like for little mysteries, this, I'm really talking about little mysteries here. Okay. You know, like I wanted more of those thrown in there and I guess I just wanted some and I feel like we didn't really get any yeah. and, and that's kind of disappointing because finales I feel like they've always in past finales given us little tidbits like that and I was looking for and I was sure they were going to do it and that, mm-hmm. that's the main reason why because I thought we'd get something and I was going to be cool with whatever they gave us and I just feel very empty handed so you're saying you're not cool with nothing I'm not cool with nothing <laughs> exactly I'm cool with some yeah. stuff some stuff falls by the wayside but but I I definitely I definitely wanted I, more. That's funny because I think that's that's the only way I can deal with it is the fact that they didn't sort of give us you know generally speaking they didn't give us anything so it's like okay I get it now no one had the no one really had the answers to give so it's like that's 
it's weird. I think they reached some strange point where we crossed opinions there. Whereas <laughs> you wanted some small answers, which would not have been satisfying to me. Yeah. I think in a certain certain world, I think I would have been like, oh, I wanted more or I wanted other answers. And the fact that they sort of stay, uh, steered away from that uh, uh, is good for me, but not for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I wanted just just as an example, I wanted some shit. I talked about it, some something like Ben and Ben and Man in Black talking about the cabin. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And and I finally after we get to the end of this, I came to the conclusion that okay, it looks like looks like Alana and her group that's the final word on the cabin. And so Yeah, uh, the fire was the final word on the cabin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. so what I thought was it, it almost I thought about that scene and it comes it almost comes across like if you if you you watch the show and you remember when they talked about the cabin but not that well like yeah. you don't remember all the details you just sort of remember yeah Ben went there something happened <laughs> you know weird stuff happened like then you look at what they tell us the little conversation with Ben and and Man in Black where he says I didn't know what was happening when he reveals he hadn't seen Jacob and Alana saying someone else has been using it. And it's like, okay, I think I know what they're trying to tell us. If, if I just forget about what we actually saw in the original episode in detail and just kind of remember it in a sketchy way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, cause I feel like sometimes they, they write like that. They write in a way that it doesn't quite fit with what they showed before, but it sort of does. If you don't pick it apart. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I think I think in the end, um, Man in Black was in the cabin somehow, invisibly, whatever, and the ash was keeping him in, or 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 he broke it before that, or whatever. It's a very short time period, but they, the basic point is it was Man in Black in the cabin. Yeah, I think that's that's what they were trying to tell us, and we're just getting hung up on details, but. But the final reveal really tells us that okay, Man in Black was in the cabin, and we just didn't we didn't take it because the details don't are kind of a mess. Yeah, you know. But I yeah, I, the whole hubbub about the ash, you know, and then it breaking. Yeah, and then, you know why is why would Man in Black even be in there? You know, like I understand that one thing is being being using it, but but I think to say he was trapped in there, I think, is when you go down the road of being and not making a lot of sense. Like, why would Jacob trap him in there? Right. <laughs> you know, especially when, you know, if you if you have that point of view, then it's like, well, when did he get out? Because we definitely saw Smokey, and could he, yeah. was he trapped in there? His spirit was trapped, but Smokey was around, and this is like, that doesn't make any sense. So. Right. So, yeah, it's like when you, and that's the one thing I did want to say about, about you know, what we should do on the podcast anyway, is just, is just try to look at the big picture, because I think you're right. When you look at the details, uh, it starts to fall apart or get really muddled. And um, yeah, and I think yeah, I think just like the recap, it's like when they when they do those recaps, you get a pretty clear story because they're just talking about the big stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it can clarify the major points in a way that doesn't give you a lot of extraneous detail that can ruin things. Yeah. You know, and I I stand by my assertion that when they originally showed us that cabin scene, they have something else in mind. And that's part of the reason why it didn't work. I think it was originally supposed to be Jacob. I really do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I think they got a different idea for what they should do with Jacob, and so they sort of retconned it as Man in Black. But there's some problems there. 
you know, but I, I, I really think that, I really think that that was the that was sort of what's happening, and we just don't know the full story of what they intended. And I, but that that's sort of the end. And I, I agree, we need to go through a lot of things like that. Another thing like that that I wanted to bring up real quick uh, regarding Widmore, I uh, I came up with a, a little crackpot. Uh, crackpot's not the right word. Um, although I guess it is a little bit crackpotty in the sense that I'm going to jump to a wild conclusion based on something very small. Um, but I, I basically want to say that, uh, uh, you know, we, we talked about that article from Wired Magazine with that picture of the whiteboard and that little outline of season five that's a little bit off from what season five mm-hmm. actually happened. Right. One of the big things, one of the big things I took away from the whiteboard was um, uh, Widmore still seemed like the villain in the, in the whiteboard version of season five. Mm-hmm. It's, Locke gets captured by Widmore, rescued by Saeed. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Using terminology like that suggests Locke as a captive not being helped but being rescued from that mm-hmm. situation and then asks Ben to kill him. Again, you know, putting putting Ben in a less less villainous uh circumstance mm-hmm. where he kills Locke because Locke asked him to, not because he wants to take power on the island. Yeah. You know? So that that seems like a different version of the story. And so what I'm going to say is basically they decided, no, we're going to make Ben the bad guy in that story, and we're going to recast Widmore as a good guy. And that's where you get this idea of Jacob visiting him and, you know, convincing him of the error of his ways to sort of clear up up why he sort of turned from a bad guy into a good guy. Yeah. You know, sort of behind the scenes. And by the time we see him again, he seems like a nice guy. And I feel like that's that's my theory of what happened there. That it really goes back to their changing plans for season five. Yeah, yeah, and I think to to some degree, it's like, you know, it, it, it comes down to Woodmore's motivations, and it seems like they can have the same character if they have, you know, be be good in one sense and bad in another sense. If and his motivation can be this, like if he's. If he's trying to protect the island, you can say, well, he wants he sends the freighter with Kimi on it to get Ben because he's worried about Ben being bad for the island, you know. Uh, and then you can, of course, still say that for you know um, for when he when Wimbor comes back this season and is and is help you know Jacob tells him to come back, you know, he's trying to sort of protect the island. So it's like uh, I definitely buy that they had a different opinion of Winmore and, and good versus bad. I'm just wondering like what where is the motivation change, you know? Like it seems like his motivations changed somehow. Right. Uh, right. And yeah. I don't think they necessarily had to have changed for him to come off differently, but I'm just wondering um yeah. I'm just wondering why his motivation changed. I mean the little line I saw the error of my ways suggests definitely yeah. that his that his motivations changed. Yeah, I guess I guess they were saying he wanted Ben gone to get power back. Yes. Uh but they could have just said he wanted Ben gone to protect the island. Right. You know, and yeah. But anyway, and, it's the same. And, and that's sort of right. the way they went. They decided that Winmore decided it was more important to protect the island than to get power for himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and so he he goes about you know doing that. Um, he sort of fails, but I, I think that is supposed to be the story. And and I think that's you know it always sat uneasy with, with me that he sent that he sent a boat there to kill everyone, and then he seemed like he wanted to help them all. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I think that's sort of what's happening there. It's a nice it's a nice bit of evidence for for a change. Yeah, totally. You know, so so I, I like that. It's it's nice 
Well, it's so great to get behind-the-scenes documents like that because I can, I can never prove what I want to say in situations like that, mm-hmm. you know, because I just always have to speculate. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just pre- presented Jacob that way because they thought it was cool, and they always had planned to switch it up later. I don't know. I'll never really know, probably, unless they tell us. Yeah. Well... What did you think about Whitmore's death? <laughs> now that uh, we know that was his death. Right. Uh, Whitmore's death, a uh, bit anticlimactic. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ben shooting him seems, seems appropriate. Uh, I guess, you know, there were just bigger things going on than Whitmore, and they just kind of quickly got him out of the way. Um, I would say it's a disappointment, but I think at the point of the story they were in, uh, it sort of makes sense that it came out like that. Yeah. So, so the rule that Ben Ben is like, guess he changed the rules when Alex dies. I guess I guess we can just safely assume that that was just some some gentleman's agreement between Ben and Widmore that they would leave their families out of this. Yes, I I think you're absolutely right about that, and I. I had occasion to go back to the episode Dead is Dead and reread the little line where Ben banishes Widmore. And he says, uh, you, you left the island all the time. You had, you had a kid with an outsider. Mm-hmm. You broke the rules. So it really sounds to me like those rules are not necessarily gentleman's agreement, but some kind of other's code of conduct. So you could call that a gentleman's agreement, I guess, if you want. But it, it looks to me like it's there's certain there's certain rules that others just are supposed to obey. Oh, and so you're saying that oh, okay, that they're still living by the like even when Woodmore's kicked out, he yeah. and Ben are still living by the just like other. He Ben just sort of assumed he Woodmore would stick to the others' rules. Yes, yes. Yes, and he does say you broke the rules in that scene, which mm-hmm. I always thought was the right thing to say with Widmore, that he broke the rules rather than change them. I feel like that's an unfortunate word choice, but I think that's yeah. really what's going on. Yeah, he expected Widmore to live by the other's code, even though he was banished. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and he was surprised that he didn't. Yeah, but I think your idea of a gentleman's agreement is very much, very much on the right track. Yeah. It's not some supernatural force. Yeah. You know, that's, like, going to stop them from doing that. It's not like Jacob and Man in Black's rules. You know what? If that's even true, <laughs> I thought about that, and I, I thought I thought to myself, I was thinking about Mother saying that, and I'm just like, what if, wouldn't that be great if you just told, you know, two rival sons they couldn't hurt each other, but it wasn't necessarily true? You know what I mean? Like, they didn't. You never saw them try to kill each other, you know, because they were told they couldn't. Right. You know, so it's I, almost like we don't even know if that was true or not. I feel like Man in Black should have tried that, and I feel like he's the kind of character that would have tried that. He. We never saw him try. I know we didn't, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like he should have given it a shot. It just, it just seems inconsistent with his character that he'd just take his mom's word for it, since his whole thing was proving his mom wrong. That yeah, he could leave the but, island. Yeah, but they uh, so many characters just took every character took somebody's word for something at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it's you know, make a grandiose statement like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, it doesn't I, sound wrong. I I I I I want to believe your point. I mean, I I believe your point that he should have tried, but I think it's it's just too consistent for me that that he would just believe it to be true. You know, uh, just because his mother said it. You know. Um, <laughs> and here's the thing: if you if you want to, if maybe I could prove my point this way by saying, when you know, when Man in Black and 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 Jacob are kids, you know, all the and even when they're adults, when Jacob beats on them, he bleeds and stuff, which is the same thing that makes him seem mortal when Jack uh, mm-hmm. when Jack uh, beats on him. So it's like that might be evidence to say he can they can hurt each other. Yeah. You know, so I'm just saying the fact that mother just seemed to make stuff up. Uh, you know, not, nothing against her. She's, you know, really, it's just what she did in the situation. Um, it just, it just, you know, makes me think uh, there is no real evidence that they couldn't just have killed each other. I know, you know? you're right. You, you're telling me if Jacob pushes, uh, Man in Black pushed Jacob off a cliff one day, Jacob wouldn't die? Like, maybe he wouldn't, but maybe he would. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I feel like we're we're, it's like the show's over and now, like the the fog is lifted and it's like I'm turning into a lost atheist or something. Like, <laughs> like I believed in the island. I believed in magic, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's all fake. And now you're realizing it's just something somebody said one day. Yeah. yeah. No offense, religion. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, it's it's just. It's just ridiculous. I do think that Lost, the way they portrayed supernatural things, they they always preferred to be, to keep things, to keep supernatural events as realistic as possible in in, in a lot of cases. I mean, smoke monster aside, I guess. Um, You know, the way they showed Michael not being able to die had real-world explanations. Yep. You know, the way they showed Jacob bringing people to the island had real-world explanations. Yep. They never showed us the transformation into Smokey. Mm-hmm. If you wanted, you could have a crackpot theory that he was never the smoke monster. Mm-hmm. You know, and the show doesn't even contradict that. You know, really, um, you could you could say that he just had the memories of the guy, just like he had Locke's memories, and he was a completely different character. All those, you know, because. They they really seem to prefer to avoid showing outrage. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't think they ever would have given us a scene where the man in black tries to push Jacob off a cliff because I think it would look ridiculous to show how he survives that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it would go against the way the show presents things to show that. And well, I mean, imagine Locke at the end when uh, when Jack pushes him off the cliff. You know, spoiler alert. Uh, he. You know, it could it could have been the same thing. You peer over the edge, and and the guy's just alive. He gets up off the ground. That's right. to me not that crazy. Oh, okay. So they they could have shown it like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But no, I, I get your larger point. They definitely steered away from that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, there there's some mystical things that don't have real world explanations. But, guess- but the thing with Michael is, you know, like Tom said, you know, did the bullet. What did he say? He said, "Did the did, did the bullet gun bounce not off your head?" Or, or yeah, wasn't it too? It was like, did the gun not shoot, or did the bullet bounce off your head? What, was that what it was? Yeah, that was what it was. And I and I was thinking to myself, it actually did the you know the realistic thing, which is right. not shoot. It didn't do the crazy thing he suggested it could have done. Right. 
you know, so that's the thing that got me thinking of just, like, it's all these people having these sort of ideas and interpretations and these suggestions. Like, has Tom ever seen the gun bounce off someone's head? You know what I mean? Or, you know, I just, I don't think he has, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, um, uh, uh, I, I agree, um, and the closest they got to that, I guess, was the, you know, the fact that the man in black was sort of impervious to bullets and stabbing, mm-hmm. at least until the cork was pulled, you know? So yeah. that that was the closest they got to really showing, like, a ridiculous kind of supernatural thing that, happening. That and the lighthouse, I would say, were the big two. Okay, okay, and the lighthouse. Uh, and I guess I guess you could give some scientific explanation to the, to the donkey wheel, maybe. But, you know, I think that goes in that category, too. Yes. Yes, but and and also like the the time travel and the sort mm-hmm. of transporting from the imploding hatch outside and yeah, like, I feel like they're that's the thing they always they always kind of showed you stuff that was clearly supernatural in some way, but they always I for the most part avoided depicting it explicitly. Yeah. It was sort of like they show you they point... They left you to imagine how it happened. Yeah, they show you point A and point C, but they don't put point B in there. Mm-hmm. And so you're left to just kind of imagine how, how exactly that works. Yeah. You know, and I, I think... Um, I th- I feel like that's... You know, to actually depict the rules working is a bit of a challenge with the way they run the show. So anyway, the, the basic point is... Um, I think it's it could very well be true that there are no rules, but again, it's it's killing my soul to say that. I I really <laughs> to me it's liberating. It's liberating for me to say, you know what, mother, you were just making stuff up. You know, you didn't want him to leave, so you said he could never leave. You know, you didn't want them to hurt each other because you know if if one of them killed the other, you know, especially if you know if uh, Boy in Black kills Jacob, you know, then then and if Jacob is the one she wants ultimately, even though I don't know if that's true. But, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like she has an imperative to for them not to hurt each other. You know, they're her two special boys. She knows one of them has to leave the island for an extended period of time. You know, all that. It's like if she didn't have reasons to say that stuff, then I would just take it at face value that it's just true. But it's like I think she's got, you know, her own motives to, be, to, to say that kind of – her own selfish reasons and sort of island-centric reasons to say that kind of stuff. So – I don't know. I, I find it liberating to, to go through the show and to, to point out parts where you're just saying stuff. You don't really know if that's true. And, in fact, it might not be true. <laughs> it's more likely it's not true, damn it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But, then, again, I, at the same time, that, that extreme skeptical attitude is just too much for me. I can't mm-hmm. – I'm not willing to just to just start – start saying well nothing on the show is true like that's it 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 goes beyond at a certain point for me and i guess there's certain certain things i'm willing to accept that for and certain things it it hurts yeah like i'm not gonna say you know jacob didn't could not age (laughs) you know he definitely didn't age so that's true that's supernatural you know that's not that's nothing someone has to tell us and we have to believe Right. You know, it's that kind of stuff that I get skeptical about is the stuff that someone tells us and we don't really see any actual proof to the contrary or actually verifying it. You know, to me, inaction isn't verifying it. So, you know, Jacob, you know, not killing his brother directly isn't isn't proof that he couldn't do it. Um, it's proof he thought he couldn't do it or didn't want to try. 
Um, so yeah, I, I get I just, your point, though. You don't want to you don't want to lose faith in sort of some of the elements of the show. I just it's yeah, to me and that, that just seems is. like a bad story to me. I I like it's cool in a modern art kind of way, but the, this show where nothing is really happening. These people are just told stuff, and there's nothing actually there. They're all just totally diluted for you know for for the run of the show, and I, I mean. I don't know. That's cool well, in a way. Well, I but. wouldn't say nothing. I don't want to go absolute. Like I said, there are definitely things that are happening that are okay, verifiably right. so, true. Yeah, so you acknowledge, yeah, Jacob doesn't age, and, and yeah, you know, Richard. Richard he gave, yeah, he gave Richard that power. Jacob yeah. seems to have some ability to leave the island unconventionally. You know, there's plenty of stuff that, that, that I think actually is true, that is supernatural and stuff that is true. I'm just saying for the for the list of things that aren't independently proven – uh, are disproven, I think I think it to me I want to put in the category of that's just what you thought was true because this show is so much about people who are interpreting their situation and acting accordingly. You know, if mother never told Jacob and man, and boy in black that they couldn't hurt each other, what would have happened? You know, would one of them have tried to kill the other and and would one of them have succeeded? You know, that's that's sort of where that would go. Right. But the fact that she said that led them to not even try, seemingly. Yeah, and I, I guess I don't buy true. that for the man in black. I don't see the man in black. I desperately want to kill Jacob, and eventually does. I don't see him not even giving it a shot. That 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 just doesn't strike me as but consistent we, with his but character. But we never saw it, though. Yeah, but, but I, we never got us, and we never heard Jacob. But we didn't see a lot of stuff. Me. I mean, we, there's a lot of things we didn't see. And yeah, but what I'm saying is. He Jacob himself had opportunities to say, you know, like when he says he's been trying to kill me ever since, you know what I mean? He's trying to find a loophole to, to do this thing. You know, and I think the loophole makes sense. You know, I think it could be he couldn't kill him because he didn't have a body, you know, that he was smoky or something. Like he couldn't kill him until he, you know, uh, until he did X, Y, Z. But I don't think that necessarily means it's only because the mother, the mother made it that way. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it might have been, it might have been Jacob doing it as well. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the idea that he just took his mother's word for it and, and had to wait thousands of years to come up with a plan to, to kill Jacob because of that. And that was totally unnecessary. Like that's just, that's a weird story to me. Why, why does it change the story? I mean, the things happen the way they happen the same way. I, I just like he could have he could have killed Jacob himself that entire time, and he just he just thought that he couldn't. So, you know, so uh, yeah, I mean, I know that's years, weird. Like, that's just I that's that totally. Weird, but but how would you what what would you expect him to do differently? I would expect him to at some point try to kill Jacob, find that he couldn't do it, and then realize that he's going to have okay. to. Okay, then hey, maybe he did that. I, I don't know what I don't know if he tried to ever kill Jacob or not. I, the show never told us he ever tried because the show told us he believed in the loop, he believed that he couldn't do it, and he spent two thousand years coming up with a loophole. So right. my my point is, I I agree. I think he should have tried, even if he thought it was true. I think he should have tried at some point, but it didn't seem like he ever did. And I think the the show is so much about people being told things. And just running with it, you know, to not to not really question uh, 
whether or not that uh, that rule about them hurting each other was actually true. And let me and let me be clear. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about a show here. It's all not true. They're actors saying lines. Okay, it's all fake. If you want to get down to it. What now? What I'm what I'm saying. I'm just going to reiterate what I said earlier. What would the writer say? Would they say that? Everyone was that, that he was just wrong the whole time, and he just took his mom's word for it. Or would they say, no, in fact, it was true? And I'm just saying my opinion is that they would say, no, it's that's true. Whether that's why he did it or not, it's it's mm-hmm. actually the case. Yeah. And that that's I, the question I'm asking. And yeah, I, I think I, you know the writers can say whatever they want. They don't yeah. need to. They don't need to come up with. Well, we didn't see this, we didn't see that. The character all, you know, they always do, you know, that stuff like that. I mean, they can they can say whatever they yeah, want in the story. Yeah. I I I'm totally with you on that. I definitely think, you know, I would love to know what the writers have to say about that, but I think it's just to me it's just too clear that there's so many people on the show who don't know the answer and who are just going about these various actions predicated on knowledge someone else told them. So my point is, this could have been an example uh, of that, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't like, like that's as much as I can say about it. I mean, if yeah. you ask the writers if, if that power existed, maybe they would say yes. Or maybe they would say no, that's just something the mother told them. To me, that doesn't affect the story. That, that makes the story, you know, it makes it different. You know, it makes it, you know, it doesn't change what these characters would do to me in my mind. Like, I don't expect Man in Black to to necessarily think his mother was wrong or to, you know, like, yes, I, I don't know what said, you're doing. wrong and one day I'll prove it when she said you can never leave the island. So, yeah, I expect him to think his mother's wrong, especially about something he really wants. Yeah, I, I wouldn't with some things, you know. I mean, he, he got verified that his mom was right about humans. So it's like, you know, you know, that line about one day I'll prove it is, you know, that was some kid saying that, and that was a retcon line anyway because, of course, he was going to try to prove it. Okay, but it is uh, in the show. Yeah, 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 it's totally in the show, yeah. So, I, I mean, That's what I, thought. I mean, I so, like, you, you were saying earlier that, you know, maybe there's some, you know, we could imagine that the ash is broken off screen or something, and, like, I'm saying that's not in the show. Well, you know... <laughs> the, the, if, if you want to throw in stuff that's not in the show, you can definitely you know, come up with, come up with explanations. To me, it just, I, I, you know, this is personal opinion. To me, it just ruins the story. If you tell me that, if you tell me that he could have killed Jacob that whole time and he just kind of didn't try it because he thought his mom was right about it. Like I, yeah. that, that just ruins it for I, me. I believe, I, I buy it. I, I get you. I, it doesn't ruin it for me. That's, I guess that's just the difference. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that's that's why it sort of matters to me because it's just that that's just a ridiculous story, and I, I'm just not happy with someone sitting around for two thousand years because of something their mother said. Like, I, that just, uh, mm-hmm. wow, well, too, too I much. Mean, but that's the whole thing. Like, the the whole thing about Jacob and, and Boy in Black to me, what makes them interesting characters is their whole point of view of life, mainly, you know, for the most part, their formative years came from their mother, who, in my opinion, didn't have any intrinsic answers about the island. You know, these, uh, you know, the, the, the cork and some of these other Egyptian things, I think, predate her by quite a bit. Uh, and I think, you know, that's, uh, and we're going to probably get into this argument more as we go along, because my fundamental view of the show at this point 
is, like I said before, characters who are trying to interpret what's going on, and they're doing the best they can. Um, and that's about it. You know, they don't have any – you know, if there was someone on the show, if Mother or anybody else in the show ever had concrete answers, I wouldn't, be, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be going down this road as far as I am. But since no one had any concrete answers about what was going on, no one had original knowledge about what was going on, I feel like, to me, what I, how I interpret that is to say – these are just people who are in certain situations like anybody else would be and try to come up with what they thought was correct. You know, to me, that, that, that says something about the point of view of life and of people. You know, it makes a big statement about that, that they don't have this intrinsic knowledge about what's going on here. And given that, given that precept, you take mother, who has a vested interest in making sure her two kids don't kill each other and not leaving the island, you know, and I, I can see why she would say that. Now, it doesn't make it untrue. It just doesn't necessarily make it true to me. And the fact that we never saw, you know, we never saw the scene where Man in Black tried to kill Jacob and it didn't work, you know, uh, doesn't, doesn't convince me that that, it's, that that power existed. You know, it just, I'm just saying in general, the end of the show makes me look back at some of these things I thought were true, and it makes me think, well, that was just someone who said that. We never saw anybody test that theory. And if they didn't test the theory, it doesn't, to me, you know, it doesn't have to make it false. You know, like I'm saying, it's not necessarily false that, that her, you know, her power, like there was no power there. I'm just saying it opens, it up, opens up the possibility because it's only predicated on what somebody else said and not on any tested actions. Right. And I just want to say the show in general, as you're pointing out, is not very, you know, empirical in terms of here's my theory and now I'm going to test it. There's, there are very few scenes of that sort. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, and I, and for me, it doesn't matter whether any particular character knows something in some real sense knows what such and such does. I don't, I don't care about that. But what does that matter? That lends itself to being the truth or not. Doesn't it? I mean, whether or not a character no. is saying something versus whether or not they know it to be true, that I don't that, care. I don't care about that. What I care yeah, about yeah. is the story the writers are trying to tell. Are they telling us a story about well, that's things? that's part of it. Are they tell, I, it, not for me. Uh, are they telling us a story about characters just hearing shit from other people and believing it and there's really nothing there at all? Or are they telling us a story about people hearing shit from other people and there's some truth to it? And I think they're telling us a story, the second thing. I think yeah. there is stuff there. I like you said there are verifiable, you know, supernatural occurrences on the show, so yeah. you can't rule out everything. Yeah. And so Which I think I that opens do. the door to anything they tell us on the show possibly being true. I some agree of it is there. And I yeah, I feel like okay, why why are we arguing then? My whole point is I don't think everything is true just because somebody said it's true. My and point, I think the fact that they the the, the the how they end the show opens it up to to reinterpreting what was true and what was not true. Right. You know? What I'm saying is, yeah, what you're saying is, is sort of prepared to throw everything out. I'm not at all. I definitely Ex- made that clear. That there on. are a lot of things that aren't. I didn't finish. Except for what they explicitly show is verified in some kind of experimental way. Now, that's too far for me. Well, I, no, no. I mean, there's, other, there's definitely more room than that. There's more room than that. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I, I, for the most part, I'm going to land on the side of if, if they tell us something, 
and nothing directly contradicts it, I'm going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that seems to me to be the easiest way to try to go about what the writers are trying to get across. But that's the question I'm really getting at. And so it doesn't – so, so the, re, the only reason why I bring that up is that frees me from having to perfectly make the plot work to, to ask the question of whether the writers intended this or not. Mm-hmm. You know? So – so I can say that you know they they meant they meant for the rules to be true or whatever, even though they didn't show us that. But couldn't they write the same story and and they know that the rules aren't true, but yet they want the audience to think the rules are true? They could. They could. Okay, I'm that's just all saying I'm saying. I don't think that's what they're doing. That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying I think I think there's room for characters to be wrong about stuff that they said and did. And I think that's that's just one of the main ideas of the show. And to me, that makes me go back and reevaluate the reason the stuff. The reason I will accept the stuff that they gave us proof for is because they they told us that that was true, and we can see that that's obviously true. The stuff that they didn't give us explicit proof for is the stuff I'd want to go back and look and say, well, do I believe that that's true, or do I believe that just something somebody said, you know? And there's a lot of stuff that that people said that I still could believe is true you know, based on just, you know, the sense that it makes or, or the circumstances of why they said it. You know, like I said with the mother, like, if she didn't have a vested interest in, in, in telling these boys, these, you know, the, that they couldn't leave and, and they couldn't hurt each other, then I would, then I would just say, okay, well, then she, why would she, she didn't have any impetus to lie, basically. Right. Right. But since, she, but since I think she does have impetus to lie, you know, I'm just more comfortable with questioning things. I don't have to necessarily side on this is true or this is false. I'm fine with saying whether or not they could hurt each other. I don't know if that was true or not. We never saw it be proven. So okay. that's that's sort of as far as I go with it. So I'm you're not, not saying, saying it's false. I'm not saying it's false. I'm just saying we only think it's true because she said it. That's the only reason we think it's true. Okay, okay. I mean, I feel like I also think it's true because, you know, because I, I feel like it's not in character for the man in black to just take her at face value. And so, mm-hmm. so I feel like if he believes it, I, I, that gives me another, another reason to, to believe it. But why does he believe it? Well, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I can't say anything more than I've already said. I, uh, I, I, I feel like, I feel like he's the, the kind of person who, who would not when what he wants most is to get off the Island and the reason he thinks he can get off the island is because Jacob's alive. It's hard for me to believe he wouldn't do everything he could to make mm-hmm. that not the case. I uh, believe that. But what I'm saying is, why doesn't he, from what we see on the show, why doesn't he believe it? And I feel like the only answer is, one, mother, mother told him, and two, off screen he tried to kill Jacob and it didn't work. Yeah, that, so I, that's I, all we have to go on, and I'm just saying yes. to me that's not enough to 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 make me. You well, know, but you were willing to posit the Ash scene that wasn't in the show. I mean, why are you not willing to sort of? Wait, say that again. You you were willing to throw in an Ash scene that wasn't in the show earlier. Yeah. Right. So I, so why why aren't you willing to? That's throw what I'm in, saying. I'm 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 willing to throw I'm willing to throw that scene in there. I'm saying that's one of the possible explanations on why he doesn't believe it. So I am throwing it in there. 
I'm just saying that doesn't make it true, you know? Like, I mean, oh, well, of course, if that scene exists, then that does make it true. Yeah, that's yeah, not that's, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seems okay. like you're saying even with the scene, it's not true. Like, no, 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 no. I don't mean, I don't mean to say that. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying I do think that is a valid, a valid point. I mean, you're, so you're trying to make the analogy with the Ash stuff? Yeah. I guess, I guess the analogy there would be, you know, um, uh, somebody told Dogen that – I'm sorry, somebody told Lennon – that Dogen is the one who powers the ash, right? The same way, you know, somebody told Man in Black that he couldn't hurt Jacob. So that's, if that's the analogy we're setting up and, and we're saying, okay, deleted scene, Man in Black tries to kill Jacob, deleted scene, you know, um, I guess the deleted scene was, uh, that does, that's not the right analogy then, because the deleted scene is somebody moving the ash, Right. That's the deleted scene. Yeah, deleted scene about. is somebody moving the ash. Because, see, that's actually, but that's, I don't know, that's a different, that's a different setup. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really just meant the analogy to be in terms of, like, positing a, a scene we don't see to fill in a gap in what's in the show. Um, are you gone? Uh-oh. Is it that time? Yeah, I guess it is. He'll be back in a second. I would like to read the news. But All right, I'm back. Oh, okay. All I'm right. Back. Okay. Uh, okay. So we were talking about the Ash scene. Yeah, did you hear the last thing I said? No, what did you say? I was just saying the analogy for me wasn't – It was just. it was just in terms of like – you know, positing a, a a scene they didn't show us to, you know, as a possible deleted scene or something to to sort of fill in fill in a gap mm-hmm. in the story. That's that that that's supposed to be the analogy. Yeah, but the problem is we saw proof of that. We just didn't see that that example of proof. So it's like we saw we saw Man in Black able to enter. And one explanation is it's because it's Dogen's dead, and one explanation is off-screen, somebody moved the ash. Right, but they didn't show us that. They didn't show us that, no. So that, that's the analogy. They didn't show us Man in Black trying to kill Jacob, but I could say, hey, off-screen, he tried to kill Jacob. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, and you can say that, but we didn't also see, you know, someone killed him kill Jacob and it worked. So I'm saying we got well, of course it. not, got, or it would yeah, work. So my, my point is, I, I I understand what you're saying, but I think it's a little bit different because we got proof that the conceit was true. We just don't know which answer it is. Whereas we didn't get proof that Jacob and Man in Black can't kill each other. We did not get proof that moving the ashes what let Man in Black into the temple. No, no, but we got proof that something led him into the temple, and it was either Dogen or the Ash. So it's like two answers, and I'm saying one of the answers could be off screen. That's different to me than saying, you know, we we never got an we never got one of the two answers for Man in Black and the the rivalry there or whatever. Like, oh, okay, I guess, yeah. I'm really just talking about you know, making up an off-screen thing to fill in a gap. They aren't the same plot, so it doesn't line yeah, up yeah, perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's no big deal to say that, uh, that 
that off screen he 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 perchance tried to tried to kill him. Uh, that's fine with me. Yeah, and if that's true. If that's true, then then yeah, then I then my point my point doesn't doesn't matter. But but what, what I'm saying is the show has a theme of people just taking people's word for for things. And when you're a kid and your mother tells you you can't hurt your brother, you know you can't leave the island, and you grow up thinking that. To me, you know, I, I can see him not trying. Yes. Okay. It just doesn't seem like he tried to me, but. If it's a you know off screen or if you ask the writers did he ever try sure and they say yeah sure I'm not disappointed by that because okay. I, I I agree with you I think it's in his character to want to try but I think to me the point is he never did try because he thought it was true and it could be still be true <laughs> yeah, yeah you're never, right that's maybe the he other never side. tried maybe he never tried because he had a he intuited that it wouldn't work so he just never tried that's another so tell. that's another explanation he he might have actually known. You know, when he was in smoke monster form, you know, maybe he actually could sense that he couldn't hurt Jacob or something. Sure, why not? You know, I mean, we don't, the thing is, like, they introduce those characters with him already wanting to kill Jacob and trying to find a loophole, and that's sort of the context. Mm-hmm. And they show, like, the place where he would have done that would be sort of right, to me, right after he turns into the smoke monster. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's sort of the, around the time when he would have, and they sort of really didn't give us that part of the story. You know, by the time we pick up with him later, it's, you know, 1,800 years later, mm-hmm. and and he tries to get Richard to kill Jacob, you know. So I, so I think... Uh, well, yeah, and that's at the place they could have said, which they can always say anything they want, but that could have been a place where they could have said, you know, he could have told Richard, you know, I've tried to kill him many times and it never worked. You're right. Something You're like right. that. So, so I cannot comfortably say that he tried to kill Jacob at some point. Yes. I, I'm simply maintaining that it was true, however, you know, however that played out. Yeah. That if you ask the writers if that was true, they would say yes. That's, that's, a, you know, that's as much as I, I really want to say, and I could, of course, be wrong. Yeah. I think it's better if the mother was right. I think it's better if she, gave, she had some power that she put on them and protected them from each other. I think that's way more interesting. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I think it's, <laughs> right. a, it's just it's just a scenario of somebody saying something and people believing it. You know, the only reason Jacob tells the Lofties what he knows about the light to me is what because of what his mother told him. If she told him, you know, the light is, uh, you know, is Xenu uh, uh, from from the future and. Uh, you know, or an alien from a volcano, you know, Scientology or something, you know, some, some other explanation. I think that's what he would have told the Losties, you know. So I think that's what, that's what I, and, I, and I guess I'm, I like this idea because it's character-based. It's saying the characters don't have this outside knowledge that they're sort of using to give these, uh, these objective truths that they're only sort of gleaming the truth and the rest they're just making up. And to me, that that makes for strong characters because that to me is realistic, you know, versus a story I might write while I would show it being intrinsically true and giving the objective answers and stuff like that, you know. To me, I think that's why I kind of like this, how I'm viewing losses because it is character-centric. It's saying they don't really know more than they can know at the, at a, at, based on the information that's before them. Even if that makes it a, you know, crappier story, because the power isn't true, it still makes it makes them stronger characters to me because they just sort of believe these things. Yes. I'm okay with saying that the characters don't know stuff. I think that's certainly true. 
Mm-hmm. But? Uh, well, okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna I was gonna stop it there on a note of agreement. Yeah, I um, buy that. <laughs> um <laughs> the the only the only thing that I wanna hang on to is I think some things some of the crazy stuff that they showed us, okay, and you've already admitted that's the case. Yeah. So so I just I guess for me I'm casting a wider net with what those things are. Yeah. You know, my general criteria, like I said, I'm going, this isn't scientific, but this is a narrative, but, you know, they're giving us, they're giving us a story. It's writers making stuff up. So mm-hmm. I don't have to follow the scientific method. And so what I'm doing is they're trying to tell us the story. I believe what they're telling me unless they give me reason not to. Yeah. So, and I'm just saying if you take that approach, you might be wrong sometimes. I, that's yeah. all, and I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be less wrong I might not get I might not get like other things right or it might be less interesting but I I'm trying to be like realistic in terms of why people know things and why people say things and why people are doing things and when it when it when it only comes back to because somebody else told them that that's where I want to say well I don't know if you're right about that I don't want to say you're wrong I'm just I just want to be skeptical there so uh so I'm not you know so I'm just not buying into something that isn't true I I claim that I want to be right as well, and I really feel like my strategy is good for being right in terms of what the writers would say is is the case. Mm-hmm. So I might and but I will admit I have a person a bit of a personal bias in that I like there to be stakes in stories. So I do to a certain extent want some of these things to be true. So that that is biasing me a bit to want that answer. On the other hand, I. I, I'm inclined to think that, you know, the, taking my point of view will produce a lot of right answers that the writers intended to convey. Yeah, but here's my thing about what the writers want is, is you know, what does that really mean? Like, are you saying, like, you know, if you, if you ask the writers, why did the mother tell the kids, you know, what the light is? Why did she have that explanation? Are they going to say because that's the answer, or are they going to say because that's what she thought, or that's what she was told? Well, I don't know what they're going to say. I'd have to ask them. Yeah, yeah. And my my opinion is, my opinion is, there's a difference between what the characters are giving us and what the writers want us to know. And my opinion is that, to me, I want to bet. I want to bet that what the characters are saying. I, I want to live in their world as much as possible, which is what, in terms of what they're seeing and why they're saying it. Like they could, they could, they could definitely say the light is light. That's the ultimate explanation. There's sort of nothing more specific past that that's relevant. And mother's completely spot on, you know. Uh, and she's saying that because she just intrinsically knows that to be the truth. Like that could be the answer. She's you know, spot on in her vagueness. I mean, she didn't really get too specific about what it is. But I mean, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, that could be as specific as you can get about the light. You know, from the writer's perspective, there's yeah. no more specificity than that. Yeah. You know, that is the ultimate answer. Like if they're saying that's the ultimate answer, and she and they could they could say that's the ultimate answer, and she's telling them that because she knows it. Or they could say that's the ultimate answer, and she's telling them that because that's what she heard. Or yeah. they could say that's not the ultimate answer, and she's just telling them that because what she heard. Yeah. So I, I just kind of want to live in terms of where the characters are coming from and understand why they're saying certain things. And I think there, there obviously is time to step back and say, okay, well, what would the writers say about this? 
Um, but I, I'd be curious to know, but I think there are some times where the answer to a situation like this is it's because the characters were told that. And it's not because, well, the writers want us to think something else. I think, I think it could be the case where, in, the, in these sort of circumstances, that, that the writers wa- are, want us to think what the characters think and, and no more than that. Okay, yeah, um, I sort of agree with that. I, I just, I, I think that, uh, uh, I think that looking at what the characters say or what the characters hear from things, I mean, part of the function of writing is not only to, you know, convey the characters, but also to convey the story. And some of the time you have to put exposition in the mouths of characters. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you you don't necessarily have a great justification for why that why they know that exposition. Yeah. You know, you just need it. You need it in the story so that you can convey the story you're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, for me it matters to me like unwinding what a particular character knows and all that is just it's just kind of exhausting and I guess I I don't I don't feel like I'm more interested in the story they're trying to tell us than than in the particular characters and you know why they know some particular bit of information. Cause, but wouldn't you agree that that the story they're trying to tell us has a lot to do with characters interpreting things and a lot of them being wrong about it? Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to use this mentality on, on other shows because other shows aren't about that. But I feel like Lost has a, a big part of Lost is about characters interpreting their situation and, and either getting it right or getting it wrong or something else. So I think that's part of viewing the show. I agree. Well, then let's move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I think we're going in circles, but I think we made some valid points. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we just have a different point of view on – what you know what we should do when we're analyzing the show yeah you know and i i guess for me it's like you know in a in a perfect world all characters would have perfect motivations and everything they said would make perfect sense but in the world i live in stories just don't work like that and the writer can make them say whatever they want regardless of whether it makes sense for the character to know that or not and mm-hmm. you know and so i'm just not unraveling that just doesn't seem like uh, an activity that's going to lead to the correct answer necessarily so so I'm more interested in trying to see what the writers are telling us by writing those lines than in what the character knows. Mm-hmm. So that that's just my point of view, like when I think about the show. So that sort of explains, I'm trying to explain why, you know, what, what I'm going to say about the show and the podcast to come, you know, yeah. where I'm coming from. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad we have sort of, slightly different viewpoints about about the show. I think that will make it for a more interesting discussion. You know, I think for me, like, I, I do care about what the writers have to say about what's going on. Um, but I think, I just think there, there are just too many times in this show where, where characters are wrong about what they're saying. So if I look at this instance, you know, if I look for Ben to tell us why they need to come back to the island, I think we're going to be, I'm going to be wrong about that, about what the show would say why they need to come back to the island. But- you know, so I have to go and, and say, well, why is Ben saying this? And what's his motivation for saying this? 
what is he get, where did he hear this information from if he heard it from someone? So it's like, yeah, maybe that's more mental work than most people want to do or something. But for me, it's like I, I, I want to figure out, you know, I'm a writer, so maybe that's why I want to do more of this character uh, introspective stuff or something. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I think to me it's interesting, and I'll say it again for the millionth time, it's interesting when characters – are doing things because they they are told that and uh, and they just run with it and um, you know it doesn't make them any less interesting to me uh, necessarily but uh, but I think I think it just to me I have to I have to have that in my pocket of of tools to analyze this show because I think it's I think it's just apt in some places to say well you're just saying that because someone else told you regardless of that seems like a line the writers want us to believe. This person is only saying that because somebody else told them that, you know. Right. Right. Now, I just I just want to point out, characters are right about things sometimes, too. They're oh, not totally. always wrong. So totally. if it was a show where everyone was always wrong about everything, then I would agree. We can just throw out everything they think because they're yeah. always wrong. But that's yeah. not the case. They're right sometimes. So you can't necessarily say it's not true because they were told that. Sometimes I, people are I told things that are true. You know? Like, for example, just a really small example, Desmond, when Desmond figured out that he was the person who caused the plane to crash, mm-hmm. you know, he looks at the little printout they got from the Pearl and he says, hey, I think I crashed your plane, right? Yeah. I think that Locke, who he tells that to, is justified in believing that, even though, I mean, he's just being told that by Desmond. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Desmond, how does Desmond know that that's what happened? Well, on that date, he happened to not do that. Could have been unrelated. Could just be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but he actually got he actually got some something like proof of, of of what was going on. The one time he didn't, he wasn't there to press the button. Uh, something bad happened, and he got the sort of verification of the right time. To me, that's enough to say, okay, you're right. And and with Locke, I, I think he's justified in believing him. Uh, but you, you can know, say he only knows that because Desmond told yeah. him. But, but that's a different so where does scenario, that get you? of course. That's a different scenario, of course. If mother, if mother, like I said, if mothers, if we were told, if we get, if we had some evidence that mother went down into the cave and she analyzed it, or she walked into it and came out of it knowing what it was, or anything like that, anything like proof, anything getting close to an objective truth here, and then told the kid that they're totally justified in believing that, and I totally believe it. But since we don't have that. I can't go down that far with it. If, if, if Desmond never saw the printout of, of, when, uh, of when he didn't push the button and, and he was actually there pushing the button when the plane crashed, then I'm going to say he's not justified in thinking that. And then Locke isn't justified in believing him. But that's not what happened. But like, so, what if those printouts were faked? What if they didn't mean what he thought he meant? We didn't see a beam from the, from the hatch like going to the plane and causing it to crash. We don't even know that that's what caused it. It might well, just yeah, be a coincidence. I don't, I don't know. So what, how can what, you what say that that is true? I mean, that's what I'm, my point is if you go down that road, you can question well, anything. You can go down that road, but that doesn't mean you have to keep going. You, you can stop at a logical point. And I think the logical point is when you have evidence enough to stop. And I think him not pressing the button, him, him, everyone saying he's the one who did it and, and seeing the, the printout is, is true. Now, if there was any evidence that the printout could have been faked, if there was like some plot line somewhere where somebody mentioned, well, sometimes these things are fake, then, I, then maybe I would be going further down that road and, and saying the exact thing you're saying now of, well, maybe it's fake or how do we know or maybe there's no beam. You know what I mean? Like I would go down that far 
if if there was a lack of evidence. If, or if That's my point, though. If they don't give us stuff contradicting things, then I'll believe it. That's, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I guess I'm saying if they give us stuff to, to prove it, then I believe it. Okay. If they, if they don't give us stuff to prove it, then to me it's, it's open for, it's open for interpretation, rational interpretation. But I don't think it's irrational to question where mother got her information from. I don't either. I don't either. I just think, I just think it's, not, it's not necessarily going to, it's not necessarily going to lead you to the right answer. No, but I think, uh, yeah, I agree with you, but I think it will less likely lead to the wrong answer. Okay, I, I guess if you're, if you, if you, I think if you open up the possibilities in the small instances where there's no proof either way necessarily, um, and it's predicated on somebody hearing it secondhand or something, and, and and if that's the criteria by which you open it up to say, well, maybe this is true, maybe this isn't true, let's talk about it. I think you're less likely to just land on the wrong answer, you know, versus just believing stuff that, that people say to be true all the time, which, which will give you the truth because people say stuff that is true a lot, but there are times when people say stuff that's wrong, and if you just believe it, then, you know, you'll be believing in the wrong answer, and you won't ever know. Right, but I, it could be right. I mean... It could be right. I mean, be wrong. Be, because... because See, but I feel like you're erring on the side. Let's just say it's wrong unless they prove it. And I feel like my, I, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I, I'm repeating myself sort of. I'm basically just saying I feel like you're more likely to come up with the right answer if you believe stuff that isn't directly contradicted uh, rather, than, uh, rather than not believing stuff that, that is proven. So you're saying the stuff that's not directly contradicted is usually the true stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that I mean – I could be wrong. That's just I feel like that's sort of the best way to go, you know, yeah. because I think trying to run it proof wise. I mean, I feel like there's things that we don't get proof for. I mean, you know, we have Winmore saying he created the plane crash. He could have been lying about that for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're never going to know if, even for a lot of things. Well, that's why you have to be rational about it. I think there's two people who could have done it, Ben and Widmore. Ben says he didn't do it. Widmore says he did. Case closed. I don't. You know, I don't need them to show us footage of Widmore putting it down there or ordering the stuff. Or, you like, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not – I feel like I'm not being irrational here. You know, there's only so far I want to go down these, these speculative roads, uh, and I'm only going to go down as far as, as it makes sense. And if Widmore says he did the, 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 the plane wreckage and there's no one saying he didn't do it, you know, if Ben was like, no, he didn't <laughs> – you know, or something like that, then maybe I'd be more skeptical. But, like, he says he did it. That's good enough for me to say he did it. I don't, I don't have to question that anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, know, know, I know feel like somebody did it. I, I, I feel like, you know, it's just a difference of percentages. You know, you're, you're going down that road more than I am. I'm going down that road as far as it makes sense. Like, I'm, I'm showing you, okay, I mean, to me, to me it makes sense to say those things I just said from your point oh, you of view. Mean, oh, you mean in general? Oh, in general, yeah, I bet you meant the Widmore thing. But, yeah, in general, yeah, I, I, I am going, I'm going down the, the, what if, the what if road a lot more than you. Yeah. Right, right. Like, I'm, I'm basically, I'm stopping with, it, you know, if we don't have direct contradictory evidence, for the most part, I mean, I, I will believe it. And, and that's sort of that's just the the point of view I'm going to come from in terms of 
what my final word is on what's true or not. You know, it's the best I can do. Like, the other thing is, if the writers have a quote, you know, I'll believe that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's my version of true on the show, which is what the writers say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? if the writers told us Man in Black can't, Man in Black and Jacob can't kill each other, you know, maybe there's a quote like that somewhere. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But if there is, then I'll say, okay, well, that's obviously true. Yeah. The same way there's a quote about, you know, Man in Black has to kill all the candidates before he can leave. Like, that's true. We, I don't need to see anything on the show to prove it to me. I, right. can, I can take it at face value from, from externally from the writers. And you know what? They might be, they might try to pull a kind of David Lynch sort of move where they say, we don't want to tell you what we think the answer is. Yeah. We want yeah. you to figure it out. And if they, if they pull something like that, then we're just stuck. We have to kind of use your method or whatever, you know, yeah. um, like well, I'm, I'm, go, I'm coming at it from a writers write things because they want to tell people stuff mm-hmm. point of view, and you're coming at it with a internally the character's logic has to work. And no, not okay, sure. Not, that's oversimplification, but yeah, I think I think in general that's that's true because I I come in from the perspective of the writers are thinking about the characters that they're first and foremost thinking about the characters and their motivations and other stuff they have to get in exposition, key plot lines. You know, uh, you know, setting things up for the future, like all of that stuff comes into play and muddles the original, the original impetus to create honest, compelling characters. But yes. I feel like I feel like to to I feel like that's the place to start. I guess maybe that's the difference is I look for answers starting with the characters, and you're looking for answers maybe starting with the writers or something. Yeah, or, yeah. or what the show wants to tell us. Sort of, sort and, of the the global view. Yeah. You know, the show. I take the show as a whole. For, to look for answers because yeah, I feel like if I look at the characters I end up where you are with they don't really know anything yeah which I think is, but, but to me that's that's a that's a main idea of the show okay yeah I guess I guess I I I agree like the show I mean, showed us that a lot I'm it seems to me like part of it is an artifact of the fact that they wanted a mystery show and they didn't want to answer certain things, and it's easier to just say characters well, don't know that's stuff. Definitely, that's definitely possible. You know, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't use this methodology in, like, almost any other show. I wouldn't I – I can't think of other shows where I feel like the main idea is these characters really don't know what's going on. You know, like, I, so, so, that's, so it's not like this is just my point of view on how to look at TV shows or drama. I feel like – this is a, this is a specific you know viewpoint given what Locke is trying to tell us, you know, uh, and just look at Locke. I mean, I think he's a clear example of you know if if Locke you know all the people Locke told about how special the island is and all this stuff like it just seems like that's not really true at least not the way he meant it, you know. Yet we have this character who we all love and was very interesting and compelling going around doing this stuff and it was all based on his interpretation. You know, he looked at Smokey and saw something beautiful. That's really not what Smokey is, you know. We we know we know sort of more objectively uh, the truth about Smokey than Locke did. Nevertheless, that is what he as a character did, you know, and 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 that's that's how he that's how he lived his life. And so it's like, to me, you know, if you look at if you look at it, uh, you know, on a on a on a narrow level of Locke, you can you can sort of see that idea of, of how interpretations affects what's really going on, you know. So I'm just trying to apply that to the show in general and looking at different areas and saying, yeah, we believe this to be true the whole time, but you know what? At the end of the day, some of this stuff is just people interpreting things. You know, to me, it's, it's huge what they said about Locke. 
you know, like that's a huge thing that he wasn't really right, you know, that's, so it's like, I, I, you know, I don't take any pleasure to have this viewpoint. I just feel like it's necessary for me to have this viewpoint based on what they, they've shown us so far. What, what are you saying he isn't right about? Well, he's not right about, um, you know, the island being sort of, uh, or him being, you know, special in the sense that, you know, the island, that, that he's got this, this, this sort of specific journey he's got to, uh, got to do uh, on the island and, like, the idea that, you know, uh, Boone has to be sacrificed and just his sort of general, his, his general personality on the island was just his interpretation of what he saw. He looked at Smokey and he thought it was a, a sign of the island or something positive or whatever, you know, specifically he thought, but that just wasn't true. We, we know what he saw. Okay. It wasn't anything benevolent. Okay, but he also said that he thought they were brought there for a reason. I think he was right about that. Sure, he was right about that. So he wasn't wrong about everything. He, no, 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 no. He definitely wasn't wrong about everything. And, I mean, and he didn't have he didn't know he didn't what have evidence was, though. He didn't know what you know. I could tell you they're there for a reason, but you know that's a very general, true statement. Yes. But he wasn't he wasn't right about any you know why they were there you know like it I don't even know why what he thought it would be but you know I don't think he ever got close to really realizing something like that but no he didn't know the full truth but when he said no. that line that was you know the spirit of that is correct and what he means I think is we're here for more for a reason larger than random circumstances yeah right and that was true now he didn't know that he didn't no one told him that even he just kind of decided mm-hmm. he thought that was the case. So from his point of view, he didn't he wasn't justified in believing that. And yet it was correct. So mm-hmm. that's that's an example of the kind of thing I'm talking about. Where you can look at the character and you can say, well, that's not true. But in this case it was, even though the character themselves didn't have a, a good justification for believing it. Well he but he did have a good justification for believing it. I mean he he, he... Like I think he did, and I get your point. And my point again is, you don't. I don't. You wouldn't use my this idea for every single thing that happens on the show. You know. Yeah, I think you would. You would. You know, if you want to take that example of of Locke thinking and therefore reasons, then I would agree with you. He's right about that. So yeah. So I. You know, there's no argument there. He's right about that. Okay, but 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 his character doesn't know that. I mean, he he's not. He, he's not privy to... Okay, well, here's... I mean, if you really want to test my theory, then you have to say, why is he right about that? You know, if I've never seen the sky before, and I say, I think the sky is blue, and I have nothing to base that on, I can still be right. It doesn't mean yeah. I have any good justification for that. True. And I don't And I don't even think that's Locke's case. I think he's got a very good reason to believe that there for a reason. I mean, this is a man who's able to walk again miraculously, as a as a character, as a person, as a you know, as something that, of a thinking, feeling person, he he should believe that. I mean, I think that's very rational to believe that. Uh, he could have been wrong, you know. It just turns out he wasn't wrong. He was right. There are therefore reason, not the reason he ever got close to realizing either. Right. But yeah, he was right about that. To me, that that I have no problem saying that. You know, you right. could be right about something and and not have a good justification for it. Right. You know, mother mother could have been right about the light. You know, that's that's my whole point. Is they they can be right. I'm just I just want to be skeptical when there's no good reason for them to be saying what they're saying, other than they're just saying it or somebody told them that. Yeah. You know, if somebody told Locke you're here for a reason, 
and he walked around saying, okay, I'm here for a reason, then I'd be like, well, why do you, why do you think that? Well, because someone told me. Okay, well, why do they think that? You know, well, they just think that. Well, maybe that's not true then, you know. But the show told us they're there for a reason, so that's obviously true. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Even though, I mean, okay, he could walk again, but I think in the end, that was just kind of a random effect of the island. Yeah, which is, which means he, he thought that for, for re, you know, he was wrong about the reasons he thought that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He was right for the wrong reason, and yeah. and and that's fine. I'm just, you know, yeah, I just say that to point out that people can be right, even if they're not privy to the information that would yeah. really tell them the truth. Because, of course, he was right about that vague statement, but in terms of what the real reason they were there, he had no idea. Totally, totally. So, you know, but I, but again, it's one of those things when they put it in the show – I feel like them writing that line, that was a, that was an idea they wanted to get out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're there for a reason. And they didn't really tell us what that reason was for a long time. But, yeah. you know, I, that really seems to me like, in addition to Locke's own justification for saying it, something the writers are telling us. Yeah, totally. You know, and, and the conflict between Jack and Locke, and of course Jack coming around to believing it, to believing that he was there for a reason, is one of the mm-hmm. main arcs of the show. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and he believes it because John told him, you know. And yeah. he obviously had other reasons to believe it, but, I mean, that was sort of the bedrock of his, that belief. Yeah. that was the catalyst for him going yeah. down the path, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. totally. So that, that, that's an example of, of, of my system working. It's like, okay, why does Jack think he's there for a reason? Well, John Locke told him, and, and he has all these inexplicable events related to the island. Like, okay, that's good enough for me, then it's true. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. But if none of that stuff happens, I have to question why Jack thinks that. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. But no, I'm I'm glad we have different viewpoints and how to different points of view or methodologies for for looking at the show. I think that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It should uh it should bring us to different conclusions on occasion. Gives us a 4-hour intro. Um what? <laughs> <laughs> Are we still in the intro? Yeah, we haven't gone to scene by scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Still introing, guys. Damn. That's a lot of intro. Um, it's a finale podcast. Yeah, I think I think we had to get those issues out of the way because I think you can't you can't talk about the biggest questions on Lost without really figuring out where you're going to come from when yeah, you're figuring out those issues. So. I think now that we've got our points of view out there and we understand where each other are coming from, it'll be easy to sort of discuss the things and see what the other person is saying and why. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully totally. that'll be uh hopefully that'll be good. Uh and also for anyone listening, they'll know they'll know what we're doing as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, I you know I think I think the biggest thing, probably my my biggest disappointment for Lost in terms of the finale, is, you know, and God, it was like, it was like I told myself I didn't care about answers, and I kind of didn't, but it was like, I guess, I guess I had a moment in the finale where I was like, I can't believe the kind of bullshit I've thought about a lot, mm-hmm. and how little it mattered in terms of the story. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't believe how, I just thought it's almost like, oh man, what, you know, what are the, the different kinds of apparitions and their motivations, and you know, like what what was this particular instance? How do you explain that? And 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 
little things about about the island, the cabin, the ash, the temple, the water, the all that stuff. Like it just, I'm just like, wow. I, I that the level of detail that I thought was necessary to understand the show was way higher than than mm-hmm. what what the true value was. You know, and I, I'm just I, I guess I I wanted those details. I didn't need them all, but I just I wanted some of them to to be in there somewhere. Yeah, you know I wanted a sense that it wasn't a complete waste of time to worry about some of that stuff. Yeah, you know, but it, the the finale really left me feeling like the viewers who just watched it was like, oh, that's weird, and moved on had the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, like you know, like I said before, you know. It really seems like I, I don't want to say it didn't matter, you know. I think it, I think it matters, and I think mattering is a matter of perspective anyway. But I, I definitely think the island stuff mattered. But um, but again, you know, no one really had all the answers. No one really could have been expected to have all the answers. Uh, you know, if, if these island deities don't have concrete answers, who will have them? Right. You know, and it's just like. You know, these people who, you know, are just see this weird stuff and they try to make sense of it and, and what they can, they can, and what they can't, uh, they blow up. I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So I might I might come down on your side on certain things. Yeah. It, it really depends on the issue. Just like, you know, you're willing to accept certain answers, even if, you can throw out some kind of crappy argument about, well, it could be this or it could be that. You're not willing to entertain all of those. No, 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 no. I, 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 I want to stay rational and realistic and, and, and some scope of what's possible or, 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 you know, believable. I don't, you know, you can go down that road of skepticism until you're blue in the face. Right. You know, and I think it's, if, if you have enough evidence, you know, you have enough evidence. And if you don't, then you just question. And it doesn't mean it's false. It just means, you know, it's It means you can't be sure you're right. Exactly. It just means you can't be sure you're right. And, and, and I think it, then that means you have to reflect it back to the character and say, okay, well, why, why do you think this? Or back to the story and say, well, why is this happening? Or yeah, why do they write this? Yeah, that's that's the main question I I tend to ask in ter- in terms of answers in terms of like what's the final word on this story element? Mm-hmm. You know, I like asking about the characters when it's time to talk about the characters. I mean, not that they're like totally unrelated, but yeah, that's that's sort of the sort of the way I think about it. Alrighty, so, well, does that conclude the intro? <laughs> I think everyone's all introed out. <laughs> no other uh, intro stuff that we need to talk so, about? So we're going to do this big scene-by-scene, scene, which will be the bulk of the podcast. We're going to go scene-by-scene scene through the entire two-and-a-half-hour finale. Um, and then after that, uh, Justin and I have some other tidbits we want to do, uh, you know, some stuff that fans have suggested we do on the podcast and, and stuff like that. So, so, so that stuff will pretty much be be at the end, and hopefully we will um, be able to post little like uh, time markers for this podcast for you guys who are listening, and uh, so you can kind of like skip to certain sections if you want to, or at least know that there's a four-hour intro before the actual episode discussion starts. Right. Yes, uh, I intend to try to keep track of where the segments start and stop, and. Uh, 
post uh, that information. It'll be a, it should be on the blog page and it should be um, in the forum as well. And I'll try to I'll try to get it in the file as well. But I have a little trouble making descriptions work, so I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to succeed in that. But I I, I think uh, I can at least get it on the blog page and on the forum, so you can uh, look at the times and and see where segments are and uh, and you know at least you know where you are in the podcast. Yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's a number of sort of like wrap up the show stuff that we need to do the show in general mm-hmm. after we talk about this specific episode. Some of those issues yeah. will come up while we're talking, but yeah, uh, whatever's left over, uh, after we talk about the episode, that's when we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. And I just want to, you know, give another huge thanks to our listeners and fans and, uh, all those who've been along on the ride this entire time and, uh, those who are new. And, uh, and of course, a big pat on the back to anyone who actually finishes this podcast. Um, <laughs> the long journey that is ahead of us all. <sighs> oh, why did he say that? Um, <laughs> is this the truth? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, uh, so... Yeah, I, I also uh, want to thank everybody. I think we'll, I'll I'll have more to say maybe later on uh, mm-hmm. about that. But yeah, I appreciate uh, everyone listening. It's been uh, a lot of fun to do this podcast and uh, to uh, read people's reactions to it, and uh, just um, you know, generally having this show involved in uh, my life for uh, many years, and uh, so it's it's exciting to sort of. One last time, go into this scene-by-scene thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's exciting and sad at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a format that I really think Lost is one of the few shows that is really good for doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, it really works. You you can, there's a lot of scenes that, that have stuff to talk about. And, and, and it's actually, you know... It may not pay off in the larger story, but it sort of pays off in terms of getting the most out of an episode to really actually look at every scene. Yeah, totally. You know, uh, and uh, there, a lot of other shows, I, I would be more resistant to doing this. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think Loss is a very unique show. Uh, there's there's not I haven't seen really any show like this. I I think I know more about Lost than I do about any show or really any movie or any book or anything I've ever some people some people you know some people I know <laughs> some family members some family members <laughs> sure absolutely I know I know more about Sawyer than I do about some of <laughs> my family members yeah I'm definitely on that boat yep <laughs> it's uh it's it's kind of uh it's kind of ridiculous how much lost trivia is in my head uh and uh, you know, even if I'm, I wasn't 100% satisfied with this finale. I, I don't take it back. The the show was very good, and there's even a lot of stuff in this finale that I liked. So you know, that's my positive thing to say about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, ditto. Good. <laughs> I got dittoed. Mm-hmm. I like that. You like getting dittoed? Now I understand the appeal. I think you said that last time I dittoed you. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot that you did it me before. Yeah, let's stop using that as a verb. <laughs> Yikes. 
Um, did you really say that before? Yeah, I think in the last podcast, the oh. uh, maybe the what they died for. I think I did OG towards the end, and uh, and you said uh, same thing about now you know I feel still good. Oh, okay. Well, I guess my brain works the same as it did on the last podcast. Hey, at least you're consistent. Yes. You're like, why would you do that with me? I don't like that. <laughs> right. It's a part of my character, I guess. I mm-hmm. appreciate being dittoed. Yeah. If now we just got our we just got our proof. See, <laughs> no one had to. We didn't just have to believe someone else telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. If I had just announced on the podcast that I that I don't like uh, that I like being uh, dittoed. Sorry for the verb. Uh, then uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that it was true. Wouldn't necessarily know it's true, but now we have two two cases. Uh, although you know, hey, no, I'll I'll believe it. I'll believe it. <laughs> I'm also saying that it's true, so you have my yeah yeah. Funny. See that that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I could be wrong. People are wrong about their own psychology sometimes. Yeah. Maybe deep down I don't like it. Who knows? Maybe you don't. And it's a defense mechanism for you to say you do like it. It is, yeah. It's my way of coping with something that's mm-hmm. deeply offensive to me. Mm-hmm. You tell people you like it, and then they won't do it again. Yeah. You know, because if you tell them you don't like it, then they might do it again, yeah. Right, exactly. Well, now you just confuse yourself. You don't even know if you like it or not. <laughs> now you can't be too sure, can you? No. No, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> Cut to Justin on a psychiatrist's couch. I just need to know if in my past if someone dittoed me and whether or not it was good or bad. I'm just confused. <laughs> All right, well, um, yes. I guess you have the reins for this uh, first hour or the first half of the finale, I should say. Yes. Yes, uh, works out to about fifty minutes. Um, uh, oh, look, we're splitting it fifty-fifty. Aw, we're so—I don't know what's the word. We're so uh, lame. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say democratic or something, but yeah, lame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just another word for lame, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. It's in America. Ooh. Oh, shit. That hurt. Yikes. That was painful. Um, okay, so I guess we are starting the uh, scene by scene now? Yep. All right. I'm just going to make a quick note of this. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Let's go here. Um the first scene of the last episode Woo. as follows. It's not really a scene. It's kind of a montage of stuff. So I'm just going to describe the bits here. Um, it, we start off in the flash sideways at LAX. We see airline cargo marked with Christian Shepherd and human remains being unloaded from an oceanic plane. Uh, they go to Jack at the hospital at his office desk. He examines a head X-ray. Then we go back to the island. Uh, Jack is washing his face at a stream. He stares at his hands. Then we go back to the flash sideways. We see another view of the cargo. Uh, we see Ben uh, in an arm sling getting a cup of coffee. 
back to the island. We go to Ben uh, loading bullets. Oh, I guess that's a Ben flashback or flash sideways. That's that's the closest thing in here to that. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, back to the island. Ben's loading bullets into a magazine while Locke is winding rope. Flash sideways. Uh, Locke glances at a wheelchair as he is being wheeled into surgery. Uh, then we see Christian's coffin loaded into an oceanic delivery truck. Then we go to Sawyer, who glances in the mirror that he uh, broke at the police station. Uh, then we go back to the island, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley together at camp. Sawyer looks at Kate's wound. Back to the flash sideways, uh, oceanic truck leaves with Christian's coffin. Back to the island, Sawyer continues to examine Kate's wound. Back to the flash sideways, Kate sits in the passenger seat of Hurley's Camaro, waiting outside Eloise's church as the oceanic delivery truck arrives. Desmond assists the driver with moving the casket. Uh, Desmond signs for the cargo. Then he asks the driver to take it around the back. The man wheels the coffin away. Desmond goes back into the car with Kate. Kate asks who died. Then she laughs at Christian's name. Desmond tries to start the car, but Kate stops him and questions him about what he's doing and what's going on. Desmond says, no one can tell you why you're here. Desmond says he's Kate's friend. And he wants to help her because he wants her to leave. Kate says, leave and go where? Desmond says, let me show you. All right. All right, so that was kind of a lot. <laughs> I didn't know how else to do that montage, but to just uh, go through each bit. Mm-hmm. You should have sang it. That would have been the better way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Um so, quick side note for any Caprica fans, uh, the guy who plays the delivery man uh, is on Caprica. He has a pretty significant role on there. Uh, he also played uh, a, a, a medium character on Brothers and Sisters. You might have seen him on that TV show. <clears throat> I see. That's all I want to say for that. Interesting. I've never seen either show, unfortunately. Wow. Now we know who's cool and who's not. <laughs> if we didn't know already. If we didn't know. So, all right, so we got this big montage, you know. I was like, okay, this is a this is a nice way to start, I guess. You know, ease us into the episode. You know, it's very, it's a, you know, anytime you have a montage with that kind of music, it's very grandiose. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I like the montage. It was sort of like... Especially when they went back to the island, it was like one last mission. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're finally at the end, and and here's you know here's them sitting around before they go off for their sort of final battles. Yeah, you know, and I, so I, I like that feeling. I like the way they drew it out. It's always sort of a pleasure to me when Lost gets a chance to kind of take their time with things because a lot of times I feel like because of the constraints of TV, they end up rushing things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really felt that way with Abiturno and with uh, Across the Sea. They they felt like bigger stories that really that really felt rushed. Uh, I I wanted them to be able to take more time with it, and that's a nice thing about a finale. They can really draw out a little bit, and uh, I really enjoyed this part. Yeah, and I also liked it was obviously you know this is Christian's coffin, so we see that Desmond has in fact arranged for Christian's coffin to go to the. Uh, uh, to go to the church. 
Mm-hmm. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, it almost seems like he just called Oceanic on behalf of Jack and said, hey, I work for Mr. Sh- Dr. Shepard, and can you deliver this here for Dr. Sh-? You know, it's like yeah. I, I don't even think he needed to do anything really sort of illegal or or anything too mischievous to uh, to get this to happen. He just sort of needs to know that they have the coffin at some point. Right. I'm not really sure why he knows that Jack's dad's coffin is missing or anything. I don't think we ever mm-hmm. really saw him find that out. Um, but uh, in general, I think Desmond, after he's woken up, sort of knows a bit more. So, yeah, you know. He somehow knows this is the key. And I would say there's something with Desmond and, and Christian sort of being the, the two who are who are in the know the most. So I think there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Desmond seems to Desmond seems to. Um, uh, yeah, it's like he got he got woken up early or something. He was. I yeah. I think when he touched Penny, he realized the whole death thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, and that's what's interesting when rewatching some of these episodes after seeing the finale is seeing, you know, when people get touched or when Ben gets beat up, he gets some flashes, you know, but I think there's a difference between sort of, you know, opening your eyes a little bit to and knowing the, their previous lives and then, then getting fully awakened and knowing that they're actually dead. You know, I think a lot of these people who get, like Charlie and, and Locke in the beginning and some, some other other. Uh, uh, other people early on don't know that they're actually dead. They just know that there's this past life, you know, like Libby and Hurley. Like, I mean, obviously at some point Hurley realizes, I think when he's helping Desmond at the end, I think he probably realizes it. Uh, or after the, or after the Hurley, I'm sorry, after he kisses Penny, that, uh, Libby, sorry. That's probably when he gets it. Yeah. Uh, especially when he remembers she's dead. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that might, you know that might say something. Yeah. Um, so I think I think yeah I think sometimes when we see these people realize things, it's they're not fully realizing the implications of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, think, yeah. I think Desmond Desmond definitely does from uh, once he once he starts taking the reins of the operation. There seem to be stages. It's like they they can get a little flash, and then they can get sort of the full flood. You know? Yeah, and I think it depends on the contact. And there's stuff in between. It's like Desmond got sort of little flashes, but maybe it really kicked in when he found Penny. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I think like with Charlie, you know, he was unconscious on the plane and he saw a vision of of uh, Claire, but he didn't have memories of the island, you know, yeah. concrete memories of the island and definitely didn't know about the fact that they were dead. So I think... I think I think the stages are you know it, it's about the, the the amount of contact and the specific uh, catalyst. You know Desmond Desmond might be the catalyst for Ben to remember to get some memories, but he's not the catalyst for Ben to realize he's dead. Right. You know necessarily. So the same with Jack. You know Jack and Locke might you know Locke might be able to trigger some stuff in Jack, but but it's but it's uh, you know Christian's coffin that that gives Jack the ultimate uh, trigger. Right. I don't think we see Ben realize he's dead. I don't think we do either. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we get to, to that point. I don't deleted scene maybe, or <laughs> I don't I don't know what his, you know, I, I was trying to do this for people, try to look and see what would be the catalyst for certain people who we didn't see the catalyst for. Mm-hmm. I would have to imagine 
with 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 uh, Ben. I mean, what was what was Ben's? What's the biggest emotional thing for Ben? You know, I mean, obviously Alex getting killed, something like that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I don't even know. I can't even think of all the stuff Ben has been through. But uh, but you know, I feel like it, it would have to be something sort of specific to make him really get that get that trigger. And it, you know, obviously it wasn't seeing Alex. He knew her for years or something. Right. It wasn't seeing Rousseau. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe, uh, and it wasn't seeing Locke, you know, cause you'd think him seeing Locke would be enough or something, but, uh, uh, or maybe, if, maybe if they touched or something that would have triggered it, but they never touched each other. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But he clearly knows by the end. He definitely knows by the end. Yeah. So I think we just have to say something happened off screen where he found out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I would expect it to be, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, like like with Sun and Jin, I would expect it to be Sun and Jin, but it was actually the sonogram yeah. that woke them up. Yeah, it was seeing G. Yeon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I found a little surprising since they both died <laughs> leaving their child as an orphan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little weird. Well, you know, what's weird about that is, Ji Young should be in the afterlife too, because everybody dies. Yeah. So she should have been there, but maybe the point is, you know, she's got to find her own people to move on with. When, yeah. You know, she grows up and lives and becomes an adult and gets her own friends and and uh, loved ones. So, you know, it's just, it's just not her parents who are the ones she she needs. It's other people she will come to know or something. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's sort of what's going on with Aaron, because Sun is supposed to be pregnant, you know, and they have a sonogram with her. And so it's like that's sort of her G. Yon, and I guess, you know, Claire mm-hmm. gets her Aaron. But yeah. sort of the real Aaron is has got his own thing going on. Yeah, it's interesting. They don't, you know, I guess Sun takes her fetus with her, but, um, <laughs> but you know, Claire doesn't take Aaron. Does she and, really not uh, have the baby? Does the baby like disappear or something? You no, know, I I don't think she has a baby. I I'd have to go back and look to be one hundred percent, but I'm ninety five percent sure she didn't have the baby with her. Okay. Uh, I'd have to go look again, but um, yeah, I you know, too. and I think that might mean something in terms of you know our point of you know those people have to go get their own stuff. You know, maybe right. that's why David didn't come. Besides the fact that he's probably not real, but you know. <laughs> In whatever sense he is real, it would make sense he doesn't come because he's not ready to move on, you know. Yeah, well, and he's not he's not from the life yeah, that yeah, they all yeah. shared together. Yeah. You know, for from all they knew, as Locke said, he you know Jack didn't have a son. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, <laughs> that sort of that sort of explains uh, why he why he wasn't there. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to uh I'm trying to look at this at this scene to see if I can see if I I can. see oh oh Charlie's got oh Charlie's got something in his hand. Yeah, I, I, I saw a fuzzy head. I think the baby's there. I saw Charlie have something in his hand but it was it was hard to make out. I went, oh yeah, Charlie's so got a baby. Yeah, he's got a baby. <laughs> so they are taking the baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Aaron right. is sort of there, but I just, for me, if that's Aaron, it just not. blows. That blows his purgatory. You're just a fucking baby, 
and, nice. and most of the time he's a fetus. Like I, I don't know. To me, that's sort of like uh, I don't even know what to make of that. That that's why the flash sideways is weird. I feel like he should have disappeared or something. I don't know. You know, if I have to say anything about that, I would just say when they walk through the light, Aaron's not going to be there with them. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just the constructs that they have is fine, but. There, he's not going to be able to move on with them because he's he's a baby and it's not really him. Because Aaron is really, you know, well, I guess he's really dead, but in terms of the show on the island or in the real world, he's, you know, what, four or three or five or two. Yeah. I don't know how he is. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I'm And I'm assuming that Claire and probably Kate, too, will eventually, like, make contact with him again. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I would expect Claire to sort of try to be a mother again. And, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd expect her to form some kind of relationship, but somehow it's the island stuff that matters, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's, totally. that's the other part of this that I'm I'm having a hard time buying. Like, it's the stuff that matters to me, the stuff from the island, which is the stuff on the show. But, like, for some of these characters – it just it just strikes me as odd that their most important experiences are the stuff from the show and not like all the other stuff they had in their in their backgrounds. I mean, I feel like a lot of that stuff should have been more significant to them, and and like some of their lives after the island. Like it just I don't know, but mm-hmm. that's that's it. Just strikes me as odd to sort of call that sort of in their afterlife. That's all they need is their stuff from the island. It doesn't matter all the other attachments they had. Well, maybe you could maybe you could say that you know their previous their their pre island events got them to the island, so it matters to that extent. Mm-hmm. But that the island is the most important part. The island events is the most important part. But that the the pre island stuff is important and the post island stuff is important, but just not as important as the island stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean. At what point in their lives were they ever under as much stress and, and uh, you know, pending danger and needing to be as, as um, you know, industrious and uh, and having, as, you know, as strong a survival skills as they did on the island, you know. You just, you just you know, normal life isn't isn't what they went through on the island. So, you know, it's, it's, it's reality to 11. Right. Smoke monsters. <laughs> right. Right. Um I yeah, I I see that. And you're just never going to forget the period of your life, you know, when you look back and your youth, you know, when I was time traveling on the island, you know, like if you if you can say stuff like that, then it's, you know, it's important to you no matter what happens afterwards. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, uh, what else with this stuff? Yeah, I don't know how he knew about the coffin, but like I said before, I guess I'll I'll say some something to do with Christian, you know. And the fact that you know Christian wasn't even in the coffin, it's almost like you know uh, Desmond could have made this up, you know. Not that he did make it up, but I'm saying if he wanted to sort of fool Jack or something. You know, just get a coffin and say, hey, this is your dad's coffin. Right. Well, if he even knew his dad's coffin was supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think we're given any reason to think he would know that. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, he could have done that. But we saw that he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw he didn't. It's just just the, you know, if he wanted wanted to be. 
conference already broken down automatically in Jesus. five minutes to extend like the time by 60 hours, minutes. Hours. Press star eight. No more? They wouldn't give me another one. Fine. Lame. It's just, yeah, it's just, I know it's been a while, but it's like we're on scene one. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, to, we're getting told they're going to break us down. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so, I don't know how Desmond knew about the, about the, uh, the coffin. Yeah, so I'm taking that as evidence that he knows he knows more than we've been he's he knows more than the Desmond we've seen know and he knows more than he knows more than his own background tells him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think he's got some some link with that world that is very special. Yes. Yes, and it, it seems to, it seems to be. I'm not sure exactly. I, I want to throw in the fact that I think another thing that we get from the end of this episode is that somehow when Widmore put Desmond in that machine, he got transported to after his life was over. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really amazing. I can't believe they did. That. Is it? It that happens every day. How <laughs> <laughs> so many times I accidentally go to the afterlife? It's just, you know, you make a wrong turn on the freeway, and there you are. No, no, it is crazy that that, that it, he sent them to the afterlife. It's almost like he he, he sort of killed them or put them in this state of uh, suspended death. And uh, uh, I guess for the few seconds he was unconscious or something, and, uh, and, and yeah, Desmond was there. Right. It is weird. And it seems like Desmond also, like, that sort of explains Desmond's behavior on the island. Mm-hmm. That he, I don't know what to say exactly, because it seems like he didn't fully understand it, but it's like he understood that at some point he would end up there. Yeah. You know, and so whatever happened, he was willing to go along with because he knew the end point would be being there and he was happy there or something. Yeah, exactly. I think he knew. I think, yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to say he knew that he was dead, but I think he, you know, or you know, that that place, that that those events took place after he was dead. But I think he knew that, yeah, he would end up in this place, and he thought if he went to the brightest point of the light in the in the cave at the source, that uh, that that would that would take him to that place, and uh, it didn't. Yes. Because it had to do with you being dead. Right. That was the that was the part he didn't he didn't realize. Mhm. So that's why he didn't know it was, it was the afterlife. But yeah. he did somehow know that he would end up there. Mhm. You know, not well, really I sure. Think he, yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely wanted to go back. He was he he thought yeah. that would be the place we, he would go back to once uh, once he touched the light and all that. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he even knew that they were going to go to a place with light. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so it's 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 a little bit nebulous exactly what he knew, but that that is our explanation for Desmond's strange behavior. Yeah. Um, 
It's so simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I thought it was so crazy. Because you didn't know the answers? I guess so. Like, now that I look at the answer, it's like, well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> for that, I was like, he's crazy. Something fried his brain. <laughs> I don't understand this, Desmond. See, just because a character says something doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't no, trust no, Zoe. but we were Don't given contradictory Zoe. evidence, so it doesn't pass my test of believing it. Mm-hmm. So, so I, 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 I think it still works, even though, yeah, she was wrong. I, I, mean, I basically knew she was wrong because that's just a lame answer. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't say fried. It's just I didn't know. I didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. So it seemed crazy. All right. Anything else for this opening part? Uh, yeah, I um, uh, uh, this is the first we get about okay. What uh, what they're gonna do is is leave. That's what Desmond's mm-hmm. trying to get everyone together to do. They want to leave the island. Oh wait, wrong episode. <laughs> wrong, wrong timeline. Season. Wrong. Yeah, wrong, uh, yeah. wrong universe or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a, that was a weird thing. It was paralleling like Man in Black's mission. Mm-hmm. Like we want to leave, and I really feel like to a certain extent they're playing with us because we don't know at this point what we're watching. Yeah. So it's like, oh, are they gonna are they gonna go back to the original timeline or something? Like, are they gonna are they gonna leave and go to somewhere else? Like, we don't really know. We don't really know what he's talking about. Totally. At this point, and so again, I, I, I'll, as disappointed as I am with what they eventually told us, I, for me it was just there was something, there was something ecstatic about about the buildup. It was it was I when they especially at the end of the last episode when they when when uh, when Desmond arranged the payoff and put him in cars and we're going to a concert. I, that was great. I love that mm-hmm. stuff. That was so exciting to me. It was, it, there was, the possibilities seemed endless, and my illusions hadn't been shattered yet. Mm-hmm. I long for those days. <laughs> but I guess what I'm trying to do is appreciate it, even though the final answer is not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, normally that ruins things for me, and in a way it did ruin it for me. But there, there was, I love the music they used, too, the little like mysterious Desmond music. Yeah, I think that's really good stuff. Yeah, I liked. Um, it, it's interesting looking back at Desmond's plan and all this stuff, and knowing that they're trying to leave. It definitely gives you a different take on what's going on. And you know, no one can tell you, you know, where or whatever he says. And I'm like, Morpheus, you uh, know, that was such a Morpheus lie. It is a Morpheus line. You can tell me we're dead and we we're trying to move on to the next line. I understand I won't believe it, but you can tell me that. <laughs> it's really not that hard to explain. No. Christian basically explains it to Jack at the end. Yep. <laughs> no one can tell you. No one can tell you, but here, just listen to Christian. <laughs> one of these days I'm going to write something and I'm going to say, no one can tell you X, Y, Z, and then no one's going to tell that person that ever. <laughs> I know I'm gonna I'm gonna you know break ground mm-hmm. break new ground. 
that will be groundbreaking because it really seems like the reason they have people say that is like they're building up anticipation you know it's so yeah. crazy no one can even explain it to you mm-hmm. you know and then, and then like, they'll show it and then they'll have someone explain it <laughs> exactly but then it's like whatever they're going to show us they thought of it it's possible to explain it so <laughs> So it's like you can't you can't I, I feel like it's hard to deliver on that unless like you said you just don't show us anything. Mhm. You know, it's like I I can't explain this to you and and then you don't just see the explanation. Yeah. You know, so I I yeah, that's <sighs> It was definitely weird rewatching the episode sort of knowing where it's going. Oh, totally. But initially I was like, "Oh shit, ah, something crazy." Can't wait. <laughs> uh, the adventures. It's, I don't know. Very exciting. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, they throw in Kate's little line laughing at Christian's name. Uh, that was uh, a little bit of a hint. Uh, and also the show acknowledging that his name is kind of weird sounding when you just say it. Yeah, I never thought there was anything weird with Christian Shepherd and then then Kate says it and I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess that is weird. And, uh, you know, Shepherd and Christ and Yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. It it never bothered me before, but mm-hmm. yeah, and especially because of the role he plays at the end, it's sort of you know, leading them all shepherding the flock into the light. Yeah, in a exactly. church, in a fucking church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like they planned that from the beginning. It is. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So who knows? They might have. Like I said, I mean, the thing that makes me believe them is it's the kind of stuff they could write without knowing a lot of the details of the show. Yeah. You know, and that makes it more plausible because I don't think they knew a lot of the details of what spun out in the story, but this ending really could apply to just about anything they fill in in the middle. Any TV show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a perfectly generic kind of thing that you can just plug in anywhere. With a TV show with a group of people who have problems, and that that's pretty much all TV shows, like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's... I think that's one of the disappointing things, but it, it does make me believe it's at least possible they had this at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I just wish they changed it. <laughs> I don't care if they had it from the beginning, personally. That's never been something that I need to know. Yeah. You know, Unless it was something great, you know, like, whoa, like, they planned all this out and got to this crazy ending, you know, like, that would be something. But if it's, you know... Like you said, if it's something where the middle doesn't really matter, then it's, I think, less impressive. Yes. You know. Yes, yes. Right. I mean, it would be cool if, like you said, it all falls into place. I was like, aha, the plan. I can see it all. But mm-hmm. I don't. I knew we weren't going to get that, basically, because I was already convinced yeah. that wasn't true. So for me, I just wanted a sort of story that was good, you know, regardless of whether it was there from the beginning or not. You know, I wouldn't want them to just go with what they had planned from the beginning because it was from the beginning rather than something that might be a better story. Here's a quick question. 
You think Man in Black is in the afterlife? <laughs> it's worried you might ask that question. <laughs> 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 um, well, you know, I'm going to have to say maybe, although, yeah, possibly. Jacob might be on that list, too. Possibly. I kind of want Man and Drap. Man and Drap? I want Man in Black to be trapped on the island. Mm, okay. If Michael is. Man in Black better not get into fucking heaven if Michael can't go. <laughs> I, I, I just, this far, no further. Yeah. Let Michael in first, and then Man in Black can go. And Jacob, you know, sort of the same story. So that line Man in Black told Kate when he, you know, Locke told Kate, uh, you know, my mother was crazy and I had growing pains because of that. That looks like so not the way I thought it was going to be when they actually showed it or what they showed of his growing up. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It gives you a very different impression Mm -hmm. than what it actually turned out to be. I mean, it's, it's sort of true. It kind of works. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, it's, uh, cause she wasn't stark raving insane. You could hold a conversation with her, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, uh, and really like her insanity only came out over particular issues. Yeah. You know, um, for the most part to me, she behaved like a normal person. Yeah, for the most part, she was she was seemingly normal. You know, the killing of their mother and uh, and some of the some of the other stuff she did was a little was definitely the crazy stuff. Wonky, yeah, yeah. Well, when it came to replacing herself and protecting the island, she definitely that was the crazy side. Mm-hmm. Crazy mama. But yeah, no, totally. That I really expected to see. I expected to see some story with Man Black and this just this totally insane person, mm-hmm. you know, and having to grow up with her and and how how difficult that was and it just it, yeah it wasn't really like that. Yeah, he he really kind of like well I guess he well when did he he left when he was a kid so it's like he didn't really grow up with her for you know ten years or something and then he left and he was hanging out with the humans for thirty years and then right. he became immortal so. Yeah, yeah. So most I mean, of his growing wasn't even with her. Well, I mean, I think the important. I mean, I think he left when he was about thirteen or something like that. So I know the the key formative years were with her. Um, although the adolescent years matter too, but I think a lot of child development is sort of earlier. So I, I I think it's enough for her to have an effect on him. Yeah, but I mean, the crazy stuff she did seemed to be was most later. of it after that. I mean. Uh, the big one was the killing of the mother, but that's, you know, that's first. But Yeah, right, right. And he didn't find out about that until he was 13 or so. Mm-hmm. So so that didn't really give him growing pains. Yeah. You know, before he knew about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, I feel like that that is very <laughs> it's, – it's not exactly a lie, but it's somehow not exactly true either. Mm-hmm. It's. I feel like it's the kind of thing they threw in there, and 
I I don't really know what to make of it. If they're just yeah, I mean they he, he was seemingly making seemingly making a point about Claire. Yeah. Well now Aaron has a crazy mind too, and it's like, well, what did it really come to? Claire Claire sort of uh, wondering if she could be a good mother, and Kate saying, you know, none of us are, and then that's it, and they try to go, and then they get home. So yeah. It, it seemed like something was going to come of that, you know, but it really didn't. Nothing really happened there. No, no, that didn't pan out at all. I, yeah, and I thought he was drawing a comparison between Aaron and himself. I don't see that comparison at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like his big problem was really just that he was trapped on the island. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you take that away, I think Man in Black is okay. He might be a little bit of an unpleasant person at times, but he's, you know, no worse than any other human Yeah, is, for the most part, you know. He could have been fine. So, it, it's, I mean, Aaron, Aaron doesn't have that problem at all. He got off the island when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. So, and he's he's going to grow up. I mean, he might have problems with the fact that his mother wasn't there for a while, or he's going to be told he had the person he thought was his mother wasn't. I mean, that might be a little weird. But well, he might turn into Jack Nicholson. What? <laughs> what? You know Jack Nicholson, the actor. Yeah. Are you familiar? I uh, know. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, did you hear about his his childhood? He grew up um I believe it was he grew up thinking his uh oh, what is it? I think he grew up thinking his the woman he thought was his mother, I think was his aunt or something like that, and oh. the woman he thought was his actual mother he he thought was the woman that was his actual mother he he thought it was his grandmother. It's something like that where the oh. women, his mom chose to be have a different role in his life, than, and and some other family member switched, and he he was like, and he was very praised as a kid. You know, he was given a lot of attention in uh, in uh, what is it was it called? Uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word when you praise kids? You know, support and you know convince them that they're good. Uh, Approval, game on okay, approval yes, or something, yes. and um, which I think bo- boosted his ego. But uh, but I think yeah, at some point when he's adult or something like that, I hope I'm not making this up. I heard this. I read. I heard this on his biography. No, uh, now that you're that, saying it, it sounds familiar. I yeah, just forgot he, about he, it. Yeah, he, he learned he learned the truth when he was an adult, and it kind of messed him up. So I that, see. that was the reference. Okay, okay, that's why Aaron will turn into Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Because he'll be like ah. This one Thanks a good actor. Wasn't my mommy. And yeah, a really good actor. Really good, really scary actor. But yeah, um Yeah, that whole that all that stuff didn't really come to much. It was a little disappointing. You know, Locke's whole relationship to Claire didn't really come to much. I I still don't understand why he was so protective of her. No, they definitely uh they definitely left that dangling. Um, I almost wish I could see the deleted scene with him and Claire. Like, maybe there's something in there. Um, Probably not, but <laughs> uh, it would be nice. Uh, I guess maybe we will see it eventually. Because that was, that was basically their last scene together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. It's so we'll really, have to do another podcast when the when all that stuff comes out. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, we will. Um uh, it yeah because he specifically picked Claire out, 
And it really seems to me like Claire was just Claire was just one of those. You know, she could have left as easily as anyone else. Mm-hmm. Did you know? So I I don't I. It, it seems totally arbitrary that he that he just picked her out and said, "Okay, I'm going to keep you on the islands." Yeah. Of all the people, I, I, I that's leave weird. your baby behind. I'm going to take you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't I don't know what to make of that. So okay, l- real quick, let me let me let me play Smokey real quick. Uh, so if I'm the smoke monster, I'm trying to get off the island. Um, wow. Rawr. Uh, whistle, whistle, clank, clank. <laughs> um, I, he, he, you know, I think the, I think it's a safe bet he was doing it to to manipulate her for some reason for his own gains. Maybe he want, you know, he he appeared to her as Christian, so maybe he wanted uh, her as a backup plan for his whole loophole with Locke. Maybe, you know, maybe he was thinking, okay, if if this thing with Locke doesn't work, maybe he, maybe his long-term plan with Claire would be to use her to try to kill Jacob too. If Locke, if the 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 Locke thing didn't work with Ben and all that, mm-hmm. maybe he wanted a you know a second a plan B. Right. You know, right. Just go yeah. kill Jacob. He has your baby or something. You know, something like that. Eventually. Right. Although right. she's the one who left him behind, so <laughs> I still I still I still don't know how to explain that. Yeah, yeah, they never really addressed it. No one ever told Claire that her mother was out of a coma and that she had the baby. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's really... <laughs> well, I guess no one had to tell her because she's going to find out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, she is. But, yeah, I, I mean, they even had a scene with Kate, and I, just the numerous times where I just thought it would come up. But, uh mm-hmm. Yeah, Kate, Kate could have told her when she's, uh, you know, when Kate goes to to, to rescue uh, Clara from the the little hole in the temple right before Smokey comes in. Yeah. You know, when Kate when Kate's dangling on that uh, on that ladder, she could have told Clara, "Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. I know Smokey's right here, but as well as you know." Yeah, yeah, these details should matter, and I think mm-hmm. in the end, with the way they portrayed her, they definitely would have worked. Yeah. You know? I mean, they would have had some kind of impact. Um, and uh, it just it, it just looks to me like they they just dropped the ball with Claire. Like uh, I think they did. Yeah, I'm just thinking about Claire's last couple of story points, and it just she was just really a pawn for everybody. Like yeah, you know, I mean, Kate like Kate convinced her to come with them when they were stealing the boat that Locke wanted, and so that you know that works. But like, there was never any point where like, for instance. Claire learned the truth about Aaron or something, and then she then did something. You know, she turned right. on Locke, or she, you know, like she actually did anything based on stuff she found out. She was just kind of like sitting around all the time waiting for people to to convince her to do things. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, that's not much of a character. No. She started off strong, but, but, uh, she quickly degenerated. Yeah. Um, and at least, I, at least I felt like Saeed got a little bit of an arc after he started to sort of fade away. Mm-hmm. You know, they at least gave him the little scene with Desmond and, um, uh, and then the, the redemption on the submarine. Yeah. 
you know, that was that was good enough for me uh, to track out where he's at. Um, totally. And but with with Claire, I, it was just she just seems to sort of be all over the place, and I never really understood her character very well. And I just I, it, I the only cool thing about it for me was just I don't know if I mentioned this when we talked about the uh, the candidate. But, you know, Claire, the reason she didn't get in the sub was basically she was shooting at the uh, at Widmore's people, you know, mm-hmm. sort of protecting the submarine. And, like, just the fact that Claire's at a point in her life where she can actually play a combat role mm-hmm. is kind of awesome. Like, I, I appreciate that she actually got to that point. Like, if you told me Claire's going to be, like, yeah. the last one out there shooting at people who are, mm-hmm. who are shooting at the lasties, is, you know, that would have blown me away. Well, Add add to that making traps in the jungle and that's killing too. others, you yes. know, with axes. So yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, that too. Yeah, just the fact that she she was sort of combat capable is sort of amazing, and I it was cool that they took her character to that level, even if they didn't really pay it off very well at all. So you're telling me people can be useful when they don't have to deal with babies? Is that what you're saying <laughs> that they're trying to tell us? Whether they're trying to tell us that or not, yes. <laughs> So, you know, real quick, you know, and we're God, we're going to have so many of these conversations about now, you know, looking back, now that it's over, we can So, the claiming thing. I don't, you know, I don't want to get into oh, it too long here cuz there's plenty of time after the scene by scene, but Yes. Uh, but I got to say there was no cohesive explanation for any of that claiming stuff and and no. I chalk it up to people interpreting things. <laughs> You see somebody wake up from the dead, you assume they're cl- claimed by somebody evil. You know, Locke never took ownership of the claiming of anyone. You know, yes. and uh, or even or even seemed to be aware that he had any involvement. You know, it's one thing if he didn't do it, but it's another thing for him to not even be aware that he's involved in it. You know, that's guess that's a sort of subtly different point. And um, and again, I have to say, I feel like. Why does Dogen believe in the claiming thing, you know, and it's just him experience you know, of course there's the sort of scale test. There's that you right. know, the, the the test that they gave people. I don't know how much emphasis you can put on that because, you know, what what does that stuff even do? But if you believe what he says it does, you know, then they then they have this sort of good and bad uh results. Um but it just seemed like to me, you know, they were just they were just trying to explain what they saw, you know. And they say, oh, well, he's claimed. <laughs> claimed by evil, you know. Right. Right. I guess, uh, yeah, I I can live with that. I think, um, I think the machine, yeah, I, it's always been weird to me. And uh, I guess I'll believe that Dogen just thought the machine – and it might even be that the machine measures good and evil, and really it's just yeah. He's just saying. I'll, people- I'll believe that. But here, here, here's here's a test that I would like to, or, or the scenario that I would pose is like, okay, did he just believe Claire was claimed by evil because she seemed to a be claimed, and b the test says she's evil. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if if it was someone else, if he captured Jack or something, and for whatever reason thought Jack was claimed, and then tested Jack, would he say Jack is claimed by good, or would he say Jack is not claimed? Right. You know, and I feel like, yeah, Claire might have been evil, or the, the test might accurately say she's bad, 
regardless of if she really is, but the test might say that. And then I feel like, okay, well, he would put two and two together and say, well, evil did this. You know, she's bad and she's whatever. Or Louis Said, who, obvi- who he saw come back from the dead, you know, uh, you know, this guy is bad. He's back from the dead. There's an evil man out there who's trying to do things. Okay, this evil man did it. Right. You yeah. Know? So I'd like, yeah, I basically wonder, like, what if you hooked up? And it, it seems to me like it's at a particular time. Like, people can be sort of good and evil and kind of, you know, go through, uh, go through, I would guess, sort of stages where the scale goes different ways. Um, yeah, depending- that's... That's something to talk about. <laughs> um, but I, I would wonder, like, if you pop Ben in there or Kiwi or somebody like that, who's sort of bad, but not, clearly not claimed by some supernatural force, mm-hmm. just bad of their own accord, bad by the deeds they do. Um, you know, if the scale says they're evil, then it seems to me like it's really just measuring the person's worth somehow or something. And. Uh, and so he just concluded that, you know, somehow that's the explanation for it. Now, as for uh, Danielle's team, it could be that, um, you know, the interpretation I've read, which sort of works, is she, you know, Danielle was under stress or something from what happened. She thought that her team was behaving crazily, and she shot a couple of them, and Robert uh tried to shoot her because he thought she was insane and mm-hmm. uh, she would try to kill him at any moment or, or whatever. And, and basically, uh, you know, th- there was no claiming actually happened. They, you know, Danielle just kind of freaked out. And, you know, that would be sort of the original th- theory about what might have happened with mm-hmm. Rousseau. And that would sort of explain, you know, why, why, why although Robert is behaving in a way that doesn't seem consistent, you know, um, he's still not necessarily claimed by some supernatural force, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you know, based on what the show has shown us with people, they, so I could go two ways. No, I can probably go more than that. There's two ways I'm looking at. One okay. is one is claiming does not exist. <laughs> it was just complete a complete fabrication. I can live with that. Main reason I can live with that is it's not a huge deal on the show. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly minor issue. I can live with it. In fact, my original theory was that the sickness doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. it's, sort of, it's sort of going back to, so I'm happy with that answer. That's fine. Answer number two is um, Rousseau's team actually was claimed. That's a real idea. And Dogen was just wrong about Saeed and Claire. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the other possible answer. Yeah, and I also want to throw in there, part of the confusion could be that they originally wanted it to be, you know, Smokey appearing to Rousseau as these people. And then, of course, doesn't make any sense when she shoots them and they die and they have bodies sitting there, you right. know, when they actually have to show it. Right. Right. So that could be part of it, too. You know, we did, yeah, because, I mean, you know, I, I, wait, was, did so Rousseau, but see, that's weird. Rousseau couldn't have shot everybody. Montan was down in the in the, in the the temple hole. Oh, she didn't shoot Montan. So she definitely didn't shoot him, but it's supposed to be the other two guys or something she shot? Yeah. Or, it, or, or it, three. It was, I don't know how many other guys there were. I think I think there was at least, because I remember there being two bodies on the beach, and then there's Robert. Oh, okay. So there was five people total. And then there's Montan. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about that, but there's at least at least five people. And there's also Nadine who the smoke monster killed. 
Nadine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she was the one who disappeared, and they realized, you know, that that's when they realized they were under attack. I forgot about her. Yeah, she's forgettable. Yeah, I mean, the idea of a darkness growing inside of them, you know, I think that has something to do with the light, and that makes some sort of sense with Smokey, and, uh, like, like the ideas are there that it almost makes sense, but... Um, but just from what we've seen, and the, it just doesn't doesn't make any sense. Like I, I don't I don't see how Claire could have been could have been claimed. Like, you know, well I I guess claimed in the sense you know Claire can be claimed in the sense she's working for Smokey. You know she's under his influence because he's literally influencing her to do things, not supernaturally, just by virtue of conversation. Yes. Um, yeah, Saeed, but Saeed, yeah, they were saying that Saeed was claimed without even meeting Smokey. Yeah, and they, and then of course they said it was the same with Claire. So it's like, yeah, you know, they're 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 making those things exactly the same. Where you know he didn't even meet Smokey. There's apparently a darkness growing inside of him, but like, but Claire did meet Smokey first. Mm-hmm. So she was under his influence before they tested her. Whether whereas Saeed was not. Yeah. So I think I think being under the influence of is definitely part of the story. And yes. I guess it's up to interpretation whether you want to make that supernatural or not. It's it's hard for me to believe, you know, without saying that he just he, he thought he thought Rousseau was crazy. Even still, it's hard for me to say that Robert is going to shoot his pregnant wife just because a man black talked him into it. Mhm. You know, that's, I don't know. To, yeah. me, to, me, to me, you need a little a little more there than just being persuasive. Yeah. I, I would say that, you know, if Robert was going to shoot Russo because he thought he had to protect himself, maybe he thought since, you know, maybe he thought the baby would still be okay, you know, like he could sort of give a post-humus C-section. <laughs> Or something like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember how far along she was, but she was pretty far along. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's too gruesome to even think about. But um, <laughs> but maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe he thought he wasn't necessarily would be killing the baby or something, uh, too. Um, but, um, yeah. And, you know, this is, uh, I don't like unraveling these things and, and going, well, maybe the claiming didn't happen. And it's just like, well, that's not fun. <laughs> You know, it's like uh, I don't, I don't know how to view that Rousseau stuff anymore. It's like, well, okay, let's think big picture. <laughs> let's not think of, let's not put in little like. Let's just think. Okay, so we got, we got Rousseau's team, Saeed and Claire. Okay, what do they have in common? Not a lot. In the case of Claire and Rousseau's team, they both had contact with Smokey. Okay, they both had contact with Smokey. So Saeed doesn't that doesn't apply to. Okay, no. Um, Saeed died, that doesn't apply to the rest of the group. Right. Um uh, Unless off screen Smokey killed them all and Yeah, and Claire died said. and they they never really answered that either. Yeah. But you know what? She left the island with Kate, you know. Oh, she good point. Well, 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 no, no, no. The theory is that she died and came back to life like Saeed. Oh. So she was alive, thinking... but she died for some time. Mm-hmm. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, and since Rousseau's team was attacked, 
You know, it's, it seems at least plausible that something like that happened to them, but that may not be a prerequisite for the claiming thing. Yeah. That may just be, I don't know. I don't know what. That may be a different issue. It definitely seems to be a prerequisite unless you talk to Smokey. I don't want to believe you You can't, you know, he can just be claimed and you never talked to him or died. Okay. That seems that seems weird. It seems like he can just claim anyone he wants. Then. There does seem to be a connection between Smokey and dead people. Yeah. A connection that he doesn't have with live people. So, yeah, the idea that death would be required or he has to directly try to influence you, that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder, could it have been that Smokey took the form of Roberts? You know, the same way he looks like Locke, and and that way he has corporeal form. And, but then when she shoots him, like, I don't know what. He just pretends to be shot, and... <laughs> Well, I feel like I feel like since he's just looking like the person, then you know, then he can be shot, maybe. But then I don't know how to explain why the body is still there. Well, that's what he's doing with Locke. Yeah, but with Locke, he's you know he's transformed and he's done. You know, like something there is real. I think it's as real as the other apparitions. Really? Yeah. I think they're all equally real. I think Locke, you know, he got stuck in that form when Jacob died, and so he couldn't he couldn't use another form. But I think if another form could have gotten him access to Jacob and all that, was the leader of the other stuff like that, he he would have been been able to you know do do them. I mean, I think he picked Locke because he's what he needed for the plan. But he's appearing as Locke in the same way he appeared as everyone else. That's my theory. Yeah, I mean, I buy that, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like I want to I want to get some difference between when he just appears as an apparition versus versus when you know Locke is, he's looking like Locke and then Jacob dies and he's stuck like Locke. You know, I don't know. For me, it, he seems more real, but maybe maybe it's just the same. Because the apparitions to me always seem you know did they would you know would they leave footprints you know. I think so. Yeah. I mean, okay. they should. What I'm saying, with what, with what I'm saying, they should. Yeah. And, and I, I think, I mean, it came across as supernatural because we didn't really know what we were dealing with. But I think, uh, uh, I think that's, you know, when it's smoky, sometimes it's Hurley's ghost, and those are different. You know, yeah. I don't think you could shoot them. Um, but, uh, but in the case of the the smoky apparitions, uh, uh, I think, uh, I think, yeah, they're they're sort of really there. All right, well, I don't know. I don't know what sense to make of the claiming stuff. Okay, well, it's it's hard to, um, but it will be on the list of unanswered questions, I'm sure. So, oh, yeah. Maybe by the end of this we can come to some final conclusion. Yeah. I doubt it. But we'll That's think. what we should do with the answers. We should just answer them. Be like, you know... Give a final answer to the unanswered answers. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah no, that, uh, that's one of the things I want to do at some point on this podcast, go through the yeah. unanswered questions. And we'll answer them. And we'll answer them. <laughs> and we'll just have to do the best we can, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
I have a couple theories, but I'll try to think about what my final theory is going to be. Um, so, yeah, the uh, claiming thing. For me, disappointment. Uh, I like that they tried to address it. Um, I just wish they had gone all the way with it and sort of committed to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it feels like it feels like they showed us stuff and and they tried to really make it believable and then they pulled back and they it was like we want our characters back. Yeah. You know, we don't want we don't want a mindless zombie and and an insane person to to be our characters at the end. Yeah, but it seems like you can have both, right? Like, there can be a darkness growing inside them, but if they choose to ignore it or choose to fight it, then they could get, you know, that almost seems like what happened to, with Saeed, at least. You know, like, he he was doing this stuff for Locke, he couldn't feel anything, and then and then Locke asked him to do something, and he realizes he shouldn't do it, you know, killing Desmond, and then, he's, then he seems to be fighting it more. He seems to be more like normal Saeed, you know, for the little bit of screen time he has left, you know. Yeah. So it seems like it seems like you know if they wanted to tell us, it seems like they could have had both if they wanted to, you know. And maybe maybe they didn't go that way. Maybe they just like you said pulled back without trying to have both and just said, well, screw the first part. We just want the second part. But, yeah. 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 Because I think they didn't even have anyone bring it up again, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it became it became very. You know, like, even that line with Jack, like, when Kate tells him, Saeed's different now, he's like, I guess we're all different now. <laughs> Jack was not listening to her. <laughs> he was in his own world when she said that. I know. And it's just, She's I, like, I guess we're all different now. No, Kate, you don't look fat. <laughs> like, what, Jack? I'm talking about this other thing. No, honey, you look great in that dress. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, um, exactly. And I just, yeah, it sort of, it got to a point where, you know, being claimed was relative, and you're only as claimed as you want to be. <laughs> and it's just like... Well, isn't that true? Uh, and it's just like, I don't know, okay, if, if that's true, then I guess I have to live with it. And it looks like that's what the show's telling me, or, or that it doesn't exist at all, and that it was just something that Dogen thought was going on. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, there there was that idea out there of a sickness, um, you know, and Rousseau seemed to experience something similar, and um, it seemed like Dharma maybe even had that idea out there. I don't know, um, but uh, uh, in the end, it's it's hard. It's hard to put it all together. Yeah, and if Dogen is predicating his diagnosis on Saeed, uh, uh, he's predicating that on. Um... Um, Claire, it's like, well, does he have any other examples prior to Claire of this actually happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Claire's not the best example to use if you're trying to compare her to Saeed, you know, and as far as we can tell, unless she really did die, you know? Right, right, yeah. So does the, you know, does his version of claiming have, is she the first one he can say that he's met that's claimed or are there other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I, he was lying. Or he was lying. <laughs> he just told that to Jack for whatever reason. He did lie quite a bit, though. He, he really token. wanted Saeed to be dead, though. He did. He definitely wanted Saeed to be dead. I, I think the, the truth thing he said was I think would be best 
best for us all if you were dead or whatever he said. Yeah. Like, I, I think he believes that. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I feel like it wasn't a lie for him. Like he really thought he really thought there was something there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but he might have been wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like he got that idea from somewhere. I can't imagine he just sort of made that up out of whole cloth, especially considering he had equipment. Um, so I don't know where he would have gotten that from exactly. Um, see, the problem is no one else talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we never, we never got to hear like, what are Richard's thoughts on claiming? You know, what, uh, what does Ben have to say about claim? Have you heard of it? Do you know what it is? Have you talked to Dogen about it? Mm-hmm. We, we never got that stuff. Uh, and I'd be curious, do they, have they ever heard of this? Uh, do they do they know what it could mean? I you know, you just you get it from this one character who very quickly dies, and so that's sort of frustrating. It's like yeah, it's like I'll I'll never really know what the status of that idea was among the others, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. They might have called it something else. You know, is is that what the sickness is? You know, I I. Oh, the sickness. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. I mean, it looks to me like it looks to me like there's definitely similarities with what Russo experienced and she was the originator of the idea of the sickness. So mm-hmm. it looks to me like those are the same idea. Um but uh whether it's real or not, I feel like is the question. Uh, well, I think it gets muddled with the idea of the purge. You know, oh. the idea of, of needing to quarantine the hats because of the purge. And, and uh, you know, oh. I, feel like, I feel like the word sickness might have gotten used for other meanings than the original. No, you're right. You're totally right. Um, yeah, Dharma might have, like, the whole thing with Desmond and the vaccine and mm-hmm. Claire and the baby mm-hmm. and all that shit, that, that might be totally unrelated to this claim. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But Rousseau's thing, I think, is related. Yeah. And that was the original sickness. The OG sickness. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, okay. Well, we've wondered a bit from the scene. Um, All right, back to scene one. Go. <laughs> any any other um, any other thoughts you'd like to elaborate on for an hour about this first scene? No, no, no. I think uh, doesn't says let me show you. What does Christian say at the very end? Something about you. I thought, oh, I don't have the transcript here, so oh, I don't shit. know. <laughs> yeah, I hope that goes up soon. I remember reading the last line of the show is you. Christian says it's something, 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 you. Oh. Uh, now I can't remember what he said, but. Yeah, I don't remember what he said either. Oh, he speaks the last words. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, where is it? It was written here somewhere. You have it written down? I read it on Lostpedia. So oh, you read it on Lostpedia. Somewhere. Somewhere. This is not going to matter at all, but, uh, I'm well, just curious. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if that matters. Well, that doesn't matter. Okay. Now it's relevant. <laughs> Um, Let's see if I find it. See if I can 
the race. Searching for you is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh, uh, okay. There's a lot. I don't think I saw it. Oh. Everyone dies sometime, kiddo. Some before you, some long after you. That's not what I'm looking for. There's YouTube. Oh, here it is. We've been waiting for you. That's the last line? This says, use the last word spoken in the series. John Locke says it. Oh, John Locke says it when he tells Jack. Sorry, it's not Christian. It's, uh, I guess I guess Locke says it to Jack. We've been waiting for you. Oh, really? I don't yeah. remember that line. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> wow. When Jack and, I guess after Jack and Christian's talk, they go into chapel, and I guess John is supposedly says, we've been waiting for you. That sounds like a lot. I don't, just, I don't remember that. <laughs> What the fuck? How do I how do I sort of miss the? Did you watch the whole episode? Did you stop it after one of the commercial breaks? Think it was over? <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Man yeah. Black died. I thought the show was over. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, it did happen. <laughs> what? Lost Pete is not a liar. They're not lying. They're not oh. lying. Yeah. Yeah, Jack comes out and they're cutting it in with the island stuff and uh and then they show him go over to Locke. And Locke says, uh We've been waiting for you. That's his you know, line. I was hoping there'd be something at at some point like, I'm glad you finally believe me, Jack. You know, like I wanted that was one of the things I was disappointed about in general with the finale is uh, not enough like lines coming back or like you know characters sort of really really uh, connecting to big important moments that they had. You know, I mean, obviously there was a lot of that, but I mean, there's some other. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a big thing in the show. Yeah, but I mean, like, there was there was other instances of things that you know, like that line of you know Jack's, I mean, Locke's suicide note to Jack, and that being the impetus for Jack to sort of get back on the track. Uh, sorry, I had to rhyme there, and uh, and and I don't know, I just something like that I thought would be relevant. Yeah, you know, yeah. bringing that back up. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Um, I, they did some of it. Uh, I, I, oh, yeah. I liked the uh, the little thing they did with Sawyer and Juliet. Uh, I thought oh, that yeah, came that's out pretty cool. well. Uh, as far as, like, referencing their scene from earlier. It was, it was, you mean was, by replaying it? By replaying it, but in the new context. It was, it was yeah. nicely done. Um, I think the big one for me was, was no no Christian telling Jack, I see you finally have what it takes, or I anything see. like that. You know, that, was, that, that was number one I wanted to see, was see. Christian finally telling Jack he's got what it takes. Like, <laughs> I, I That's the big one I, I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. You know, some acknowledgement of that. I think you're, yeah, I mean, you're, you get the idea that he approves of Jack, but uh, you, you want the line. I, or something close to it of... You know, not to me. I to me, it seemed like he was just approving of Jack realizing he was dead. You know, or approving of Jack realizing he needs to move on. You know, the letting go thing is big. 
Um, but in terms of Jack having what it takes, you know, even even if that line was just sort of trying to be in reference to Jack Jack's final efforts on the island, you know, which is really showing he has what it takes, you know. I, I did want something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Christian is also playing the role of of Flash Sideways exposition. So, yeah, totally. So some of the personal thing with him and Jack sort of goes by the wayside. Um, they have him embrace at the beginning, and I, I mean, I definitely, you know, the vibe of him sort of, sort of receiving Jack warmly comes off. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I guess I, I can live without that line. The big disappointment for me is there's just a lot of unresolved issues I would have liked to have seen. I mean, it would have gotten ridiculous at a certain point, but there's just certain things that I, I would like to see addressed that uh, that weren't um, like Lock and Boone, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, like you said, Jack and Locke. I feel like they sort of should have more to say to each other. Um, about, you know, particularly Jack, about, you know, coming around, like you said, like coming around to believe him and stuff like that. Um, Locke sort of understanding that Jack finally believed him. Um, I feel like Ben and Saeed should have had something to say to each other. Um, yeah. With their ridiculous history. Um, and uh, there's probably probably more than that. But... I think Sun and Jin could have said something to Sawyer about that bomb. Sure. On the sub, like... Look at you, sorry, you got us killed. You, you, you're such a kidder. Sure. Getting us killed. You're lucky. You're lucky we're in the afterlife together, or we'd be really pissed. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just it just seemed like there were some larger issues that the characters had with each other that just disappeared. How about Locke needs to talk to himself? Didn't he have yeah. memories of being de- – I mean, I don't know how much he knows about it, but he got taken over by Man in Black, like, you know, or at least Man in Black was impersonating him. So it's like, you know, that's something to think about in the afterlife. Right. I mean, I don't know – I don't know if he knows that, but uh... – Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if they got any cosmic sense of what happened on the island, you know, like yeah. from their from their memories, but – Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I – it would be interesting to me to see what Locke thinks of that the smoke monster impersonated him for a whole season. <laughs> he did what now? Um, like that's kind of amazing, but uh, uh, and that you know I feel like I also feel like Locke deserves to find out that they were on the island for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's you know he deserves that vindication because that was something he really that meant a lot to him. Yeah, and uh, it's just dis- it's again disappointing to me. They never show him <laughs> realizing. Well, it's not the best reason ever, right? Because Jacob made a mistake. Sure, sure. But yeah, he definitely needs to find it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he may not be happy with it, but it's a reason. <laughs> you know, and I guess you know, I feel like he also like his idea of you know throwing that out there really influenced Jack and you know the journey he ended up going through. So I just I don't know. I, I, there's just a lot of things that, um, there's just a lot of things that I would have liked to have seen the characters talk about with each other. And there's, there's only the smallest amount of that, um, with some of the characters, you know, like mm-hmm. to get to a really annoying point, I'd like to see Charlie confronting Desmond about the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and Claire too. Hey, like, mate, there was no helicopter ever yeah, that she was close to. Yeah. She ended up stuck on the island 
for three years with, with fucking the smoke monster going crazy, thinking her baby had been stolen. Like Doing what with the smoke monster? And Yikes. <laughs> what did I say? I don't know what you said. I can't repeat it. <laughs> um... Uh, and, and so, like, Charlie's action of bringing the freighter there really set in motion, um, you know, uh, a lot of bad stuff for Claire, and I just, I don't know, it just seems so crappy that, that no one ever acknowledged that. Like, Charlie, none of that stuff matters in the afterlife. That's what, you know, was sadly unfortunate. Yeah, like, Charlie's death, like, Charlie's death was, you know, the fact that he didn't get to spend time with Claire very much mm-hmm. was was because of this thing that never happened. It's just I don't know. To me, that's I, I guess they don't care about it. But you know, they I mean they raised the issue of of Ben murdering Locke. So it's you know there there is at least there is at least room for that kind of stuff. So I, I guess I just you know I would like basically I want them to tie in the show more and particularly the tragic stuff. It goes it goes on that side. Like I, yeah. I feel like. They they all remember the happy times. We get that, but it's not clear that they that they sort of fully feel the the weight of the sad times and kind of even if they move on from them, they at least acknowledge them or at least we get a sense that they've moved on from them. Yeah. Without, without just seeming almost like they forgot. Yeah, you know, before I forget, when we I won't forget, but I have some um some some uh, a theory about the. The light and the plug and the cork and the and all that stuff and how it relates to the uh, to some of the big island events, but uh, I'll save it for later. But oh, you know, you've always, been, me, but... you've always been a really good light cave theorist. Oh, a really good what? Light cave theorist. Oh, from the, since the week or two we found out about the light cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember even on the Across the Sea podcast, as much as you hated the answer, you had theories to tie it in with everything. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was plausible. It was like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it's what it, you know. I'm a problem solver. You know, it's uh, it's what I do, and so I I, I try to make things work. Because like I didn't mind the answer, but I got nothing on exactly how to tie it in. <laughs> yeah, I got a pretty good good solid theory about how it what what was really going on with Jack and uh and Desmond and, and what they were doing and how that relates to uh to to the to the Swan Hatch and to some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well that's good. Teaser. But oh teaser, teaser. I thought you said Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be on later, but he'll be dead. <laughs> um Yes. Uh uh, okay, so does that mean that you're ready for the next scene? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. We go back to the island. Uh, Jack stands in the water. Kate watches him. Then Sawyer approaches Jack. They both don't know what just happened. Sawyer asks if Jack feels any different. He doesn't. Sawyer asks Jack to tell them what he knows. Uh, Jack tells the group about the light cave and that he needs to protect it. Hurley asks what happens if Locke puts out the light. Jack says that's it for all of us. Kate asks why Locke hasn't done it yet. Uh, Sawyer infers that he needs Desmond. Jack says that Jacob did not mention Desmond. Sawyer decides to go and meet up, uh, to go get Desmond and meet up with the rest of them later. Sawyer and Kate have a bit of banter. 
Hurley says, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> you know, I don't know what was up with Hurley in this scene and, like, the next scene, but, like, he got really dark for no apparent reason. It was so weird when, when Kate, you know, they're in the midst of talking about how we're on the precipice of doom. Like, everyone agrees. And then at the end of the scene, Kate and Sawyer have this awesome banter, you know, this, like, this is their total history and a couple of lines of jokes, you know, and uh, which is great. And they're leaving with a smile. And then Hurley comes in. They cut to Hurley, and he's so, such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> like, he's the one who says, I have a best feeling about this. Like, it was so weird. It was so weird in that moment of, of levity, you know, um, in the face of darkness, and then for him to come back with the darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they left on a good note, and then he says, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> like, damn it, Hurley, I had a good feeling about all this until you just said that. <laughs> you know, it was just weird to have them make a, this joke with Jack, with uh, Kate and Sawyer right before he says, I have a bad feeling. You know, it's almost like <laughs> if they didn't joke, he would have been fine. But the fact that they're they can be happy, they're like, oh, no, this isn't going to end well. They're making jokes. Right. I see. Things are going too good. I, I don't know. It just it came out really strange to me that Hurley was the, the pessimist. Right. I mean, he usually is sort of like, you know, wondering if things are going to go well. But it was weird for right. him just to be, come out and say that. Yeah, like, and the cave, not the cave, uh, the uh, cages. Uh, when when he heard the smoke monster show up, he said something like, "And we're dead." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so he does. He he does. Uh, although he's supposed to be the optimistic character, he does have kind of a fatalistic attitude about things. Yeah, he does seem to immediately jump to, "And we're all screwed." He's not confident in, in when the odds seem insurmountable. That's sort of his thing, I guess. Yeah. But, but it, yeah. but it, but in the cage thing didn't you know that that made sense? No one was making a joke right beforehand, but That's it, the, the juxtaposition was so funny to me of just like, ha ha freckles! I don't even tell you not to follow me because you know that'll take all the fun of you know whatever he says. And I'm just like, damn it, Hurley! Why would you come in and ruin this moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they I think they wanted to go to the titles on an uncertain note. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably it. And just and not not sort of leave it on nice banter and love, <laughs> <laughs> you know, tension building and stuff. But yeah, it's it is a little weird. I I like the little exchange with Sawyer and Kate though. Oh, oh, it's so great. Yeah, it's uh, uh, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been building up the whole time. But he's mm-hmm. like he's like I'm not going to ask you because then. <laughs> Then uh, that'll take all the fun out of me telling you you can't come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, I guess I'll just have to resist the urge to follow you anyway. And everyone's having a good time. Yeah. And then Hurley goes in. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> From what? From their awesome joke? <laughs> you know, it just, it just. I guess you're right. I, I, it's an. I feel like it's just sort of an editing thing almost. Of like they needed that line at the end. Yes. You know, because it's like, why would you say that, Hurley? Yes. It feels like a natural, you know, sort of note to end the scene on mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't put it necessarily with the lines that come right before it. Yeah, and maybe the pacing was weird too, I think. You know, if if Sawyer had continued to walk away and we had more time and then, then we could cut, cut back to Hurley a couple seconds later where he's had time to think about 
Sawyer going to do this mission and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just so, it was so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else in this scene? Something I was going to mention. I also like the shot of Jack standing in the water. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Getting all wet. Uh, something here. Let's see. So, you know, this whole big thing, and this is, this is again, you know, another example of characters just sort of doing things and really not knowing why. Uh, is Jack and the Man in Black using, using Desmond for the same purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, Jack just thinks uh, that Desmond's going to do something good because Jacob said, uh, you know, because Jacob, uh, oh, well, Jacob didn't say anything about Desmond, but, you know, Jacob sort of intimated that, you know, everything will be okay if Jack's in charge. And then, you know, Jack's really putting his faith in that. And then Man in Black, you know, is just thinking, well, uh, if Jacob brought Desmond to the island to stop me, I'll use him to kill the island. Right. Because that's a logical leap. Um <sighs> It made no sense to me why 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 Man in Black thought Desmond would just help him destroy the island when you know when he didn't sort of use him for that purpose you know like he didn't know what he didn't know what Desmond's purpose was you know other than to sort of stop him and he didn't know you know what Desmond should do when he goes down in there you know Desmond sort of said I'll go to the light and I guess both parties agreed that's fine. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, he said, oh, okay. But it, but the, given the fact that Jacob is the one who brought him there, it seems to be like, it seems like Man in Black should, should question if he's right about this, about how he's, uh, you know, what Desmond's going to do, since it wasn't his idea to bring Desmond there. Yeah. What, what, did you think it was weird that, that, that Jack and Man in Black work together to get Desmond where he wants to go, but they want exactly the opposite things? Yes, uh, that does strike me as weird. Uh, it also strikes me as weird that I think if we're to believe Whitmore, Jacob told Whitmore to bring Desmond to the island. Mm-hmm. Jacob does not mention Desmond to Jack, as he points out. Uh, that seems like that seems like a weird hole. I don't understand why they did that. Um, but uh, I do find it I do find it very odd that. Uh, uh, that there's a part of this episode where with with the good guy and the bad guy both wanting the same thing to happen for the opposite reasons. Yeah, it's like it's like the rebels and and you know and the galactic empire both saying, "You know what? Let's build the death star together." Yeah. Cuz I think when we finish building it, it's going to destroy the empire. Right. <laughs> you know, and the empire thinks, "Well, we finish building, we're going to use it to destroy the rebels or whatever." It's just like it's it, it's weird to see two opposing forces both not really knowing the truth, one using having faith and one I don't know what Locke is having. I don't know why he thinks anything. Uh I guess you can call it faith too, but uh, you know, just it's just weird to have two opposing forces wanting different things using the same method to to get those different things. So it worked, but uh it was definitely weird to see it happen. 
It worked, yeah. It looks like it looks like in a way they were both right. Um it looks like uh the island really would have been destroyed, um, if Jack hadn't gone down there. And it looks like uh it also gave the uh, Jack the ability to kill the man in black. Mhm. So, um so it looks to me like they both sort of win. Yeah. Well, it seemed to me, you know, my interpretation of the cork and, and how I sort of view what was going on um, is that, you know, it would only destroy the island to the extent it wasn't put back, you know. Yeah. And um, which, which, as Smokey, uh, to his surprise, made him mortal. Right. Right. Now, Smokey did originally come out of the cave. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's at least possible that he knew what was in there. I would believe you if he wasn't unconscious when he went in and and he didn't come out of Smokey almost instantaneously. He did come out of Smokey instantaneously almost. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Okay. Like he didn't have time to go down there unconscious and wake up and look around and then fly out of Smokey. Okay. So that's why I don't think he really knew what was in there. Like I, I, guess, I, I was thinking about that before. I, I do want to believe that he that he knew, but they showed us they showed him being unconscious when he went in. So I guess I, I think he could have he could have. I mean, if he didn't sort of note his surroundings when he was flying out of there, he could have uh, gone in there at any point. He does appear to have known where it was. Mm-hmm. I thought he couldn't find it anymore, though. He, I think he couldn't find it before he turned into Smokey. Okay, and he just never went back there before, or something, or he just whatever. Because I got the sense he only came, he only found it, you know, this time because you know Jack and them were all going together. Oh, they go with Jack. Yeah, the same way you know Jacob oh, is the right. one who takes him back there the other that's time. That's right. That's right. You know, right. I felt like the, the, the heart of the island is supposed to be hidden from him. Yeah. Yeah. But he came out of there. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I guess he didn't necessarily know he should hang around there or something, but it's like, I just, it's hard for me to believe he wouldn't be able to go back to where he came from. Yeah. Well, be that as it may. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I want to believe he knew what was down there, but the fact, but just how they depicted it, you know, it, if he did, like, if he went in conscious and came out instantly as Smokey, I would, I would still give benefit of the doubt that he, he could have looked at his surroundings. Uh, but he went in unconscious and he came out almost instantaneously. Maybe he got a glimpse of his surroundings as Smokey. Who knows how long it takes for a smoke monster to get his bearings? But, um, but it looked like he was just flying out of there from sheer, you know, whatever the motion would be from being a smoke monster. So I'm, I'm not confident he knew what was down there. Okay, but I'm just saying it's not impossible that he knew I was down there from what we've seen. He's been down there. It's it's not impossible. I I think it's improbable from what we saw, but it's not impossible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's, you know, up until this episode, he's been in the cave more than any other character on the show. The one time his brother threw him down there, yes. And he was unconscious when he went in. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That limits. But consciously he came out. I mean, he's moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. totally I I don't want to go to the mat on this issue. I just think there's. I think there's wiggle room there. 
Sure, sure. I think there's wiggle room, yeah. So, so, but, but, uh, I mean, yeah, he, you know, he might not know. I just, I mean, I would want to limit it, though. I mean, I would just say he knows what it looks like down there. He doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily know how anything works or what's going on. Yeah. You know. So, so what does that give him, knowing what it looks like down there? Not much. It didn't change anything in his behavior. Like, no. He didn't tell Desmond where to go. That's why it's like it doesn't doesn't really make sense to me that he knew because he never he didn't really, he didn't act like he knew what mm-hmm. was down there. Yeah, yeah, true. I, I just thought that was why they made him unconscious when he went in because it would make him, you know, sort of on the same level as Jack when they came back. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll buy that. But yeah, it was weird. It was weird. To see them both on this plan of using uh, using Desmond and 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 sort of Desmond knowing what to do, but somehow this is gonna. <laughs> it was just so weird. They're just helping each other lower Desmond down there, and like, well, I hope you're wrong. Well, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. You're right. It's that's as far as like setups for struggles between heroes and villains. That's a weird one. Yeah, I, I don't see that very often. It kind of reminds the closest thing it reminds me of is how in the finale, in the incident, um, you know, they have they have sort of all these characters. You know, they have Juliet and Sub, Sub, Sawyer and Kate uh, get off the submarine and go back to stop Jack. But then once they go back, they all help him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like. The thing they went back to stop is the thing they all go help with, but it just yeah. it feels kind of crazy to have that be you know the setup they give us just pays off with the opposite thing. Um, yeah. So it's just it's weird to have it's weird. To, I mean, I feel like the for the story to work, I see why they did it that way, but it it's just uh, a weird thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's to watch, and and you know a lot of it. I think it had to do with Jack just sort of trusting in Jacob and trusting in the, the overall plan or direction of where things were going and trusting like, well, we don't need to rescue Desmond because, you know, we're all going to the same place and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, like if Locke wasn't so greedy and wanting to destroy the island, he could have just killed Desmond presumably and um, he would have never become mortal and, you know, he might not have been able to destroy the island or even leave eventually, but um, he wouldn't have died. <laughs> right. For what that's worth, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love how, how Sawyer just, he just jumps to the right conclusions all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jack didn't even want to go get Desmond. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, yeah. Jack's like Jacob didn't say anything to me about Desmond. <laughs> yeah, like he said anything about anything. I mean, he told him about the light cave and the fact that mm-hmm. they need to protect it. Um, so you know, so and and that he needs to kill the man in black. Yeah. Um, but so he told him stuff, but not. He just didn't tell him how to kill him. Not a lot of detail. Yeah, and not how to do it. He left the detail in the hands of people who uh in the hands of other people basically yeah not 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 people he was directly talking to 
And, you know, again, you know, I don't think Jacob has ever been down there because his mommy told him not to. And uh, so I don't even know if he necessarily knew what Desmond was going to do. I I think he, you know, he obviously knew Desmond would do something. But, you know, I don't think he could have told Desmond what to do. I mean, maybe he could have said go towards where the light is brightest. That's sort of, you know, general. But. You know, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, that Jacob necessarily knew what what Desmond ultimately, ultimate his goal was. I, yeah, it seems, I'm, I agree, I don't think he knew in detail, but I want to say he had some reason for sending Desmond there, and it wasn't just like, I don't know, here's a random character, I'll send him to do something I know not what. He knew he was special. He knew he could resist electromagnetism. Like yeah. I think he knew the important, re, you know, qualities in terms of choosing Desmond. But in terms of what Desmond needs to do when he gets down there, a place I think Jagger has never been in, I think he just didn't know that. Which he didn't need to know that necessarily. So I mean, the, doesn't really the, matter. The idea of yeah, I feel like he knew Desmond was resistant to electromagnetism, and I feel like he knew that would matter. And yeah, yeah, going course. down there. Yeah, so, but I don't think he necessarily knew about the plug. Yeah, all right. You know, or, maybe he didn't or know he about the told. plug, but he at least knew. You know, I, I, yeah, I'm just not coming saying he had no reason for sending Desmond. Like that's weird. I didn't say that. Definitely no, did not say that. I'm not saying you said that. I'm just saying oh, okay. that's that's not what I want to say. <laughs> either. Yeah, yeah. I, either me, either. Um, uh. Uh, it just—it seemed like you were opening the door for Jacob knows nothing. I feel like Jacob knows some stuff. Just he—he he doesn't necessarily know the. Sure, I'm saying he doesn't know everything, and I'm saying I don't think he ever went down in there, and I don't think he could have told Desmond anything specifically more than what Desmond just sort of intuitively knew what to do. You know, which may be re- the reason he told Desmond too, because he knew Desmond would know what to do. Like that's fine for Jacob to have that quality. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just saying, like, I don't think he's ever been down there. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that he's never been down there. But I feel like he knew something about it. I mean, I feel like knowing that electromagnetic resistance is relevant means yeah. you know something about what's going on down there. You know. Um, so, so I don't know well, how he, he knows yeah, that. His brother told him the light was connected to the magnetism. That's right. You know. So I mean, he can. I mean, he spends two thousand years on the island. He can glean that much. Sure. You know, sure. Yes, uh, right. So, so I feel like he knew enough that sending Desmond made sense. Yeah, uh, but uh, but not the whole story. Sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, otherwise, uh, he should have told Jack. Hmm. <laughs> if he knew the whole story, he should have told Jack. If he knew what? If he knew the whole story, he should have oh, the whole told story. Jack. Yeah. Well, you know. Um... He, he, yeah, he told them, I'll tell you everything you know about of how to protect the island, you know. And he told them about the light. He told them where it was, you know, eventually. And uh, and he told them they got to kill Man in Black. But, you know, that's not everything. You know, so. Right, <sighs> Got to right. use your words, Jacob. Got to use your words. Right, right. Like, he, if he knew about the plug, like, he, I feel like he could have easily said, there's a plug down there. Desmond mm-hmm. has to go in. And pull that plug out. Yeah. You know, uh, if he knew that was sort of what Desmond had to do, uh, I feel like he could have said it would be just like 
in the season four finale when Ben tells Locke, you know, go find the geraniums or whatever he says, and there's a lever by that, and that, you know, that's where the elevator is to take you down mm-hmm. to the thing. Like, he gives Locke those instructions. Locke isn't able to figure it out himself, but when we see Ben go there, we see that those instructions are correct. You know, he knew how to get down into the orchid. Mm-hmm. You know? Because he's been there before. Yeah. yeah. What's your point? My, uh, right. What's my your point, point is that... that my point is that Jacob, uh, if Jacob knew, he could he could have said more. I agree with that. So that, that suggests to me that he didn't know. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't supposed to be against what you were saying. I was just no, no. I was just making sure. I was just making sure what your point was. Okay. Um. So I like Sawyer's line of uh, when when Jack says, "If I leave a trail, can you catch up with this?" And Sawyer's like, "Hell yeah, I can." Uh, I really like that considering you know earlier this season Sawyer wasn't following anybody. He's not on anybody's team. I'm not with nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody's with me. Like he was totally on that page after Juliet died and stuff. And I, I don't know. I feel like this was a little nod to that. Yeah. No. I think they even have uh, when uh, when he stays behind to bury Juliet. Kate, you know, says, we'll leave a trail for you. And he's yeah. like, you know, I'm not following anybody or whatever yeah, he says. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's symmetrical with that. Like, he's come back to, you know, caring about it and sort of connecting with these other people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and coming from Jack, you know, him saying, you know, I, I'll follow you, Jack. You know, I'll yeah. catch up with you. Like, I think that's significant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Jack, Jack is probably, the of, of these people, probably the worst in his eyes. Yeah. He's got the biggest issues with, you know, killing Juliet. I was hoping there would be more about with Sawyer and Jack about Juliet, and all we got was that one scene in the in the what they died for episode. Um, yeah. But um, Jack let him off the hook, you know, and I and I I'll, I buy it because Jack has been on that hook and it it hurts. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, know, he let him off the hook pretty easy, but um, you know, saying you know we all you know I was wrong once or whatever he said or you know you know we all make mistakes kind of thing. But uh, I, I I I did want a line where Sawyer says Jack, you were right. I should have trusted you. You know, this one time I should have trusted you and I didn't. Right. Right. Um. Uh, I I totally agree. I really, uh, I really think Sawyer. I think Sawyer deserved a little more than that. Um, and uh, yeah, I I wish they had put that in. Agree. Yeah, I, I more than agree. I I think Sawyer. You know, Sawyer had such agree. a Sawyer had such a great season five arc. Um, it feels like he kind of got screwed this season. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he did some stuff, but it felt like a lot of the time, you know, after his first section where he was where he was sort of mourning Juliet, that stuff was great. But once he joined um, Smokey, uh, he just kind of sulked around and and said a few lines and disappeared for large numbers of episodes. And and when when it comes time for for sort of him to go through something again, it it, it feels like he gets shortchanged to really like reflect on and sort of address that, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a very quick scene. And I, I feel like his character had earned more than that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, he did some, he didn't just sit around and sulk. He was planning uh, a con after con as much as he could over there, but I guess you're, right. you're right. No, I mean, not in terms of what his character actually did, but in terms of sort of what they, uh, you know, you mean sort of emotionally, 
Yeah, and what sort of what they what they spent time on showing him doing. Okay. You know, I mean, I, yeah, it, it's hard to defend, but it just, uh, you know, in all the transitional episodes up until, you know, uh, basically between the point of recon when he got to go on the mission and when Jack and Hurley show up and it's time to make the great escape, it felt it definitely felt like he was just sitting there. Yeah, he, there was a couple parts where he was just waiting because he couldn't do anything. You know, he set up after he set up that con with Widmore. He didn't he didn't have a lot to do after that. Yeah, for, for a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not the only one. There's several characters that just sat around for a while, but yeah. But uh, I, I, you know, they really were sitting around waiting for the rest of the group to for the rest of the losties to join them. That that kind of was just uh, <laughs> that's kind of the state of affairs over there. They were just like. Well, we'll wait for them to come to us. I mean, that's as soon as they came, the plot kept going on. So yeah, that was. I think that's sort of just surprising in general. You don't usually see a, one group waiting around for another group to just show up. Yeah, I still don't know why Locke expected them to show up. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, it was totally confusing to me. Um. All right, I think that's all I have for this scene. Just those little things. Um, you got anything else? Uh, I think. Uh, I think no. I think that's it. All right. You ready for the next scene? Always. We're we're past the opening titles now. Um, Point of no return. Yes. Uh, flash sideways. Uh, Hurley's vehicle pulls up to a motel with Saeed in the passenger seat. Saeed asks Hurley what's going on. Hurley pulls out a tranquilizer gun and finds out that Saeed's memory is not triggered. He gets out of the car and tells Saeed he has the choice to leave, but, uh, sorry, I, okay. He has the choice to leave Hurley, but if he sticks with Hurley, he'll be glad he did. Hurley then leaves Saeed in the car. He goes and knocks on a door. Charlie answers, looking drunk. Uh, Hurley smiles. Uh, he tells Charlie he has a concert to perform, and he's there to pick him up. Charlie doesn't care. Hurley tells Charlie it's the most important thing he'll ever do. Charlie is not convinced, so Hurley shoots the tranquilizer dart in his back and throws him in the back of his vehicle. He tells Saeed that was Charlie. All right. Uh, I don't know what Zaid was about to uh, uh, disclaim responsibility for here. I love this, like, <laughs> I don't know who, who you are, what you are, but I can't be held responsible for. I was like, I'm like what are you going to say there? I wonder. Um, so this this little scene of uh, of Hurley showing Saeed the tranquilizer gun and, and commenting that it's not uh, triggering any memories, I think it's sort of a hint that you know the the, the triggering is uh, you know needs to be something sort of big and, and maybe specific to the people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because I guess he's referring to that time that Saeed got shot with a tranquilizer dart and Hurley had to drive him around. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's like, 
I don't know. The tranquilizer gun was was the guys. Oh, that reminds me. Um, slight tangent. Might come back to this later, but I just want to say it just in case I forget. Um, uh, related to my theory about Widmore's amorphous evilness um, and why it changed, mm-hmm. I think I also want to say that the original idea of Saeed killing Widmore's people and those people who seem to be after everyone and the person who killed Nadia. I feel like originally those were supposed to be Widmore's people, and that's that's when he was in the bad guy uh, era, mm-hmm. before they had sort of changed their mind. And, and you know, um, uh, once, we got, once we got the good Widmore, you know, we didn't really see that stuff anymore. And, of course, we saw in the early season five outline he was still – the bad Widmore, and it's, you know, it's episode two where we get those guys, you know, coming after him. And so I feel like those are supposed to be Widmore's guys, but they haven't formulated the Widmore good guy plot. So I think uh, I'm going to believe that they actually were, he was trying to kill the Oceanic Six or something. And that, and that Saeed really was protecting them Mm -hmm. from these people who wanted to kill them. Like, I, I think, I think that was the original idea and it just became muddled by the good Widmore. Hmm. Okay. I, you know, I still wonder about, you know, whether or not Widmore ever wanted to kill like anybody but Ben. You know, um, I never really saw the mo- his motivation for wanting to kill the Losties, other than you know, that's sort of the <laughs> rule number one for the others is to kill kill non others but uh yeah. but, it, but sort of post post all that it never it never made sense to me why he would he would sort of want want to specifically kill them. So the you know, Saeed going around killing Woodmore's men, you know, that was that's what Ben told him to do and maybe, you know, maybe that uh protected the Losties. I, I feel like indirectly, but it's like that guy was out there playing golf. Was he really, you know, about to leave, play a couple holes, and then go try to track down one of the losses and kill them? Like, I just don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I definitely, I, I mean, you definitely make a good point, and I, you know, I buy everything you said, um, but I, I want to distance the idea. My, my, my view is that I'm not convinced that Woodmore, these men, I think they were Woodmore's men, but I, I, I'm not convinced that. He had directed them to uh, cause harm to the Losties. You know, the only thing that we have that I think supports that is Ben, and that's not a reliable source. I think we have we see them trying to cause harm to uh, Saeed and Hurley, to Nadia. Uh, oh, so okay, is that supposed to be with more guys? That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. That's I'm saying oh. I'm saying those are Woodmore's guys. You're saying those are all Woodmore's guys and I, I, I can't explain the Nadia thing. That that's such a strange circumstance. <laughs> um yeah. I, I guess Widmore did that, but Jacob That's was yeah, there. that's one where I'm going with the only thing they ever told us was that Widmore's guy did it. Mm-hmm. And they never contradicted that. So I'm that's one where I'm believing it. Yeah. The naughty thing is weird to me. Uh, the, um, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess the idea would be they were trying to kill Saeed or yeah. something next and then killed her. Yeah. Um, the the other thing though is, you know, the guy. If I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. The 
the guys who were attacking Saeed were was attacking him with tranquilizer guns. So it's like didn't seem seem like they were or Hurley. Wait, who were they coming after? And I forget. It was wasn't it Saeed's place? Didn't, didn't yeah, yeah, Saeed it was Saeed's place. And it was like his motel or something? Yeah, it was like Saeed's apartment or, or motel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then, so the idea is they're still trying to get Saeed. Yeah. And Hurley or just Saeed? Well, you know, they also had that guy outside Hurley's institution yeah. that Saeed killed. So, so it, it was, just, But, okay, how do, you, how do you reconcile that with the idea that, you know, when, when John goes to talk to Widmore, you know, he says, okay, I'm trying to help you guys. You know, because I always thought... Right, so you're talking about the stage in the show where they've changed their plan, because that's Jeremy Bentham. They've clearly made another decision about Widmore by that point. Yeah, but, you know, I've always thought the guy outside of Hurley's place wasn't there to cause Hurley any harm, because he could have gone in and killed him at any point. Yeah. Uh, He was just sitting out there, I thought, keeping tabs on Hurley. You know, that's how I always viewed at least that, that encounter, was he was just sort of keeping tabs on Hurley. Uh, and then, of course, you know, or or even that it was uh, Ben's guy, you know, because Ben had people around, I think, trying to track down the Lossies, too. You know, Ben, so, ben like, told Saeed to go kill, that, that people were watching early and to go kill him. So if that's Ben's guy, he had his own guy killed by Saeed. That's possible. Oh, is that is that crazy? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's possible, but, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I you know. <laughs> I don't think that's weird for Ben, but. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I think in general, I think in general that makes sense that um, that those were Widmore's guys. I don't know who else's guys they would be. So yeah, and fine. I even I want to go farther than that. I want to say Abaddon was supposed to be evil, and as soon as they went with good guy Widmore, they went with good guy Abaddon. Oh and, really? Yeah, yeah, because Abaddon works for Widmore, and so I say the way they portrayed him earlier. Was, was really how they were going to go with him. And maybe when he got captured, you know, when Locke got captured by Abaddon, we'd see, like, the bad side of Abaddon or something. But I, I, really, think, I really think all that stuff was real. And, and I was reading it right, damn it, and then they changed their mind. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Because, I, I mean, I, I feel like, it, you know, there's at, least, uh, there's at least some evidence that they really changed their plan for Widmore and for yeah. Ben. So. I I I feel like that's that's why the mixed signals from the show and and sort of what I was picking up on. So I I, I could be wrong about that, but that's you know that's my that's my attempt at a theory about what's going on there. Okay. From the writing point of view, now in the end, if you ask the writers now what's going on with that, I don't know what they say. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have to come up with some explanation, and maybe they do even say, "Oh, that's Ben's people" or something. I'm just I'm trying to look at it like what they were doing back then. Yeah. You know. Cuz they I mean they probably have to have some other, you know, rationale now. Yeah. Cuz it's sort of it weird just, now. I mean, maybe it maybe it would have made more sense cuz it would have gotten developed, but it just never made sense to me that Woodmore was trying to kill the Losties. Yeah. You know, he obviously never said that. <laughs> Right. But but uh but of course they changed their mind at some point. So it's it, it's hard to really piece it together, but Yeah, by the time we see him, they've changed their mind. So Yeah. It's sort of like too late to have him explain why he wanted to kill them cuz he doesn't want to kill him anymore. And mm-hmm. I you know, the idea of Jacob visiting him, I think that's a later that's a sort of retcon to explain it. Yeah. You know. 
These are yeah, the kinds of things that the writers won't admit, and so that, that that's kind of the frustrating thing. I've never heard them actually say, oh, yeah, we wanted to do this, but we did that, so we retconned it. Like, they, they never mm-hmm. put things that way. Yeah. <laughs> so when when they you know when they were asked about Jack saying that the clothes looked like the body at age 50 years or whatever for mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, they were like, oh, well, Jack's not an anthropologist. He doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. You know, don't, you shouldn't you shouldn't believe him. And it's actually that's a legitimate answer. But at the same time, I feel like when they wrote that, they intended that to be in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think they changed their plans. I'd like to hear them say that, but they really don't like to say stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and so so with stuff like that, I have to just I have to just look at what the show says and try to try to turn it into something that sounds like what might have happened behind the you know in the writers' room. Yeah, I think that, you know, that definitely makes sense. Um, I, I don't, you know, obviously Woodmore wouldn't have succeeded in killing the Losties, so I don't know how far that would have gone before, like, you know, he's thwarted or something, but... Right. Um, right. I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's hard to see where the plot would have gone from there, because it would have been so different from what they gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't really know... Because uh, it, it looks like he would have captured Locke, and then uh, Ben would have rescued him, and then he would have asked Ben to kill him, and then I don't know what Woodmore does after that. That's yeah. That seems sort of mysterious. Mm, all right. But yeah, um, uh, that's not exactly pertinent to this scene, but. Uh, I guess because of the tranquilizer dart. That's why. I, oh, okay. That's why I brought it up. Um, so we definitely get the sense here that uh, that Hurley Hurley remembers stuff. He remembers pretty much everything from you know from the show you know that we've seen yeah. him go through. So you know, so my thing about Anna Lucia, like that, you know, that probably was what that was. Um. Uh, and and so so he knows, um, and he's fully on board, like to the extent that he's willing to like tranquilize Charlie and just throw him in the back of his truck. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like it's stuff like that. It's like it makes it mysterious and cool. It's like oh, he's just going to the, <laughs> he's just going to the afterlife, afterlife. <laughs> That's not mysterious and cool. No. Because really, he's just going to the concert. That's where he's really going at this point. Well, and yeah. Then eventually, he's going to the uh, afterlife, but um, or the after afterlife. Yeah, the concert was a letdown too. I wanted the concert to be the culmination, <laughs> but it turned out to be the church. Yeah. The concert was pretty lame. Yeah, it was totally lame. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted a party. I didn't get a party. <laughs> you did not get a party. <laughs> it was like it was like a formal dinner. Yeah, I remember on the last podcast you were thinking they would end with the uh with the concert and I'm like, Yeah well at some point I think you stopped thinking that, but it was like, Yeah, they're not gonna end the show at the concert. <laughs> it's just it's just not gonna happen. And that's the whole thing. I was just, I was I was just not imagining a, a dance concert, you know, like there's a mosh pit and mm-hmm. there's people standing 
you know, I, I imagine the banquet, and, you know, he gave Kate that dress, and so. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just, I don't know. I wanted a more exciting concert. You just wanted an excuse for a party. <laughs> I did. Come on, I mean, guys, party. I mean, they got the idea of all the characters getting together, but, yeah, I wanted I wanted more of a celebration. Um, not, not this sort of calm, serene, let's go on together into the next life. Yeah. You know, that's that's not what I wanted. I wanted some kind of ecstatic celebration. What if there's nothing there? Ooh, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, nothing. What if, what if, like, what if, what if that's where you go when you're done with, like, conscious existence? You know what I mean? Like, you get to live on the, in the real world, and then you get to go to the afterlife, you know, and, and, and sort of live again, and then, you know, you find the people who are important, and you all can sort of choose to move on together, but but it's really deciding to sort of end in your conscious existence. Like, <laughs> that's, the, that's the exit, and there's just nothing after that. Like, they wouldn't know. Right. You know, I don't know. I like to think dark. <laughs> that is a dark thought. And I, I wish that I wish that I believed it. <laughs> yeah, it's not what happened, but um it could be. It could be. Yeah. They walk yeah. in the light. It's just really bright wherever we are, guys. <laughs> I don't know, I can't see anything. There's nothing here. All right, how long is this going to last? <laughs> Cut to eternity later. <laughs> I guess this is it, huh? Still can't see anything. <laughs> Too bright. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Wow. Okay, so we got this little Charlie scene here. You know, Charlie does not play drunk half as well as Sawyer does, by the way. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, you're no Sawyer after losing Juliet, Charlie. Oh, no. No, he's like he's like lame, indulgent, rock star mm-hmm. drunk. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like he's faking it a little bit. Yeah, he is faking a little bit. You know, like he, he wants to be more drunk than he actually is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this scene is just, what if I told you playing this show is the most important thing you'll ever do? Would you come in? Oh, Hurley. It's like, now that we know what he's talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I Was that, is that the most, most important thing he ever did? It has to be. Okay. Realizing this reality isn't reality, that seems to be important. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on to the afterlife. Yeah, that's important. All right. Fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. It was it was nice for me to get Saeed back, even for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. This is, but this is a crappy Saeed. 
Who I gets, know. Who gets tripped up by a garden hose? <laughs> I know. I know. But he's he should be the real side by the end. Not that they ever got yeah, to yeah, show yeah, that. Yeah, 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 by the end. But yeah, I don't know. I'll take crappy Saeed over no Saeed. Mhm. I I like crappy Saeed, even though he's a little crappy. Yeah. It's in the title. What? I'm not surprised. I said it's in the title that he's crappy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At least you know you know what you're getting. getting. <laughs> All right. Can we get the next scene? You want you the next else? scene? It. Um. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Back to the island. Kate, Jack, and Hurley walk. Kate asks Jack why he took the job of Jacob. Jack says, I took it because the island's all I've got left. It's the only thing in my life I haven't managed to ruin. Kate says, you haven't ruined anything. Nothing is irreversible. Then Hurley interrupts, saying that death is imminent. They continue to walk. (laughs) Here it is again. This is the second time where it's like, it's on this sort of positive note. And then and then Eeyore walks by and he's like, We're all about to die. We're doomed. Yeah, it was so weird for her to play that role. Like that's a line Miles should have. Yeah. Yeah, it is that's totally a Miles line. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, um yeah, they're having this moment and it's, he just blows it completely. <laughs> yeah, it's like why is he so upset all of a sudden? Like Things have been bad before. You've never been this, like, you know, party pooper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's become the ultimate party pooper now. Yeah. At last. Yeah, Hurley seems to go through these phases. It's it's almost like that time where he just didn't like lying for a while. <laughs> I don't like lying. Now he's just on this, oh, death is impending kind of kick. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to remind everyone that we're about to die. How come he doesn't have faith in Jack that, like, Jack's going to save them all? Isn't that weird? (laughs) Yeah, it's a little weird. Why is he thinking they're going to die when, like, he should be having faith that Jack is going to save them? That's that's what Hurley does best. Not this time. (laughs) I don't buy it. I don't buy it. They wanted that line, and Hurley was the only one who could say it. I don't buy it. You're right. He's t- he's the only one in the scene that can really pull Jack and Kate out of their moments and yeah. remind us of the stakes. Exactly. So yeah, I know totally. This is this is a good example of a character saying something because they need them to say it. Yes, this is this is a great example of just the writers needing somebody to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I did like Kate's line of nothing is irreversible. Uh, it reminds me of the incident, uh, which uh, proved to be irreversible. <laughs> you know, it's just like, Oops. you know, I thought they were trying to say some, say something about that, you know, uh, or at least tie it, tie it to the incident and, and, you know, trying to explode Jughead to prevent them from ever getting to the island, you know, and then, then I don't know what they got out of it because that's not the point they made. Yeah. Yeah, it really feels like this episode really made it feel like the season was one long con. Mhm. Like really similar to what they did with Locke in season 5. Yeah, and by the way, Sawyer has that line in this episode 
you know, he tells Jack it's a long con. When when Jack tells Sawyer he's going to, well, Jack tells Locke he's going to kill him. And then Sawyer says how, and he's like, I don't know yet. And then Sawyer says, that's a long con, Doc. Something like that. Wow, I don't remember that line. Uh, we'll get to it. That's good. Oh, I'm sure we will. Um, uh, it's just there's a lot in this episode, and I guess I don't remember every detail. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, but it just it feels like the the whole season was what you know. One of the lingering issues was like what happened after the, you know what did the incident do? Did it create this timeline? How is that going to relate to the on island story? Yeah. You know, and at the end, it's like the punchline is the incident didn't really do anything in terms of creating a timeline, and this is after the island. Mm-hmm. You know, so so they were just wrong about what they thought the incident would do. It did not work. <sighs> yeah, it, it seemed like the incident did not prevent them from – Crashing on the island. Yes, they were. Those uh, experiences were set. They could not yeah. change them. Uh, seems like Dan was wrong about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just as Dan seemed to be wrong in the flash sideways about what was going on. Mhm. Yeah, he said, "Look, we created a my my equations tell me I think we've created an alternate universe." Yeah. And, and he seemed to imply this was it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he tells that to Desmond, and then Desmond goes, see, you're right, it is kind of a long con, because, like, Desmond goes, he starts his plan because of that, right? Or it's after, it's after he meets Penny and all that that he really starts. But, yeah. Like, that sets him on a course to, 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 to find Penny. Right. Um, and, yeah, it's really weird to, 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 to start out on your mission being told, this is a new universe we created because we tried to change the past. Yeah. And then end up your journey thinking, well, we're just dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, know, I, 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 want that, I want that incident to connect to the, the Flash Sideways so bad. You know, that's just that's, that's a big lingering part I don't like about the finale. Or I see. Or whatever. Yeah. I wanted to ask, is there any way that Richard was right and they all died in the incident? Um, I don't know. I I mean, you know, Sun and Jin and other people have memories past that point, um, which seem to be from their lives, and there wasn't any distinction between Sun and Jin in season one and Sun and Jin dying on the submarine post-incident. So, I mean, it looks to me like those memories came from the same time period and same yeah. sort of existence. So it looks to me like, no, they didn't all die in the incident. Is it possible that that the incident negated the events of the 70s and it just sent them back to the future where they would have left off? Negated the events of the 70s? What do you mean? Like made it, made it like where they never went to the 70s. Doesn't look like it. I mean, their pictures were in the barracks. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know... It, it looks to me like mm. it looks to me like they were they were still you know they really were there and that that wasn't negated. 
<clears throat> well, that sucks. I don't. Yeah. So I ha- I have a theory about what happened with the incident, but it's not to me. It's not good enough to. It doesn't tie into the flash sideways, which makes it not good enough. I see. But uh, I it just that that that's number one on my my uh, list of things I don't like about how the show ended was not tying the flash sideways to um, to the incident because they made it seem like that that was the case. Yes, I agree. I agree. I'm okay actually with the incident being a massive red herring. I just I just wanted a different flash sideways than what we got. Mm-hmm. Although I would have liked if they tied in the incident somehow. But I think they wanted to surprise us, and so they kind of led us in the wrong direction. Yeah, they're called lying. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, you could call it that. Misdirection, perhaps. Is that a fancy word for lying? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Then let's call it that. Okay. Yeah, I, well, we can talk more about the incident later, I suppose. All right. Unless you want to talk about it now. Do you have more to say about it right now? Uh, No, I'll save it. I'll save it. Um, Okay. Yeah, I want to sort of talk about my big theory about the incident and the spot hatch and all that together. That just, that reminds me, like, that's another thing I would have liked to have seen, you know, Juliet realizing the shit didn't work, (laughs) and that they're all dead, and Jack's plan was just wrong, and Jack basically just got her killed for some scheme that didn't work at all. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that that sucks. And Sawyer goes off to live his life without Juliet because of that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's that, that that's another thing that I I would just like to see anyone on the show talk about the incident again. Yeah, right. <laughs> After it happened, like all we got really was Dan's little line. Of course, he didn't even know because he didn't have his original memories. He just kind of used the equations he wrote down and what some other person told him to come to the conclusion that maybe mm-hmm. they detonated a bomb. Another example of, like, someone just getting information and believing it, like, oh, I'm drawing these equations of how to create another universe. I must have done it. Mm-hmm. It's a great plausible theory when you're outside of that and you see two universes, you know, but um, it didn't right. seem to be true. Right, yeah, yeah. And I always wondered, like, about... Dan running back, and I figured it out. There's, we're the variables. We can change things. Mm-hmm. And it's, I also, again, it, yeah, it feels like Dan, I guess Dan doesn't really get to move on or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I want, I want Dan to realize he was wrong about that. <laughs> like, he, he sort of, it cost him his life that he, you know, went on that tear and it's you know well i don't know who's going to tell him because he shouldn't have any memories after he died so he won't know if it worked or not unless somebody who lived through it not working tells him right he won't know until he wakes up yeah and you know and then his his mom can tell him or something Mm Hmm. yeah yeah she'd have to tell him 
Um, because she seems, say, you know, as Hawking seems to be kind of like Desmond, and that she seems to be totally aware of what's going on. Yeah. And just kind of smiling and nodding through the whole thing. What was that whole thing about about you got what you wanted, Desmond, and you know, Winmore's respect, what you wanted more than anything. It's like she wanted him to stay there. Yeah. But it's like, but that was totally artificial. This wasn't some some universe that was created so people could get what they want. You know, it was yeah. so that they could work out their issues. And maybe that's that's his version of working out his issue with Woodmore is having a relationship with him. Yeah. But it's like it's not the thing he wanted most of all. You know. Yeah. I think we can agree that's Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It was definitely it was definitely you know misdirecting or whatever misleading. Um, a lot of the a lot of those little things in the beginning of the Flash Sideways that made it seem like a, a different universe and not the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I I do think uh, I think uh, I think the answer on that is basically that she was worried she was worried that Desmond would take Dan away. Hmm. Okay. Because I I think I think that's sort of what the dialogue between Desmond and her in this episode is is telling us. Yeah. Eh, I'll buy it. I guess I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah, that's the best I can do. As far as, like, you got everything you wanted, that's making it come across like a wish fulfillment universe, and that's definitely throwing us in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even, I mean, her example just, just doesn't apply, so it's like, I don't know. And then, uh, just to throw this in, we also have Man in Black offering uh, someone to Saeed. And, uh, what you know, what was, why was he saying that? What, is that I'm just... Sorry, what? We have, we have Man in Black offering someone, probably, I mean, we thought it was Nadia. Maybe now they're saying it was oh. Shannon. I don't know. I don't care frustrating but someone you know who was dead he was saying mm-hmm. you can have her mm-hmm. and was he saying does he know about the afterlife was it bullshit was was it just manipulation I, you know I don't know what to think about that I agree you don't know what to think about that okay <laughs> Do you know okay. what to think about that? I'll make a point about me then. Now my turn. Uh, no. Um, what do I think about that? I'm much more comfortable knowing what you don't think about that. Um, it's let me very... think. I, I I think he was lying. I think it's. I, I I feel I feel like part of me wants to say maybe he knew about the the afterlife, but I think it's a lot safer for me to say nobody knew about it because nobody seemed to know about it. The only example of somebody knowing about it might be this one of him promising something to Saeed, but I think that can be chalked up to his uh, ability to lie to everyone. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, and sort of promise, promise these things. You know, because he, I think he only, he only promised Saeed that after sort of Saeed gave, you know, it's like, well, what do you want? And so he told him what he wanted, and he said, I can give you that. It's, I don't think he, you know, posed 
posed this question of you can have your loved one back or something like that first. You know, if he would have if he would have posed it first, I would say, okay, well, you know, how does he even know that's what side he wants? And then of course, okay, he scanned him or something. That's fine. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe he doesn't know about the afterlife since he he's the one who told Saeed he can have his loved one, and Saeed didn't say that. But since Saeed is the one who said it, and Man in Black. No, Men in Black is used to pit, uh, uh, pitting, you know, people against their interests and uh, especially their 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 lost loves. I I think he was lying. I I wish there was some truth to it. I wish I wish to I just you know I don't even know what that means. Like, what would he have done if he got off the island with Saeed? First of all, I think he would have just killed Saeed anyway, because Saeed's a candidate. So, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think he, that's the thing, I don't even think he would have gone as far as him getting off the eye. I think all that stuff, when he told anybody, all I want to do is to help you, or <laughs> all I want to do is give you off the island, all I want you to do is come with me, any of that all I want stuff is just a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I pretty much agree. Um, uh, but it was, you know... It was a lingering issue mm-hmm. uh, that it seems like we're in a better position to answer now. Yeah. Because we didn't really know where anything was going. Um, but, yeah, it definitely uh, – I definitely think he wanted to kill all the people. And, you know, uh, uh, either he either he knew about the afterlife and it was like, hey, Saeed, I can kill you. And then, and then you'll see Nadia slash Shannon again. That did happen, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm not convinced he knew about it. Yeah, and I'm not convinced. But I'm not convinced yeah. that's what Saeed had in mind. That's definitely not what Saeed had in mind, and I feel like, you know, by the way, can I bring this up real quick? Can I throw this in there? How come Saeed didn't go to the other side when he was dead? Ooh, ouch. Sorry, writers, but I have to bring that one up. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I don't know that's a good point. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know what you say about that. But um, anyway, yeah, I don't think Man in Black, I don't think he, I don't think he, he knew about the afterlife. That would be too much. You know, he didn't he didn't know, know about the island. Right. You know, like he didn't even you know what yeah. I mean? Like he Let's didn't have a there. great handle on the island, so Yeah, you don't I don't, I don't Yeah, now maybe you could say he's got this connection with death or something. So maybe that would give him some insight mm. into the afterlife, you know. Throw that in there fine, but mm. but yeah. I I think it's I think it's safe to say he didn't know. If there was if there was any hint that he knew about the afterlife, I'd believe it. Yeah. But I I don't think we ever got the sense that, you know, because then he could have been like, well, I'm going to kill these people, but they're going to get a great afterlife. Mm-hmm. So it's not so bad. Yeah, it changes. I think it changes his behavior if he's aware of the afterlife and he's aware that, um, you know, I think it would change his behavior, you know, that he's aware that, okay, I kill these people and they get to go they get to go somewhere else and they're just sort of out of my way, but they're not really, you know, they're dead in, in, this, in the context of this world, but not sort of generally speaking. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if that's true, he could sit down the candidates and say, look, 
Mm-hmm. Can't leave the island unless you die. Now, I know you don't want to die, but let me tell mm-hmm. you, I know what happens when you die, and you're going to love it. Yeah, you're going to love it's it. It's awesome. <laughs> and so if you could just die for me, and then I could leave, mm-hmm. everybody's happy. Yeah, you know, Man in Black, I, and, uh, you know, I was trying to make this point earlier. I don't think I elaborated, but it, it, it dawned on me how little, until they leave the island, of course, or until Jacob left, but. You know, maybe Man and I got a little of this living with the humans, but there, there's so much the gamut of human experience that they that they missed out on. You know, like, uh, you know, I, I remember bringing up on the podcast, the, the Across the Sea podcast, when Jacob Jacob Barry's mother and, and Man and Black's body in the cave, and I'm thinking, or places them in the cave, and I think I said something about why didn't he bury them or something, and or maybe we talked about this before, but it just dawned on me that, like, well, he didn't know he should bury dead people. You know, nobody told him that. <laughs> you know, mother didn't tell him to do that, so he didn't do it. You know, he didn't sort of experience death like that, so he didn't really know what to do besides to just lay them in their home where they were, you know, and uh, where they lived. So to me, that, that sort of made sense, and I think that logic extends a little bit further into their actions um, in general because they were sort of not exposed to certain things. You know, like, you know, I hate to be, I don't want to be crass. I guess this isn't crass. We're adults. But, like, you know, Man in Black probably never had sex. Ah. You know, maybe maybe he did something in the 30 years he was with uh, the humans, you know. Yeah. I, I, I would say that that's maybe probable. But, but in general, you know, he there was just so, so, you know, really strong, specific human experiences that I think they missed. And I think Jacob might have gotten some of those since he got to leave the island periodically. But but in general, it's like they have this sort of isolated life, and I think that that directly affects you know who they are. Oh yeah, yeah. And in the in the span of Man in Black's life, the time when he was living with humans was very short. Yeah, if he had sex, he probably doesn't remember it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I I think. I think the thing Man in Black has, which I think they underused, which I brought up before, is the scanning thing. So mm-hmm. I feel like that gives him an ability. You know, I feel like he got in touch with John Locke. You know, he he really understood John Locke on a on a deep level um, yeah. because he had access to all his memories. And I feel like the fact that he can do that to people allows him to have experiences of, of other people that mo- you know, no one else can really do. You know, mm-hmm. not know what it's like to be somebody, you know, have all their memories and stuff. So I feel like he did have some understanding of what people are like based on that. I, I, I and I'm just, I use that as a bit of an excuse to bring up, you know, I feel like they underuse that scanning thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, Saeed lies to him. He could have turned into Smokey and scanned Saeed and find it, found out that he was lying. Uh, Widmore, he, 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 you know, threatens Widmore with Penny and stuff to get information, but he could have just turned into Smokey and scanned his ass and, and well, known. See, that's, I feel like they don't want to go too far with that power. They don't want him to be, you know, it's like the Superman, you know, scenario of, you know, you don't, you don't want him to be too strong where he can just whip out that power all the time and not, be susceptible to people lying to him or be susceptible to cons and be susceptible to to other people's plans. Yeah, I think they definitely underused it, but I think probably purposefully so that he wouldn't – so he's fallible. You know what I mean? So he has to trust people and he has to, you know – I would say that's probably why they did that because he would be way too powerful if he could just always know who's telling the truth, you know, other than his ability to sort of read people. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, like I'll buy that as as Locke, he can't just he can't just determine if people are telling the truth. That he has to do the smoky thing and bust out the flashing lights and whatever the fuck he does. Yeah. When he scans, like it might take work, but I I guess I feel like he never used that to his advantage in the sort of present day. Yeah, I would almost I would almost even say. I'm not convinced he could he can tell whether or not you're lying. I, I guess it would depend on what he's scanning and how that scanning works. Like, if if you said you like for instance, if Saeed says he killed Desmond, and he didn't, of course, then he scanned him. He might be able to find a memory of you know Saeed walking away and Desmond's alive. Yeah. You know, but like if Saeed is lying about something else that there's no clear memory of, like, an, you know, it's not like an event or something. I don't think, I don't necessarily think Smokey could just tell if he's lying in general. Like, sure. I, I don't think he can read your thoughts. I guess that's what I'm sure, saying. Sure, sure. He can scan your brain for memories, but I don't think he can, like, read your thoughts. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm not, yeah. But, but I feel like that was enough. You know, mm-hmm. reading Saeed's memories would be enough to see if he was lying about that or not. Yeah. You know, and with, for, same with Widmore. Reading Widmore's memories would be enough to tell him what he was there to do with Desmond. Yeah, he could have. He probably could have scanned Des uh, Desmore, <laughs> Widmore, and um, uh, do more with Desmore. That's a product now. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, he probably could have done that. I, yeah, I, but yeah, I think I think they didn't want him to be that powerful. No, and of I course, agree. They don't want him turning into Smokey every chance he gets. Yeah, there's also special effects issues. And another thing is, you know, they have that line. I think is it this episode, yeah, or the last one where he says, you know, Ben asks him, "Why do you walk around all the time? Why don't you just fly as as Smokey?" And I think they're kind of answering your question too slightly, which is, you know, he says, oh, I just want to walk around and feel human, but right. I think they're saying, you know, he just don't, he just won't do that all the time. He just yeah. won't be smoky because it's convenient. Yes. Yes. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, uh, those are all good and valid points, which I acknowledge. Um, all right, well, Woo! What are we seeing for? <laughs> um, something like that. And that fourth one was short. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of, we kind of. The main way we go wrong on a scene is we talk about other stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, about six and a half hours, and we're about to get to scene five. That's, that's about on track, I'd say. We're about on track. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pace. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we're talking about we're talking about Jack Kane Hurley. Mm-hmm. Um, Curley. Yes, <laughs> Curley. You heard me. <laughs> that's the name for uh, the relationship the three of them have. Mm-hmm. Curley. Yeah, I also we we probably will bring this up. I'm sure the post post uh, episode discussion, but I, I want to speculate about you know what happens to these characters after uh, after the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely worth doing. Um, I do too. 
Um, uh, I mean, besides going to the afterlife. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, in the real world. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, yeah, in the, in the grand scheme, yeah. Besides going to the afterlife. <laughs> For some of them, that's that's sort of where it ends. But uh, there's some characters who have significant off-island lives or on-island lives, I guess, that aren't addressed. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely blanks to fill in there. Um. Yeah, Kate's little line to Jack here was like, okay, Kate's, uh, I guess Kate's going back to Jack now. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be Kate and Jack in the end or something. Oh, you of... haven't ruined anything? Nothing is reversible? Yeah. Irreversible? Yeah. And yeah. by that, I mean our marriage or something. Yeah. Well, they won't get married. <laughs> or our divorce or our whatever. Our connection, our relationship, what have you, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. It's like he didn't ruin their relationship. They can repair yeah. it. They get they do, I think, in the afterlife. Yeah. It's just uh, a long ways away. Listen, there's time enough to pay, you know, there's time uh, enough time to pay attention to your wife and your spouse in the afterlife. Yeah. If your marriage can't work in the afterlife, <laughs> you know, you're just not trying hard enough. <laughs> yes. Lessons from Lost. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, man. I just thought of an awful, an awful scene where, like, at the very, <laughs> at the very end, I can't stop laughing. At the very end, you know, they're at the church and they're about to walk through the white light, and they're all with everybody's paired up. Anybody who has a pair is paired up, and <laughs> they're about to walk through the light. And then Sawyer looks over at Kate <laughs> at the very end. I can just look at to see the look on Juliet's face. You're still <laughs> looking at her after all this. Yes. Oh man, that'd be so funny. I died and went to heaven, and that's still not good enough for you. Jeez. I'll never forget that, though. I'll never forget Sawyer saying he could not remember her face. I just can't mm-hmm. remember that freckled face. It's been so long. I just, I, it was so weird to me how far they, how the extent they went to to to, to have him pr- make his point. You know, yeah. of course, right before she shows up again. But, like, it was just so weird to be like, yeah, I loved her, but, damn it, I don't know what she looked like. <laughs> Like, really, sort of small, mousy, with a lot of hair, you know, likes to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that hard, Sawyer. Come on. <sighs> uh, yeah, I know. I like to think that three years from now, I'll remember what Kate looked like. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I'm going to yeah. say I have less of a connection to Kate than Sawyer does. Are you not in love with her? I'm really not. Sorry. All right. All right. Well, we'll see in three years. <laughs> I guess we will. Yeah, yeah no. They, I mean, they, they might have overdone it a bit, but they were definitely trying to say he's moved on from Kate, definitively. Yeah. yeah. And here's Kate. Now what? Mm-hmm. And it sucks because like he never actually did anything. He just kind of looked at her, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that was what that was what changed Juliet's mind and led to her Ju- death. Juliet ended up dying because of that look. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Sawyer realizes that. <laughs> yeah. Because they, you know, she had convinced him to go stop Jack from doing this, and then he looks at her. 
and then then she convinces Sawyer to help Jack. Yeah. Know? And it's just like, okay, well, yeah, Sawyer blames Jack for uh, Juliet dying, but you know, first of all, Juliet is the one who hit Jughead, and number two yeah. is uh, is um, you know, Sawyer gave that look. Totally, and that was what changed her mind, and she told him that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, a lot of times they don't address the specifics of previous events. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I feel like that, that definitely seems to matter in terms of assigning blame to people. Um, but, yeah, I know it was a lot for Juliet, like, to 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 detonate a hydrogen bomb because Sawyer looked <laughs> at Kate like, damn. Because yeah. wow. she wanted to make it where Sawyer never came there and they never fell in love and all that stuff. Yeah. That look must have been really, I don't know, full explosive. of What? Is that explosive? Yes, explosive. Thank you. Incendiary? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Time travel inducing? Yes. Okay, I'm, now I'm just making things up. Okay. That look induced time travel. <laughs> That's what's weird to me about about the incident is they seem to be saying, well, no, 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 it didn't cause the flash sideways. But, you know, they seem to be glossing over the fact it sent them to the future. True. True. You know, no one, no one thanks Jack for giving them back to their own time period. No. No, they don't appreciate that. Because if it didn't work, it could have killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Seven and six. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> So it could have sucked a lot more than it did. <laughs> you guys could be dead, so why don't you thank me just a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of them, you know, the, uh, it's Hurley and, uh, Hurley and Kate and Sawyer. Um, you know, they get to fly off the island and have lives because of what Jack did. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> Who's the asshole? Uh, probably not Jack. I don't know. Probably not Jack. Yeah. I I don't think, I mean, yeah. I don't think Jack's the asshole in that, no. in that case. He did something. He did something, yeah. How many times did he save people? A lot. He saves people. That's his thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Reminds me of that line. Been telling Hurley, do what you do best, Hugo. You, 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 what is it? You look after people. Like, that's what he does best? <laughs> 60 years with this character, and now I'm finally figuring out what he does best? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, what does he say? Watch out, look out for, watch for. Yeah, look out for people or help people or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, Hurley's special ability, seeing ghosts, right? No? <laughs> That's his special ability, but that's not what he does best. Okay, okay, okay. You help people. Yeah, okay. and it's like, you know, they they totally seem to be trying to tie it into, you know, Hurley giving out the food and, uh, you know, looking after. I think he said looking after people, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Like and it's like, I see what they're trying to say, but I would have never said that's what Hurley does best. Me either. Me either. But, yeah. <laughs> you do best, Hugo. <laughs> that's my Ben. That's a weird bin. I don't know why it's like that. That kind of sounds like 
Who does that sound like? That sounds a little bit like Tracy Morgan. Oh, really? I just, I, I'm not trying to get what he sounds like so much as just, like, the tone of how he said the word. Like, oh, okay. just do what you do best. Okay. I, like, I hear I hear uh, him saying that to Liz Lemon on 30 Rock or something. <laughs> you do what you do best, Liz Lemon. You do what you do best, Liz. Yeah, do what you do best, you know, There you I go. Know. I don't know what Ben said. That's my Ben. Yeah. More nasal. Very nasal. But what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, re-wa- I rewatched uh, some of uh, 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 Sundown the other day before the finale, and I, that scene with Miles running off the sun. Hey, where's your husband? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, it's so great. So Jen is a what? Yeah, exactly. Jin who? Jin who's alive? Jin Rummy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. It was like, man, son is out of the loop. Yeah, he has no idea what's going on. No, and, and Miles's casualness just makes it better. Really it on purpose. It's almost like he knew she hadn't seen Jin. Yeah, he was just being Miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. <sighs> classic Miles. Yeah, classic Miles. And classic son. You know, I'll say this real quick. Uh, in terms of the ending, is uh, is Sawyer and uh, this is almost too perfect. Sawyer and Miles are both together at the end, getting rescued. So uh, on the path to rescueness, it's a word. Look it up. And um, I don't look it up. And um, they can go be buddy cops now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it'd be cool if they go back and uh, you know he he and uh, um, well, I guess he's not gonna marry Kate. I was gonna say he and Kate get married, but she's probably eternally in love with Jack now. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't from the yeah. flash sideways it doesn't look like he married Kate. <laughs> yeah, I think they didn't want to screw up. They didn't want to screw up the Sawyer Juliet thing. Mm-hmm. They got their big reunion. That would have been weird if he was married to Kate. Like, ugh. You know that yeah. one I looked at that made you die? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that look that killed you? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at her. Yeah. You might have been onto something there. I don't know. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. they totally... I think they pretty much told us that didn't happen. Yeah. Although, I like to imagine Sawyer and Kate maintain some kind of relationship. Yeah. Because I, yeah, like, I, mean, I feel like they can't, they can't lose their connection. No. You know, it still seems to be there to me. Well, and, you know, Saeed had the whole thing with Nadia. You know, he was in love with her, and then he ends up with Shannon, who he barely fell in love with. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I could see if, if, if Kate and Sawyer, you know, I, I I wouldn't see them necessarily getting married, but if they had some sort of relationship that you know doesn't really work out in the end because they're both in in love with dead people, right? You know, and uh, you know, I, I could see that happening and, and not being a big deal in the eternal long run. Sure, sure, yeah, you know? I agree. It, it's just they they didn't necessarily get married and live happily ever after. Yeah, I think that didn't happen. That's yeah, funny. yeah. Um, it definitely would have been weird if Nadia were there and and Saeed was with Shannon. Oops. <laughs> that would have been a little hard to take. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I never stopped looking for you, Nadia. <laughs> Except when I hooked up with this blonde chick. Even that, yeah. I was still looking for you. Mm-hmm. In her pants. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not in here. That's all day. While I'm already here, I might as well. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, Saeed. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog, you. He did. He did like Elsa. She was also blonde. Yes. There's yes. a lot of blonde women on the show that if you're a man, you must fall in love with. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I think that was Saeed's thing. He just, he just kind of, he just kind of had a thing for the ladies. Mm-hmm. And he would just quickly fall in love with them, and then they would die. Yeah. Except for Nadia. He was in love with Nadia for a long time, even though he forgot for a little while. But then he remembered yeah. again. Well, and then he found her again, and then she died. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right, well, next scene? Next scene? Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Locke. Uh, wraps the rope around his arm. Ben catches Sawyer watching from behind a bush. Uh, Sawyer sees that Desmond is not in the well. Sawyer realizes that Locke wants to use Desmond to destroy the island. Uh, uh, Locke clarifies that he's not uh, going down with the island, but Sawyer and the candidates are. Sawyer says they're not candidates anymore. Then he uh, punches Ben in the mouth and takes his gun. Uh, Then uh, Sawyer leaves the area. Uh, Ben thought that Locke was being figurative when he said he wanted to destroy the island. Locke admits that Ben won't get the island, but he offers Ben a place on his boat. Locke sees some tracks and says, I think there was a dog here. All right. And America so, knew what dog he meant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's only one dog in this island. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so Sawyer comes in, and, and Locke and Ben are still at the well from previous, I guess the previous episode. Um, and uh, let me see, let me see. So, yeah, so he guesses. Desmond, you need Desmond to the island. So Sawyer apparently calls Locke Smokey, which I missed. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I missed that, but I yeah, he does. He does. I caught that the first time. I was like, wow, someone said Smokey on the show. That's crazy. Um, and also called him that to his face. Yeah, called him Smokey, yeah. He got to hear that little nickname. Uh, I like Sawyer saying we're not candidates anymore. Um, but to me, that's like, yeah, Sawyer, that means he might kill you. <laughs> <laughs> right then and there. Yeah, I think people people get lucked out a lot when Locke decides he doesn't want to do certain things. Like, he just decides he doesn't need to kill Sawyer because he's going to just destroy the island. But it's like, well, you know, just in case you're wrong, you might want to go kill him. Right. You know, but he, he just doesn't think he's going to fail. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Yeah. 
Um, so here's the thing about Ben, ben Ben's interpretation of, of the of the of the end of uh, what they died for when when Locke says I'm going to destroy the island. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ben Ben I thought you were speaking figuratively. <laughs> Um, which, why would you think that? <laughs> like, in what figurative sense can he destroy the island any more than he already has? You know, the most you could do to destroy the island figuratively would be, like, to kill the people on it, I guess. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe go, think, like, kn- knock over a few buildings or something. Yeah, like, you know, like... Uproot a few more trees. Exactly. Like, nothing more than he's sort of already done. So I don't know yeah. what Ben was thinking here. Yeah, that, uh, that, this line was ridiculous to me. I laughed when he said that. Yeah. Really? I thought you were speaking figure. What? Mm-hmm. Come on, Ben. Yeah. What I guess from, ben, from Ben's perspective, you know, he didn't hear that line at the end of an episode. So yeah, that's so true. He didn't, he didn't know it was important, but it's like... He didn't hear yeah. the, the dramatic music cueing yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And lost after he said it. Yeah, it's like... Locke goes, I'm going to destroy the island. And then Ben is thinking, that guy, he always just, you know, he's always going overboard with his analogy. He's just, you know. His figures he just loves his figures of speech, that guy. Um, so this brings up the point of what what was Ben's game plan, <laughs> you know, when when – he goes out to talk to Smokey, and Smokey throws Richard into the jungle and tells Ben he needs him to kill some people, and then Ben gives up Widmore, and then Zoe gets killed, and then Ben shoots Widmore, and then, like, he wants to go kill some more people. You know, um, like, you know, I would say, you know, 75% or more of the people that I sort of saw online or talked to, like, really thought Ben was conning him. Yeah, you know, I was hoping Ben was conning him. You know, I I I thought, okay, well maybe they planned this. You know, I, my infamous like maybe there are blanks in that gun. You know, <laughs> something like that. But it just seems like no, Ben was just being evil and and trying to be a survivalist and um, and doing what the bad man told him to do. And he didn't have any alternative game plan. Yeah, and I think that's really disappointing. Uh, yeah, it is. I want to tell myself that he did, and uh, we just we just never saw it. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I think you have a case. Say it again. You think what? I want to tell myself that he that he did that it was a con, mm-hmm. and that basically the events played out in such a way that it became irrelevant whatever his con was because he just. You know, the man in black and everybody else goes to the same place, so Ben ends up with them, and and eventually uh, uh, eventually, man in black, uh, uh, you know, they, what happens? They leave, and then, oh, now I don't remember what happens. Oh, they go to the plane, I guess. Wait, no, that's not what happens. Did you watch the episode? <laughs> Now, now I'm forgetting. Now I'm forgetting what happened. What are, what are you What are you trying to piece together? I I just don't remember the order of events. How everybody ends up where they end up. Um, so so it's basically, well, they most of the group ends up meeting in the big field before they get to the the, the source. 
Yes, right. So, so one, so then they all walk over to the source. Then, then Ben, uh, then uh, Jack and Jack Locke and Desmond go alone uh, to to go down there, and then um, Ben and Hurley and somebody else stays behind. Let me see. Wait, wait, because Kate and Sawyer are there. So then they end up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this is after. This is now. I'm getting confused because I think. Oh, that's right. That's right. This is so they. So after all, so that's where everybody is, right? Like the three, the Locke and Locke, Jack and Desmond go to the cave. Everybody else is behind, and then after the cave incident, and then like Locke gets out and leaves, and then you know knocks Jack out. Right. Locke gets out and leaves and goes to the cliffs where the boat is, and then they all go over there. Locke and Jack have a fight, and then Kate shows up and shoots Locke. Ah, uh, yes. And then the rest of the guys are there, and then at that point they split up because Hurley and Ben want to stay and go with Jack. Yeah. And then Kate and Sawyer jump off the cliff to go to the boat. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, yeah, so basically what I want to say is um, uh, because of the way events turned out, you know, uh, Locke just – Locke uh, looks like Locke just ends up trying to leave by himself. Uh, he didn't even really take Ben with him. Um, and uh, and he never asks Ben to kill anybody. Uh you know, uh, we never really get to see what Ben would have done if he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to cling to the idea that maybe he had a plan uh, for what would have happened, but Locke uh, took him down a path he didn't expect, and so he ended up just kind of improvising with what he got. Yeah, I mean, I think he would have probably just had him kill the rest of the candidates until there was, you know, pretty much no one left. You know, kill whoever he couldn't kill himself, I guess. But then, of course, the the Desmond stuff got in the way of that. Um, I don't understand. I was saying Ben, I think, would have just killed the people that Locke couldn't have killed himself, which would have been the candidates. Oh, I don't think that's true. Oh, well, who do you think he wanted him to kill? He never asked him to kill anybody. I mean, anybody in particular. So it looks to me like Locke's plans changed. Like, but uh, well, one thing is, before when he tells Ben, "There's some people I want you to kill." Yeah. Who do you think he's talking about? The candidates. Okay. Yeah. That's all I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Maybe I'm just agreeing with you. Um, I I think that. Uh, well, yeah, once, oh, that's what you're saying. Once he goes in and talks to Widmore, once he finds out about the Desmond thing, I think he decides, I'll, I'll kill the candidates and destroy the island in one fell swoop. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, yeah, I mean, at the very least, his pressing concern became dealing with Desmond and not killing the candidates. But I think it was, oh, the goal was one and the same, so, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, so, I, I want to think that, um, uh, I want to think that, uh, you know, that Ben had some kind of plan for what to do, but uh, when, when Locke's, you know, Locke said he's going to destroy the island, and, of course, he ends up not needing Ben to kill anybody. So, you know, so Ben just kind of goes with what's happening and, and ends up, you know, ending up where he wants to be. Uh, 
uh, staying on the island with Hurley, you know, mm-hmm. but he ended up not having to sort of betray or do any carry out any scheme or whatever. That that's what I want to say. Well, now, okay, go ahead. Now, uh, I think you know from what we from what we've actually seen in the episode, it, you know, it could be that uh, he was just going to go kill everybody or something, and then he changed his mind when he didn't have to or something. That could be true. I just you know. Since since we didn't see him actually do anything, uh, you know, besides kill Widmore, which I can see him doing just for personal reasons, um, uh, you know, I, that's that's sort of what I want to believe. Okay, well, let me poke some holes in that and then see if it stays afloat for you. Um, okay. I want to say that that the con should have should only go up to the point in up until this scene. When Ben is told Locke was not speaking figuratively, because for me, the only reason for Ben to sort of agree to do a, like the agreement was that Ben would kill some people because you know when they're sitting on the porch, Ben says, "Well, why would I kill these people?" And he says, "Because I'll leave you in charge of the island." So that's sort of the agreement. Yeah. So, so to me, that's the start of the con. If Ben is going to con him, if Ben is not honestly being his follower, but but is going to be doing things surreptitiously. And this is part of the con. That to me is where the con starts, and the con has to end at the point at which that deal is no longer in agreement. I think at the very least, you know, the most you could say is Ben could come up with a new con, but the old con has to be null and void or changed, right? So, like once Ben in this scene realizes for a fact, you know, because he heard it in the previous episode, but in this scene he realizes effectively Locke can't, it doesn't want to give him the island, which is the one thing Ben wants. Uh, ben doesn't want to leave, or else he could have just kind of turned a donkey wheel or something. Um, I think this, it's at this point where Ben, where where you have to re, you have to evaluate whether or not Ben had a con, because to me this is the end point of that con uh, that started with the initial agreement. So so basically the con would have been uh, the elements of the con to me would have been him telling him ratting out Widmore being hidden in the closet. Yes. Um, and Really, that's the big part. I mean, he did kill Widmore. I don't think that was, would have been part of a con. I think he really I, – I, I trust his – you know, I, 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 I believe he was being honest when he said I didn't want him to save his daughter, and I think that's the extent of the reason he killed Widmore. Yeah. Uh, of course, all the other history that they have, but, like – Yeah. Um, but that, so, that's why he didn't want him to save his daughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I feel like – I feel like the big question is, did he rat out Widmore – on purpose or not. That to me is the only, the part that encapsulates the con. Because after that, after Ben, after Locke tells Ben, you know, I'm going to destroy the island, you know, Ben doesn't have the same impetus to be conning Locke or anything like that. I mean, you know, and that don't mean just having a plan of how to survive. I mean, actually, you know, pretending to be his follower and not following him. Because once the groups get combined, he's not really following Locke anymore. He's not taking Locke's order. So, so this would be the end point of the con for me if there was a con. And I'm just saying I think there wasn't a con. I think he really just gave Widmore up because he didn't care about him living and then he shot him. Oh okay. and I think and I think he would have probably tried to kill the other people too. I think you know, as much as I think people wanted Ben to sort of be redeemed here, I, I just don't I think he I think he put all his chips in and he said, I'm up against a force that I can't stop, and I'm and I'm a survivalist. I'm just going to do what it takes to survive. 
even if that means kill other people. But, you know, we never got to see him get to that point, so now... Yeah, now, and, I you mean, know, he had the chance to shoot Alana, and he didn't. I, I, if, that, if, was, that was before, though. Situation changed since then. You know, since she's dead, and all the other people are dead, and Smokey can kill him any second he wants, like, I think that changes his opinion about what he should do. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, you know, I'm leaning on the fact that he was never asked to do it. We'll never know for sure what he would have done if he was asked yeah. to do it. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he would have tried not to kill them. <laughs> and, I think, yeah, I mean, I think he would have rather not have killed them. But if Smokey was standing there and he said, kill Sawyer or I'll kill you, I think Sawyer's dead. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, he he might he might be if that's if that's what it turns to, um, uh, if that's if that's the issue. But I, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like Ben didn't necessarily turn evil. It, it was like what you were saying, him just trying to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just him trying to survive. I don't necessarily think he got any more evil than he already was. You know, yeah. Like, you know, he's already pretty bad, so yeah, he doesn't have to get any worse. True. <laughs> True. But he's been. He's been better this season than previous yeah. seasons. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like he, he went, you know, a little bit down that path. Um, but, you know, not not enough. Not enough to compensate for everything else he's done on the show. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think uh, – uh, it's it's disappointing. I could I could believe that you know that he would have that he would have killed him. But I like to think I like I like to you know uh, try to utilize the uncertainty as much as I can mm-hmm. to get an outcome that I want. But if you ask the writers, what would they say? I don't know. They might very well say he would have killed them. Yeah, he just he. Uh, you know, I'm just going on his demeanor when he was faced with certain death by Smokey, and he just basically was like, I'll do whatever you want. Yes. Who do you want me to kill? You want me to kill some people? Because that yes. means nothing to Ben, killing these people. Like, yes. He was he was trying to kill these people from day one, so, you know, <laughs> he's just now getting around to it if he, if he did it. <laughs> well, he wanted him to come back to the island, so he didn't want to kill them then. But uh, uh, well, he only wanted to come back so he could get back, right? He wanted to go back, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I guess once he got to the island, he'd probably be ready to kill him again. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. And you know, really, I Ben has a Ben has a serious dark side, and I think Ben wouldn't be the same if he didn't have that. So, I, to a certain extent, I can I can live with it. I just I just want his redemption to be real. Yeah. Well, what's his redemption? I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to be real. <laughs> so I'm like, wherever it is. I agree with that. What is it? Because <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I'm don't looking think for it. I don't see it anywhere. I don't think. <laughs> who hid the redemption? Who hid Ben's redemption? Where'd it go? I think it's in the mail. 
Um, no, I, I think his biggest, you know, the most redemptive thing. There was two, there was a couple things he did that were sort of redemptive. Um, n- number one, uh, he, uh, uh, you know, I mean, this is a minor thing, but he, you know, buried Locke and said he was sorry for killing him. Mm-hmm. Number two, he went off to try to get Saeed when the temple was under attack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, number three, he, uh, uh, you know, refrained from killing Alana and going off to join Locke. Yeah. So this season. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I think he, I think he definitely was on the road to redemption, and I think, you know, his, his, you know, the big, the big thing was, I think, all those, all those, and then uh, being, uh, being uh, Hurley's number two. Yes, yes. That's that's the final mm-hmm. thing that sort of brings him down that path. Yeah. yeah. And I guess for me to have a little aberration in the middle of that development where he decides, oh, I'm just going to kill them all now. <laughs> that's just, that's weird. But, eh, it could but be true. It, but doesn't it make sense, though? I mean, I think... I, I would say it's not it's not nice and neat, but I don't know if it should be, you know, considering what he was up against for just that period of time. Yeah. You know, just until Smokey says, you know, I need you to do this for me, and up until when Smokey, you know, so it's not it's like what, a couple of hours really, but um, but I think you know Ben is the kind of person who looks at his best options for the situation, and I think in his best options was to do what Smokey said. So you know, it doesn't make it right, but I think it makes it it makes it something Ben would do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I he's yes. Ben. What? Because he's Ben. Right. <laughs> you do what you do best, Ben. You do what you do best. <laughs> you survive. <laughs> and lie. And lie. Yeah. Um. All right. What else is going on in this scene? I really noticed the mechanics in this episode. Of, in terms of what? Of just how they had to, how they had to make the story work. Like they have to send Sawyer out there so he can find out, you know, what's up with Desmond, and mm-hmm. and he finds out, you know, uh, you know what what Locke's planning to do, and so then he has to go back and report back, and then we have like that walkie-talkie that Ben gave to Miles that ends up being used by a number of characters. To mm-hmm. communicate back and forth um, with the uh, you know with uh, the pe- the people over at the plane, you know, and it's really useful that they know that stuff's going on. Yeah, you know, so I just I noticed that they had to they had to set up these small things so that they could have certain plot elements work. Because if like Ben hadn't done that walkie-talkie thing, it's like they wouldn't even know they were working on the plane and that they were about to leave. Yeah, and that's predicated on Whitmore and Zoe showing up when they did. Yeah. You know, if Locke, if Locke had showed up before them, it would have it would have been different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, you know, they they had to they had to write in something there to 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 get all the communication to work so that the so the story would make sense that to get the characters where they need to be. And it's just like this small little thing mm-hmm. of the walkie-talkie really played a big role in that. Yeah. And it's just weird to see that, like, used, um, you know, to see its plot function. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't even really know why Ben did that. 
You know, it never became clear to me what he intended to do with Miles. You know, he ends up like hiding it a couple times mm-hmm. from, or not a couple times, but at least once uh, from Locke. And, uh, you know, and then eventually we see him, you know, once he's gone, like, you know, answer it later. But it's not, it's not clear exactly what he wanted, what he wanted from Miles, like what kind of communication he was intending to bring about. Yeah, it seemed like he just wanted to be able to talk to him just in case. And that's probably all he, as far as he thought. Yeah, but just in case what? Like, I... I, I well, you know, they're about to, the shit's hitting the fan here. I think just in case that. Okay, okay. You know, they're 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 about to split up, you know. Uh, they know Smokey's on his way, right? Yeah, 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 they know. I forgot why they know that, but they know he's on his way. Zoe comes in. Oh, that's right. That's right. They saw him from the dock, and um, or she saw him at the dock. So, yeah. so they know he's coming, and I think, um, you know, he just he was just planning. You know, that's part of Ben's Ben's uh, ability to plan. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, okay, Miles is leaving, and I'm going. You know, he, I, who knows how fast Ben's brain thinks, but he might be like, oh, okay, I'm going to let, let Ben hide in my closet and. I'm going outside, and, you know, I want to be able to talk to Miles in case I survive this, you know, because Miles is, you know, Miles is going to be somewhere else, so he can uh, he can help him out if possible. Right. Right. Yeah. I love Sawyer telling, you know, he hits, he grabs Ben, he hits Ben in the face and then takes his gun. Uh, oh, Ben. And, um... And then Sawyer, I love Sawyer, Sawyer telling Smokey, I'll be seeing you. Like, he's threatening the smoke monster, almost, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was nice. Yeah. I think calling him Smokey goes with that, too. I think mm-hmm. that takes him down a notch. Yeah. Hey, Smokey. <laughs> What's up, Smokey? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was good. They did let Ben get the drop on Sawyer before Sawyer gets the drop on Ben, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it, uh, it worked for me. He needed to make his escape because he needs to go back and tell Jack and them what's going on, and then they can decide to join up, and yeah, everything works. Yeah, totally, totally. The the way they showed Sawyer hiding, it didn't. He's in that purple shirt. He did not look like he was hiding very well. Yeah, you know, there's sometimes there's advantages to getting caught sometimes. Yes, you know, if he would have just ran in there, he could have been. I don't know, anything could have happened. But um, so this line, let me see. So, you know, Locke has this line about the island being at the bottom of the ocean. That's another big thing that they did not talk about in the Flash Sideways. True. Why the island's at the bottom of the ocean. And more than that to me is why why is all the Dharma stuff there? And then even further, why is why does the history of the island seem to be exactly the same, you know, in the Flash Sideways? You know the the Dharma stuff is there, and the and the statue broken is there, and I don't understand that. Why in this afterlife place? You know that's that's another reason why it made me think that this afterlife stuff just always happened. You know, like the the time in this world is runs like you would expect it to because it has all this history there. 
You know, like you see the island underwater with all this ancient stuff on it. And it's just like, I don't know why that's there if this is just their afterlife. And this is a place they'll never see. Yeah, I well, I think from what uh, from what Ben's dad said, uh, it sounds to me like the history of the island wasn't exactly the same as uh, what we saw originally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cause he didn't bring up like the things I really would expect him to say if the original stuff really happened. Um, well, but wouldn't your theory say that those are just memories and he, none of that stuff is actually true? Yes. Okay. But what I'm saying is the fabricated history of the island doesn't look like it's exactly the same, mm-hmm. you know, to me. Well, and, not exactly, but the big, the, the two big things seem the same, and that's weird to me. Yeah, I think um, the island underwater, I see it as a red herring, first of all. I mean, like you said, like he says this here, and it's really sounding like, okay, somehow – you know, somehow this is going to tie in with the island being underwater and the flash sideways. You know, and I feel like they're hinting at that here. Um, and I, I feel like that was, you know, to get us to speculate, again, making it seem like some kind of alternate universe that they created where the island's history uh, was different. And uh, uh, I think also, like, if you want to look at it, like, it's, purgatory it's sort of you could take it symbolically as sort of the the island and their history on the island is buried or under the ocean for now you know but uh uh you know and it'll you know come to the surface later or something you know that's sort of you could take it some something like that do you have any non-lame answers <laughs> my answers are usually lame <laughs> So it's either red herring or it's meta- metaphorical. Yeah. There's nothing actual, like, for real, like, an actual real explanation. Uh, yeah, no. I, I don't, to me, there's not, there's not a real, real explanation, because to me, it's not even a real, real world, you know? Like, really, I think all that, all those questions we asked about what's going on in the Flash Sideways, who David's mom is, 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 uh, is Kate innocent, you know, what happened with Chang and Dharma. I think all those are totally irrelevant. I don't think any of that matters at all. So I think I put why is the island underwater in that category. And so I'm just trying to explain why it's in the show, even though I'm saying it doesn't matter. 20 seconds. That's how long it takes me to call back in. Oh, you just called back? <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear anything after uh, you said uh, you don't think the you don't think it's a real, real world or something like that. Okay. Uh, let's Did see. you keep talking? <laughs> I'm sorry. I said a whole point uh, before oh. you came back, and now I've sort of forgotten exactly what I said. So my basic point is that I think a lot of the questions we asked about the flash sideways, such as is Kate innocent, uh, who's who's David's mom, what happened with Chang and Dharma, um, why is Miles' last name Strom? I mean, all that stuff to me uh, seems irrelevant. Uh, I don't think it matters at all. I mean, you know, we could ask that question, but it's sort of like 
since this is clearly some kind of weird world where they work out their problems, I mean, the, whatever we see there just can't be taken at face value. And, and so I, so I, I want to put, like, why do we see the island underwater into that category? Like, there's no good answer for it. And so I'm trying to explain it in terms of why the writers put it there. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I, 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 I don't see that there's a good answer for it. Yeah. I don't either. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, just, I'm sorry. I, I wish it, I had one. I find it hard to believe the writers say, "Okay, and in this in the Flash Sideways world, okay, let's have the let's have the island in the water, and we'll we'll show that in the premiere, and and it's just underwater because this is a metaphor, or it's underwater because it, this world doesn't make that much sense, like." It's a, it, because it's a red herring. Because we we want to mislead them or not. We, you know, we want to get them talking about what the flash sideways is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's you know, I feel like that's the main thing. Because it was a big, you know, it was a big reveal, seemingly. Yeah, but it's like they don't need that to get us talking about those issues. We're already wondering what's going on before we even see that. So it's it's just weird to maybe that's the answer though, but it's just that that's a strange strange thing. But all right, that's that's the best we can yeah. do, I guess. I mean, it was cool. I like the idea. Um, so I, to me, it's justifiable to do it, but it does look to me like it has no payoff. Yeah, because it's like, well, why not just show the island of the water, and then not not necessarily show the sort of landmarks that we know, you know, or show, show the Dharma stuff. Cause you know, the, somebody claims to have memories of that, you know, but then, but then it's basically saying not only was the statue there originally built, but like, you know, the black rock still hit it the same way or something. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's like three things they're saying is, is still true. Three yeah. Island history things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just lame to me. That's lame to me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll uh I'll buy your lameness. Lame. It was good at the time. It. Yeah, it was good at the time. Like communism. The best I can say for it. Which was a red herring. True. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back full circle. True, yes. They have much in common. All right, well, that's that's still lame. I, we got to come up with better than that by the end of this podcast. That's I'm just I don't like completely outside of the world answers. I don't like let's just do this because it'll trick the audience. That's even if that's even if that's what they said in unison, I still don't like it, and I want to find something better. I mean, I think that's what Lost does a lot. I mean, I feel like a lot of the show is misdirection. Well, a lot that's... of the show is. Trying to make us think one thing and then telling us something else. Okay, I definitely believe that, but unless you can name some other instances like this where, and maybe this is a separate scenario because it's it's in this other universe, um, it just seems to me they they wouldn't sort of blatantly make something up that, that isn't sort of true in that world. You know, true, true in the context that they're saying it. It may be like, okay, when you review it, you get a different take on it, but it's still, you know, but it's not like 
it's not like there's no other explanation than the writers are just tricking us. I, you know, unless unless you can come up with some, you know, some stuff I, I'm forgetting with, like, reveals like that. Like, what other red herring stuff that have they had that, like, once once we realize it's a red herring and it, there's no, like, basis in reality for it? Or something along those lines. I, I don't know. Maybe you can think of something. I can't. Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, I'm not... I, I think if I thought about it, I could come up with stuff because I yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of misdirection on the show mm-hmm. and as far as like okay that was a complete red herring I know there's stuff like that but I'm I'm not nothing's coming to mind right now so I okay. I'll, I'll get back to you if I come up with anything we'll put a button on it <laughs> yes or in it do you put it in it or on it um. On it, please. On it, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to put a button in it. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, but that's, I mean, that's usually what I reach for when I don't see a good uh, explanation for something. Like, you know, my my idea that, and I don't think this is true, but but uh, indulge me for a second here. Say say that the 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 the, the meeting place world is um, you know time you know say say it's a duplicate of the real world, right? Like so, time time sort of runs the same way. It has a long history and all this stuff. Um, you know, I given that context, I would say something like, well, maybe the man in black is at the island at some point. Conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in five. Minutes. To extend the time by 60 minutes, press star 8. Mark. Alright, I think he only gives me three. Um, you know, it would make me want to say something like, you know, maybe maybe the man in black destroyed the island at some point. You know, the Losties never came there. Jacob never found his replacement or something. You know, if, if these, you know, if Jacob and man in black exist in, in this world. You know, that's the kind of explanation I would want to put on it. But that's, you know, a lot of ifs before that. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and maybe he destroyed the island and it killed him, you know, it killed him and Jacob or something. You know, he couldn't get off the island, but he was like, well, damn it, I'll just die too or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I just like having somewhat real in-the-show answers. It just, it's very, it's very un, un, uh, disconcerting to get like, well, they just did that to fuck with us. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, that's that's you know that's not great writing. To me, they should be able to have a reason, and maybe they do have a reason. They don't have to tell us, I guess, because they can do whatever they want. But yeah, they might have a reason that I just can't think of. Yeah, and that's that's why that's that makes me want to come up with it because I feel like I feel like they should have a reason. You know, I I just it just seems weird to me if you ask Carlton and Damon why is the island under there. They, that they that all they can say is we just want to screw with the audience. Well, they would never say that. Yeah, 
Even if even if it were true, I think they wouldn't say that. I mean, no, I mean, no. I mean a couple of drinks, you know, and, and private, <laughs> you know, just, just whatever whatever truth they would give. Out okay, okay, that. not not in like a public interview. Yeah, not not in an interview. Like, look, okay, guys, you know, take the ties off. Tell me what yeah. really happened. Tell me, tell me why the thing is in there, you know. And, it, yeah. and maybe they would say we're just fucking with you, and then I would tell them, well, that's not great writing. You should have a reason why in this world the island is underwater. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, hearing me tell them that it's not great writing wouldn't do much for their ego because who am I to tell them it's not great writing? (laughs) Yeah. Nevertheless, I stand by my point. Yeah. I think for me it it doesn't bother me to throw red herring out there. I don't think that's necessarily bad writing. It's certainly misleading. Yeah, definitely a red herring on its own isn't bad. Yeah. A red herring, like, with nothing to support it, all you can say is it's a red herring. I think that that is that does suck. Even if even if like I think you should be at least be able to have to be uh, you know ambivalent about the answer to a red herring. Like, well, maybe it's this other thing, but it's probably just misdirection. You know, I feel like there should be at least a counterpoint, and not just all we have is a red herring. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm harping on it, so. Okay, I can see can that. This is an issue that matters to you. It does matter. It does matter to me. <laughs> I I don't know. I I take my stand with other stuff. I this yeah. doesn't bother me very much for whatever reason. Yeah. I guess because for me the whole everything in the sideways doesn't matter to me. I don't mm-hmm. need explanations for any of it because it's a bullshit world. Anything can happen. They can show anything there. I don't care. It it means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why yeah. I'm, I'm sort of not I'm totally unplugged from those those things. The only thing I care about is yeah stuff like Michael not getting his chance and you know I the and like island stuff. Yeah, I just want the world that they set up to have rules, and for them to you know play by the rules or break the rules you know when they when they need to or want to or it makes sense to. That's fine. I don't mind breaking rules. But uh, but I I I just want you know I, I want I want there to be like a sort of conceit that they're following, you know like if you you ask them why does Jack have David they're not going to say well it's just a red herring, you know they're going to say well this is you know they're going to give you some sort of character or story. Oh, there's a reason that. there. I mean it's it's I think it's definitely Jack working out his issues with his dad. Yeah yeah yeah. So I'm just saying I'm just saying like that, these uh, this other construct that's just sort of in this world, I feel like the island should have some sort of explanation, too, of why it's underwater, but, you know. But I think, I mean, the, the island underwater thing is a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Jack's relationship with his son is, is developed. It gets a whole episode. It gets more stuff later. I mean, if that were just a red herring, that that would be a bit much. Yeah. But a one-off shot being a red herring, I don't know. That's okay. that's not as bad to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think as far as like who David's mother is, I do think that is a red herring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true, but like I really could care less at this point because to me it means nothing. Yeah. You know, it was really just an excuse to get Juliet's character involved. Mhm. You know, to me, I mean, you know, Jack and Juliet did have some kind of history, but. Uh, it definitely uh, didn't really didn't really matter. Yeah, it reminded me of 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 
of uh, Kate and Jack off the island having a uh, trying to have their relationship, and then you know Jack and Juliet in the in the afterlife try to have their relationship, but of course they're with the wrong people. Yes. To make it work. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. I think also like what happened with Christian Shepherd's coffin. Like I think that's a pointless question as well. Mhm. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing like if you like I would explain the coffin stuff to be, you know, like I I have I'm less concerned about the coffin only because I can chalk that up to, you know, supernatural occurrences or something like obviously Christian is not dead in this world. Like if he was dead, you know, if if he didn't show up at the end, I would be a little more skeptical about like what was going on, but it's like okay, well he's dead he shouldn't be in the coffin if he's dead. He's there trying to guide these events. It sort of makes sense to me that there's weirdness with the coffin. You know, but we don't get anything like that for the island. We just get it's underwater. So it's like when when there's a when when there's a lack of ideas um or details, it bugs me when, you know, we don't have anything to go on about what to think. I see. I see. Yeah. Well maybe we'll get a theory going. Maybe we will. I, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm holding out hope. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of counting on you to do that, but who knows? Maybe yeah. I'll think of something. Yeah. It's possible. Anything is possible. Um, yes, and nothing is irreversible. Nothing is irreversible. <sighs> That's one of those things from this season. They really, they really piled that on. Except for, you know, preventing the plane crash. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, is that irreversible, Kate? I don't know. <laughs> You're the one who time traveled afterwards. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got anything else on this scene here? Uh, no, I guess that's it. I love how Locke thinks he's going to sail away and watch the, and watch the island sink. Oh. <laughs> So sweet. Yeah, it looks like he didn't give a shit about Frank. Frank. <coughs> In terms of the plane? Yeah. Yeah, I, it seems like he forgot about the plane. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess he really, does he know the bearing? Does he even know you need a bearing? I I don't know. Maybe once he pulls the thing, the bearing thing doesn't matter anymore. I would say, what I would imagine once, Maybe there's no may, there's no barrier when the plug is unplugged, but when it's back in, I would I would imagine there's a barrier. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant when the plug is unplugged. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so that's what he's thinking. It'll just stay unplugged, and then he can go sail away. Well, yeah, he wants maybe the like, island to sink, so I think yeah, he's imagining. I mean, I guess he doesn't know about the plug necessarily, but he's imagining that whatever is causing the island to be destroyed will will destroy will the still island. Still be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I would buy that. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird to me that he for, he seemed to forget about the plane. I guess I guess he didn't sense that Frank was alive, or yeah, I don't know how you could tell that. But I guess it could go either way. But it just seemed like he didn't think that was important. It is curious. He never showed any interest in Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about using the plane, but he never really even talked about Frank. It was it was always. Uh, uh, you know, he he said he was waiting for the candidates to get there, but it, I mean, you never saw him try to get Frank to come. It, it just it never came across that he really cared. 
So maybe he was never going to use the plane at all, and it, he was always planning to sail away on the boat. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. And it was. I still, I'm still frustrated with that whole Widmore put the people <laughs> on the plane thing because it's like, it's like, it's like Locke should have just left them in the plane. Everybody get on board. But I, but I, I go back to his line about. Uh, he told. Remember, Locke told Claire. He needs Kate to help convince everyone, the, the missing people, to come with him, the people yeah. who weren't there yet. Yeah. So I'm thinking what he I'm thinking he was thinking he needed somehow to get Kate to convince Jack to come, ultimately. Yeah. And I think, you know, at the point at which they were at the plane, Jack wasn't ready to come. Right. So that's why he was like, well, I'll do this thing on the sub, and and then they'll try to shut me out. And then maybe Kate'll get shot. I don't know. It gets a little weird towards the end there. Yeah, that's a bit much, but that is what happens. I mean, she gets shot, and that's what gets Jack in the submarine. Yeah. Um, And that's the kind of thing he'd need to do to get Jack on the plane. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, I think it would be harder to take a plane off. Take a plane off? Is that what you say? Thanks, English. (laughs) Um... Yeah, we don't appreciate you enough. Uh, take a plane off uh, while people are shooting at you, as opposed to a submarine where you can mm-hmm. dive underwater. You know, yeah, I think that was easier to pull off. And you have like the dock, the stuff on the dock as like a uh, a point to defend it from. Like it was just, mm-hmm. I think that was a better vehicle to try to commandeer and get out of Widmore's control. Yeah, but do you think uh, you think all those people would have been there if if they were on the plane trying to take off? They would have just come to the plane instead of going to the dock. You think? Well, would maybe. More people? Maybe I yeah. I'm I'm guessing that they would have, since Winmore had guards there and he rigged the thing. Uh, I could imagine that he. Uh, I mean, maybe they wouldn't have tried to stop him because they wanted him to blow up. It's a little confusing. I. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about hypotheticals that really don't matter. I know. I know. Yeah, it definitely um I mean, I believe Widmore that he put the he put the shit there. He didn't even see Smokey find it. I mean, there's, you know, he I don't I don't see him lying about that. Um but uh it 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 is that just makes it confusing. Like his plan is a little bit weird and then Man in Black's plan is weird. It's a bunch of weird plans that can't be changed. Yeah, yeah. They're very, they seem unnecessarily elaborate. Yeah. And and to depend too much on coincidence. But a lot of things, a lot of things on this show happen that way, so. Yeah. Eh. You know what? I'm telling you, I'm going to give this show one more season. <laughs> and if they don't explain what's going on, I am out of here. <laughs> you and me both. Season seven, here we come. <laughs> All right, guys. So you're why so, is that island underwater? Go. <laughs> Start there. Yes. Um, All right, you got anything else? Um. Uh, no, no. Are okay. you done with this scene? I am done. Okay, we can't talk about this scene again. Um, no. Okay, so um, uh, the next scene, uh, we cut to Vincent 
licking Desmond's face as he wakes up uh, at Rose and Bernard's little shack. Um, Bernard leaves to go check for fish. Desmond asks Rose how long they've been living there. Rose tells him she doesn't know where in time they are. Then she asks Desmond to leave after he eats because they broke their rule of getting involved. Desmond says he understands. Then Vincent and Bernard show back up, followed by Locke and Ben. Locke walks up to Desmond and says, come with me or I'll kill them both right in front of you. Then he insists, I'll make it hurt. Desmond says, I want your word you won't touch them ever. Locke says, done. Desmond says, then I'll do what you want. Locke says, yes, Desmond, you will. All right. So we get uh, we get the cameo of Rosa Bernard. Yes, the uh, standard uh, finale cameo. Mm-hmm. Checking in with them and their peaceful little existence. Yeah, they really they did have, like retire from the show. Oh, totally. I mean, they they have the best shack house ever built on the island. Yeah, like they they're pretty comfortable. You know, um, they got a dog to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely retired. They're like. They, I don't, you know, something happened, and I, I could see with Rose having faced death, and then, um, then of course getting sort of a second lease on life with the island's healing properties. Like, you know, I could, I can, I definitely can see, you know, her sort of mentality of saying, you know, of, of going through the early days of all the drama on the island, and you know, the close calls and the, the death threats and stuff, and just being like, okay, I'm done with that, you know. And, yeah. But on top of that, also being like. If 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 we die, that's fine. You know, like like sort of relegating relegating control of or you know influence in situations, you know, but being fine by doing that because they don't really care if they die. Right. You know, they'll just be happy as long as they can, and if they die, they die, and then that's that's fine. So it's it's a pretty interesting, um, you know, approach to to living on the island. I think you know most people don't really have that. You know, even, I mean, Rousseau had that to a degree, but even she was, you know, out sort of, you know, getting getting caught up in stuff to, to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah, she was still setting traps and uh, yeah. potentially trying to get her baby back. Or Even though she was mm-hmm. trying to avoid encounters, she was also instigating them. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's, uh, and she never had, you know, she wasn't, you know, she had Alex kidnapped, and she'd killed it. She was all alone, basically. Rose and Bernard, you know, they got, they have each other, uh, mm-hmm. and they even have a dog, like you said. So they have a nice little life, little retirement home or something. Um, you know, it's a dangerous island. I guess that's the bad part. But uh, other than that, you know, they did pretty well. I think for it's it's just interesting that a couple characters decided to just okay, we're we're done with. We're done with the drama of the show. We're just going to kind of hang out over here from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really rubs me the wrong way in the incident uh, when they're like, Jack's got a bomb and he's going to blow up the island. And, like, and Rose's like, who cares? Like, God damn you. <laughs> what do you mean who cares? I care. I'm watching the show. It matters. Shut up. Yeah. But doesn't you know? matter. It didn't really affect Rose and Bernard. <laughs> It didn't affect them, but yeah, no, I mean, I think the issue of detonating a hydrogen bomb is something you should not say who cares about. I mean, I think that's yeah. ridiculous. You know, did it matter in the end? Maybe not, but but I yeah. don't see any reason to say that before the fact, you know, so... so I, well, experience, I think. 
Yeah, okay. I, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, some stuff that transpired did matter to some extent, you know, and I, I – I, yeah. I, I see. I see that they're unplugged from things. They're just like we're going to be off to ourselves. But like to me, this episode had a better balance of that because they did rescue Desmond from the well, breaking their rules, mm-hmm. and they even they even kind of put themselves out there saying Desmond doesn't have to go with them. They can, you know, like basically saying, you know. Um, we're not going to make it be uh, about us that you, that you leave. Of course, Desmond doesn't want them to be killed, so he, he goes. But, yeah. you know, they do kind of put themselves on the line for Desmond and, and uh, you know, break their little rule, even though in general they don't want to get involved. So to me this is I, – I just – I like this a lot better. I got a lot less of the, like, fuck all you guys vibe from this. Well, yeah, I mean, this situation is totally different, I think, because the, the conflict is, is personal and literally standing in their face. You know, yeah. when, when when Locke shows up, and that's something they can deal with. The the idea that Jack has a bomb and is going to try to blow it up, you know, they don't, they haven't, they they're not watching the show. <laughs> they don't understand the implications of that and how real that is, and how and exactly what he's trying to do, and, and you know, and like how how dedicated he is to do that. And so it's like, I, I appreciated their response in that scene only because I think it, it you know, it makes sense for their characters to be like. This week, Jack has a bomb. Next week, it's going to be this other thing. You know, last week, it was something else. You know, like they said, it's but always... I like always... that. I mean, when Bernard stayed behind and the, ro- and the others came to attack to take the pregnant one, they were really there, and Bernard really was in danger of dying. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, real shit happens. It's not just a bunch of bullshit this week well, no, and no, bullshit no. I mean, next week. Like, it's real it's, stuff. It's not that it's, it's, not that it's bullshit, but it, it's that it's always something, and it's like at, at what point? At what point do you say I'm not going to get involved with this drama that other people are creating and other people are involved in? And I, I think that's a fair personal choice to, to, to you know, a decision you can make and say, well, I don't want to have to be involved every time somebody has a crackpot idea. And I mean, what are, what are Rose and Bernard going to do to help Jack? You know, they're going to get some guns and just go down there with everybody else at the shootout. You know, and it's like, why why should they go risk their lives for something they don't necessarily believe in? I yeah, I didn't need them. I didn't need them to personally participate, but just it was it was the reaction that brought me the wrong way. Because it's like mm-hmm. the major, you know, one of the two major plots of the finale, and they're just saying, who cares? And it's like well, they don't know it's one of the major plots of the finale. It's like, I understand they don't know that. It's just, it's, you know, but the writers know that. And and they're having these characters say, who cares about something that I'm very invested in at that point, you know? So it's, yeah. just, it's like, okay, whatever, guys. Like, I, Well, same with Ben saying, who cares when the freighter blew up? You know, that's something we're invested in. And in his, he, he, his character, he doesn't care if the freighter, if everyone on there dies. Yes, yes. So, you Ben's know. evil. And it's it's weird <laughs> to have Rose and Bernard take that angle that Ben Yeah, makes, they're not evil. You know? They just, just want to be apart from it. Like, it seems it seems perfectly right to me for, for Ben to say who cares about the people dying. It seems mm-hmm. weird to me for Rose and Bernard. Okay, they don't care about themselves, but they don't care about anyone else dying. Like, they don't have any sort of concern. I, I think it's about personal choice. Like, it's just so selfish saying, to me. I think they're saying, uh, well, maybe it is selfish, and I think they have a right to be selfish, you know, at, at this point, at that point in in their lives, and, and I think I think they you I think if you're on the island, you get to choose 
how you want to interact with people and what you want to do. I, I, I just think it comes down to sort of free choice, and I think that's what they were saying is, like, if, if you guys want to go help Jack do whatever he wants to go do, that's fine. We're, we're going to stay out of it. You know, we're going we're gonna to not be involved. And, and that way they can, you know, that way they cannot be, you know, if, if the island blows up, then the island blows up. You know, if they if they if the losties manage to fix the situation, they manage to fix the situation. But I, I don't know. I understand the rationale of not wanting to expend their energy for things they don't necessarily believe in. You know, now if Jack was running through their camp with a bomb and he's like, "Help me defuse this" or something, or it's going to blow up, or you know what I mean? I feel like they might have had a different reaction. But but you know, in in the context of like we're on our way to go do this other mission, you know, mission number, you know. 582, you know, like, I, I can understand them being tired of it. And, and maybe it was, a, a, you know, too strong of a reaction, but I think the writers are trying to get across, like, this is their state of mind. This is why they've been away for so long. You know, it's not like they've just been sort of sitting around and no one's found them. It's like they've been actively hiding. <laughs> you know, that, that's how much they don't want to be involved. You know, Jen is out there looking for them all right. the time, and they're 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 hiding from him. You know, and I, I thought that was weird too. Of you know, I'm like, why not just tell Jen you don't want to be found, and that way he can sort of you know ignore them. But it's like, you know, they decide they're just gonna be, you know, they're gonna vanish. Yeah. Uh, effectively vanish. So I don't know. I get it. Um, I I you know I I totally accept what you're saying. I, I agree. That's what's going on. Yeah, you just think they should they should care more about the general happenings on the island. Yeah, I just I just didn't like I didn't like the way they portrayed it in the incident, and I'm just contrasting it with the way they portrayed it here, which I liked a lot better. Yeah, this was better. You know, this was like I said though, this was way more personal and less abstract. I think. Yeah. You know, I think if if Desmond was somewhere else, and Locke and Desmond were somewhere else, and somebody came up to Rosa Bernard and said. Hey, Locke is going to kill Desmond unless you unless you do something. I, you know, I don't think they would necessarily have the same response that they have here. You know, because it would be it would be it would be more abstract to them. Right, right. You know, but uh, but I really liked when you know Rose told him told Desmond you don't have to go anywhere with him. You know, seemingly making it seem like you know they're willing to die yeah. to give Desmond the free choice of his own life. You know, to not have to make him. Uh, choose something he doesn't want to choose. They're willing to put their life on the line, right? You know, so I, I thought that was a pretty strong response. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, first of all, they stuck their necks out by getting him out of the well. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of knowing that, you know, they're I getting mean, involved in drama because yeah. somebody put him down there. Exactly. So they, they, you know, they weren't willing to just say, "Oh, who cares about that?" You know, that I like that. And mm-hmm. then, and then, you know, sticking their necks out when Locke is actually there saying yeah. I'm going to kill them, you know, so I, I think, you know, that's, that's the Rosen Bernard I expect, and, and they're, they're still not wanting to be involved, but, you know, th- there's a line, I mean, you know, they, they're not just going to stand there and watch horrific things happen. Well, but, yeah, but they're actually getting involved, though, they're actually, like, going the other extreme and saying, okay, yes. well, now that the danger is here, we're going to, we're going to get involved with Yes, this. yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, their, their general rule is to not get involved, but they're they're willing to break it in certain circumstances. Yeah. You know, and, and I to me that just, I like that better because I feel like there's got to be exceptions to that. And having them just sit there and not interfere with anything all the time is just, I don't know, it's just hard for me to swallow. So they didn't do that, uh, which I which I appreciate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, uh, and there was um, uh, this uh, this scene is actually part of some uh, script pages from the finale that were leaked uh, before the finale mm. uh, was aired. Uh, there's like six pages. I really wanted to find the script to the finale um, because. I thought it would help me understand what we were watching, because um, it does. I mean, the script fills in the kind of details that I feel like you can never really get from the show, because hmm. um, it, it provides pretty detailed uh, descriptions of what the characters are thinking, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, useful. Anyway, uh a couple of minor points about that. Rose, the Rose says an extra thing in the script, which is something like we're, you know, we're not, uh, we're not afraid of dying or something like that. You don't have to go with him. Mm-hmm. You know, they they sort of cut that first bit out, but uh, but it, they would, she made it very explicit in the script that that they were putting themselves out there to die uh, so that Desmond didn't have to go with him. Yeah, I don't know how that works because again, it's sort of like. <laughs> You know, okay, now he's killed them, and, you know, it seems like he could just kind of grab Desmond and take him. But um, still, uh, I appreciated that. Uh, The other little bit uh, that I'll just throw in is from the previous scene uh, when uh, Sawyer shows up, and, you know, he has the gun on Ben. He, you know, elbows Ben and then grabs his gun and walks away. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a little exchange that they cut out where Ben says uh, to Locke, are you going to let him shoot me? And Locke says, maybe. But that was a weird, <laughs> weird little interchange that they deleted. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, it's It's kind of a strange thing to say to someone you want to do stuff for you, but... Uh, uh, but I thought it was uh, interesting. There's also a lot of curse words in there. Yeah. Well, I think at that point, Doc doesn't really need Ben anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because so. I think his original plan was to uh, was to uh, have Ben kill the candidates. But mm-hmm. yeah, once he found out about Desmond, he uh, he changed his plan to just destroy the island, destroy the candidates. All right. Um, so yeah, I guess that makes sense. He's not even he, and he doesn't really try to use Ben again. No, Ben's just kind of there. For the rest of the time. Anything else in this thing? Um. Yeah, I'll just note that this. Uh, this does at least. Uh, confirm that uh, Rose and Bernard uh, came to the present when the incident happened too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vincent. I guess Vincent time traveled with everyone else. We never really saw uh, from his point of view, but uh, it looks like that's what happened. Yeah. You know, because presumably there's a period of time where Rose and Bernard are just you know, going through these time flashes, and Vincent is too, and uh, and then uh, he has no difference. <laughs> and then uh, 
uh, and then eventually the time traveling stops, and that's when they're in the 70s, and that's when they start trying to build a, a little build a little shack, and I guess then Vincent shows up at some point, and they have their little life, and then it flashes again, and then they're back to the present. And it's just kind of a, a strange little story. I, I uh, you know, when I think of people that stayed behind on the island in the end, it's easy to sort of forget about them, but they kind of are there still. Yeah. You know. Well, they probably have a thing or two to say about the island uh, quaking uh, for a while. <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been uh, that must have been fantastic. I bet that did a little damage to their shack. Yeah. Have to repair that, but they'll probably live, probably go on. You know, Vincent's still around, so I imagine they'll just kind of live out the rest of their retirement on the islands, and you know. Probably with Hurley, uh, Hurley as the island protector, maybe it won't be quite as miserable of a place mm-hmm. to be as it has been for the run of the show. Rosa Bernard were at the meeting place, right? Yes. Yeah, they were. For yeah, and my interpretation is what? For people who stayed out of the drama for a long time, oh yeah, connected to everybody. Totally, yeah. It's kind of weird. They divorced themselves from from the other people to a large degree, and so it does seem odd that they would be connected. But you know, well, you can't choose the people you love. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to throw out the idea that Bernard Bernard's weird behavior uh, when Jack went to visit him is maybe because he he was already sort of awoken at that point. Mm-hmm. And was sort of doing what he had to do. Yeah. Yeah, that that would explain the, of course I remember. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's sort of what's going on. They, they never really showed Rose and Bernard's little moment. So we don't really know when that happens, but uh, I feel like, I feel like it had happened by that point, and and that's, I don't know, that's my theory for that, I guess. Um, you know, Locke promises not to hurt them ever, and uh, you know he's planning to destroy the island, so <laughs> I guess to him that technicality doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, like he's not well, personally going to kill them. He's just going to destroy the whole island and. Mm-hmm. If they happen to get hurt in that process, well, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know if they'll die or not if the island is underwater, but that's not my problem. I'm John Locke. The idea does seem to be out there that uh, you're not John Locke, that uh, that there's some kind of rule about Man in Black keeping his word. Mm-hmm. You know? That if he if he promises something, then you know, then he has to abide by it or something. I don't know if that's really true, but there there is a couple of sort of you have my word. Bits. Yeah, they keep, they they make reference to you know I'm a man of my word and stuff like that, and and um, you know I I I don't think there's any rule. I think he can break it if he wants. <laughs> He's just a man. He can break that. He can. He can. You know. He can have integrity and stick to his his word or not. You know. Yeah. 
I yeah, I don't I don't think there's any big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't really either, but the idea's out there, so uh the other thing I was gonna bring up, uh, a little bit of a holdover from the previous scene. I I don't remember exactly if we talked about it, but the fact that Sawyer just immediately guesses what uh Locke is gonna do with Desmond. Mhm. Like that's that's a little bit weird. I really well, it's the same as he it's the same guess he had before though. Like that's that's what he told that's what he told Jack in the previous scene. When there's when, when he says, you know, we need to go get Desmond Are you saying specifically him saying he needs Desmond to destroy the island? Yeah. Because I think that was the, pretty much the same thing you were talking about before. Uh, before are you, are you he, saying he just he says goes, the same thing in the previous scene? Well, let me see what he says here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he says, he says um, he ain't got what he needs. I'm guessing that would be Desmond. And Saeed said, Locke tossed him in a well. Then Jack says, Jacob didn't say anything about Desmond. And Sawyer says, says you know. So, yeah, so he had already guessed. He already had the crazy guess that, that Desmond was the key to everything in the scene with Jack and Kate and Hurley. Uh, and so in this scene with Locke, he's sort of just saying the same thing. With the addition that he's going to use him to destroy the island. Yeah. So... Uh, well, I mean, that's what he—that's what he said the first time. He says, "I don't see that he said that." Is it really in here? Yeah, like like Locke wants to put the light out, and then Kate says, "But if Locke wants to put it out, why hasn't he?" And so he says, "He hasn't had what he needs yet." I'm guessing that'd be Desmond. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he just thinks putting the light out is the same thing as destroying the island? Yeah. Okay. 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 But again, those seem like things he's really not he's really not given the knowledge of. Well no, he's they've they've shown Sawyer to be the kind of guy who jumps to the right conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But he's he's not been given any really good evidence for any of that. Well, no, I mean he knows he knows Desmond's important, and then Jack says Locke wants to put the light out. So yeah, so he makes the leap to say, okay, well Desmond is the key to that. Right. Yeah, he he, he is making a leap at some. Desmond's point. the key to that, and putting the light out is going to destroy the island. Yeah, so that's not that big of a leap. Putting the light out, destroying the island. If if what you have to do to to protect the island is keep the light from being put out by the man in black. Mm-hmm. And then you know the man in black wants to put the light out. Right. I don't know. I don't think that's a huge leap, but... I think that's a giant leap that he's in no way justified in saying, and I think that's just an example of the writers putting in something that they need the audience to hear. Mm, Okay. You know, I mean, you know, he's connecting the dots the right way because the writers know what the story is, you know. So I'm just, I'm throwing that out as an example of... he, He doesn't have the evidence to justify that statement, but it's true, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Okay, I, I think he's got the evidence, and they've shown him to be the kind of character who who jumps to the right conclusion. But yeah, I, I get your point. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, if that's enough evidence, then, I mean, uh, you know. Well, it's like when he, when he was talking to Locke the first time and he says, you're not John Locke, after two minutes of conversation, you know, that's, that's jumping to a huge conclusion that no other character did, right. you know, really. And so, you know, I wouldn't say he had enough information to go on either. All he could tell was this guy wasn't scared. Right. You know, but everything else is makes him look like John Locke. So, I mean, they've shown him to be the kind of character who does that. Yes. But, I, I, I mean, I think you're right that they're they're trying to, you know, give the audience information. But I, I still think, you know, it's not devoid of being appropriate for his character. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he makes, you know, intuitive leaps. That's, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's consistent with the character. But I think, strictly speaking... You know, it's hard to say to me that he's really fully proven that what he's saying is true. Uh, yeah, he hasn't proven it. I mean, the proof is that, you know, Locke agrees with him. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, when he confirms it, then he re- then I think he really knows that's what his plan is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he could have been wrong. You know, Locke didn't want to put the light out. Until recently, yes, you know, but it was, it was the knowledge of Desmond that that put that in Sawyer's head that okay, this is the, this is the key to this whole thing. Right, right, yeah. Originally, I think he didn't know what to do with Desmond. Yeah, and he was just, you know, he was just gonna leave him in the well for a while. And then he's like, well, if he's that important, I should just kill him. Mm-hmm. Important to Widmore, like against me. But he ends up sort of doing both things. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, uh, uh, I guess um, is that all on this Rosen Bernard Vincent Desmond scene? Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. I don't know. I guess we'll see Vincent again later. Um, and Rose and Bernard. Um, okay, uh, in the next scene, Locke, Ben, and Desmond walk to the light cave. Desmond has a hunch they are going somewhere with the light. Uh, Locke is confused. Then Locke uh, hears Ben's walkie making noise. Ben turns it off when Locke isn't looking. What was what? What? Oh, Ben. Oh, is that what, he what says? was what? What was what? <laughs> <laughs> I was just coughing. What happened? That's <laughs> on the tree branch. <sighs> um, something, uh, something tells me the fact that, like, I don't know. This isn't real, but I, I like to think the fact that Locke, you know, has never been off the island and has not seen a lot of technology could be fooled by not knowing what that sound was. <laughs> he did smash a walkie-talkie the other day. So he's seen yeah, them before. Yeah. Huh? So he's seen them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely seen them, but he's not like, he's not as familiar as someone else would be, you know, with 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 just a walkie sound or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um. 
I mean, I guess I feel like he could be as familiar as Locke is or anyone else he's sort of adopted the persona of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Yeah, that's what I said. It's not a real thing. I'm just, that's yeah. what I like to think. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that seems plausible. Like, I'm really drawn into the idea that Richard is just going to, it's just going to be in some kind of culture shock uh, going back to the real world. But I don't think that's really true. Nah, he's been back there. Because he's been back, yeah, he's been back multiple times, and he seemed perfectly at home in the modern world. Yeah. Of course, I don't know if they had his whole story back then, but, you know, uh, it's, uh, it you know, that's what's in the show, so. Uh, but, like, based on this season, that's that's how it sort of comes across. Like, he's just he's just been on the island for the whole time. Mm-hmm. So he's in for some kind of shock. But, yeah. Season three stuff that ruins it. Um, uh, yeah, I think they're just, uh, you know, uh, reminding us about the walkie-talkie. That'll come into play later. It transitions also. Uh, and uh, here we get this thing with Desmond where he uh, where he uh, assumes it's a place with a bright light. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I keep thinking about this, and I'm not 100% sure – what he's talking about. Well, I think he's saying, you know, I think he's using the fact that, you know, all of his experiences with electromagnetism has have involved the bright light, you know, turning the fail safe, being blasted by Widmore, like all of that stuff has been a bright light. And so I think he's, he realizes, you know, that whatever he's going to go do is going to involve this bright light. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's a lot more mundane than what I had in mind. <laughs> oh, yeah? But that works. That that works better than what I was thinking. <laughs> I guess I guess basically because of what we find out later, that Desmond thinks he's going to he's gonna go to the light and do whatever and then and be transported to some other world, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I'm guessing is the flash sideways or something. But then, you know, then I'm like, well, it seems to me like the light would more represent – the uh you know moving on part at the end than the uh than the flash sideways world itself um but that might be going too far it might just be your thing he he's every time he gets involved in one of these little things the reason he's there uh there's always a bright light so yeah i mean i think i think that's his first thoughts and i think you know the end result is, I, I, you know, he he is trying to cross over, and he assumes this bright light will be the path. But I think he's he's just thinking, you know, like I said, all this stuff is uh, always involves a bright light, and so he he's just assuming that that will be the case this time. Yeah, 